and welcome everybody to another exciting edition of the Druff, Drexel, and Vowel Show on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. And uh, I apologize for starting a few minutes late tonight, but uh, I don't feel all, got all that well today. Oh, there we are. I don't feel all that well today. And in fact, I was sleeping until just a few minutes before 7. Uh, I had to lay down for a nap. I just uh, was completely out of energy. And uh, I didn't want to cancel radio, though, because the show must go on. And to tell you the truth, I've done radio in much worse condition than this, where right now I'm, I'm kind of just tired right now. But uh, I've done radio in much worse condition before, and uh, there's no way this is going to stop me from turning on the show today. just uh, came a few minutes late, but uh, just want to let everybody know we will be making more of an attempt to be on time in the future. Or when I say we, I mean I. My co-hosts have uh, always been there on time. Anyway, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts. Uh, they're both on the line here. We have Brandon Drexel Gerson. Hello. Hey there, Todd. How are you, my friend? Well, you know, I've felt better yeah. physically, but I'm glad that uh, we're all together for the show again. I thought we had a very nice show last week, and I think uh, we got a good one for everybody this week. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, we have Angel Vowels here with us once again. Hello. Hey guys. Hi. How are you? I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, maybe a good show will make me feel better. And you know, I, I got my caffeine here. I just took uh, two Excedrin pills, and hopefully everything will be okay. So anyway, uh, welcome everybody to all the live listeners, all the podcast listeners. This is the Druff Drexel and Vowel Show the on Poker Fraud Alert Radio, and tonight, for the first time, being syndicated on the new Vegas Poker Radio Network, which uh, Brandon has a partial ownership stake in. And Brandon, you can you can tell them about that if you'd like. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as of today, we officially have launched. The site is VegasPokerRadio.com, and uh, what we have on there for you right now, actually, is this show is being simulcast on there as well. Starting this Thursday, also, Season 3 of uh, Filthy Limper Radio, uh, starring or hosting uh, with uh, Johnny Sepp, uh, a.k.a. Jacep, and Kevin Wright and myself will be uh, starting again Season 3. That will be on there. And as time goes on, uh, we're going to be adding more podcasts as well. Uh, and my show that was on a previous forum, the uh, Drexel Show, will start on the, I'll be on that site as well. Probably about a week or so, I'll have tentative dates. Uh, as the show goes on a little bit, Druff and I are going to discuss the radio schedule because there's different World Series events now that we're both going to be playing as the series starts to really just... Uh, get down to it now, and we're going to have to make some arrangements, and we'll talk more about that, but uh, I encourage everybody, definitely check out uh, Vegas Poker Radio, um, we're going to have some great content, and like I said, this show as well, the Druff Drexel Vowel Show will also be simulcast there, although the chat, I want everyone to realize, I think we have, we do have a chat feature on that site, but everyone, I encourage and want to still come here. Um, when we do this show, just to make it easier, and that's what, what we've all just agreed and decided upon, and uh, that's that's really it. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm very proud of the other my other two partners, which again uh, in Vegas Poker uh, Radio is Jacob, and also uh, 
Chinamaniacs. Let me quickly tell people about the free roll we have and the contest we have, because the free roll starting in eight minutes and want everybody registered for that because there's no late registration. We have a $40 free roll, and that is $30 for first, $10 for second. I will pay you in any way you'd like me to pay you if you finish in first or second. Just PM me if you're first or second place, and I'll ship you the money. It can be by PayPal. It can be a check. It can be cash of the World Series. It can be on a poker site we both play on, whatever. Would you be uh, willing to send a photo of your naked butt to, fo- to no. anything? No, I think that's that? worth more than $30. <laughs> now, I have, I have a question. Now, you know, we've talked the last two weeks about the free roll horrors, and I was curious. I noticed a new poster today. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. French I'm sorry. Jew? Yes, French Jew. And I yeah. wanted to know if this qualifies, Druff, as one of your, I mean, I don't, you know, hi, longtime radio listener and form, former, I'm sorry, forum lurker. I finally decided to make an account. I almost never listen to show live because it's very late in Europe. But podcast nice to listen when I play online poker. Very informative for people like me who only go to Vegas once a year and very funny. Cheers, American friends. Cheer American <laughs> friends. So, okay, I want, I want to actually change that. It's, it's not a $40 free roll. It's a $55 free roll because I forgot mm. that Matt the Rat, who finished second last week, and thank you, Rolo Tomasi, for reminding me of this, Matt the Rat actually rolled his $15 back into the tournament for this week. Very, very nice guy. So the $15 will go into the prize pool. So here's the new structure. First place will be $35. Second place will be $15, and third place will be $5. So now third place pays, and uh, each of the other two gets bumped up by 5 bucks. And thank you very much, Matt the Rat, for the $15. You know, he won money, and instead of taking the money, he just gives it right back. There right is back. no password. That's awesome. There's no password to get into this free roll. You just go to the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is a tab near the top of our website, PokerFraudAlert.com. All you need is an account there. Uh, it's not even... There's not even any buy-in, not even a play chip buy-in. So even though you'll start out with no play chips, if you sign up and account on the No Fraud Poker Room, you don't need play chips because you can play without play chips in this free roll. And if you finish in the first few spots, like five or six, you even get some free play chips out of it too. Though you can PM me and I'll give you 4,000 chips on that room. But anyway, uh, first, second, and third pay, please PM me. And only problem is you got to make sure you... Register for the tournament by 7.30, and it's 7.25 right now. Otherwise, you won't get in because it has no late registration. And thank you for Belly Buster running this room. I appreciate that. You know, I don't actually run the No Fraud online poker room. I have admin access there, but it's not physically on my machine. It's on his machine, and I appreciate uh, all the effort he's put into it. And uh, one other thing, I've said this other weeks, please do not ask me to... You know, pay you the free roll money if you d- do not have a registered account on Poker Fraud Alert before May 21st at 5.30 p.m. If you do not have a registered account before that date, you don't qualify unless you PM me and you convince me that you have been a longtime follower of this show. Of this show? <laughs> I mean, so, someone's, someone's calling me, uh, or this show, or uh, or other shows I've done. Other shows. Okay. Other shows I've done. What is that? That sounds like an 80s phone ring. Well, yeah, yeah. Someone's trying to call me because they, they heard this is what happened. I was saying that if you want to qualify for this free roll, you have to convince me. And they, they, they were so eager to qualify for this free roll, they, they called me right then. And I, I'm just not going to take the call. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, PM me or email me at dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com and convince me that you've been around this community for a while and you understand everything and tell me what your favorite shows were and what your favorite parts were. And if I'm convinced, I will waive the May 21st or before requirement. Uh, as far as this guy calling himself French Jew, uh, he's going to have to contact me privately and tell me these <laughs> things. Like, I can't just automatically she give him my She almost never listened to the show live because late in Europe. Yeah. She's American friends. Yeah. <laughs> but if he has a great French accent and he calls up, then maybe we'll give him a break. Then maybe you'll give him a break. French. I mean, if he has a title and his name French Jew and he's not a dupe, chances are he probably has listened to us before. Well, I was going to say that. The fact that he's French Jew actually speaks well for... <laughs> that he's a real listener here, not just some guy trying to leech off our free roll. Anyway, uh, hurry into that tournament, and we're going to have another free roll next week. But in addition to the free roll, we have another giveaway of money tonight, and that is a $10 giveaway. And that is a game we're going to do tonight called Older or Younger Than Druff. Now, I'm not a young man. <laughs> I've, I've been around for a while. I'm 40 years old. But I'm also not an old man yet. At least I don't like to think I am. So there are people in the poker world, of course, who are older than me and younger than me. And sometimes it's hard to figure out which is which, especially at this age. Because once you get around 40, people age very differently. So some people look ancient when they're the same age as me. And others look surprisingly young, where you, you can't believe that they're 40 years old. And for the most part, if you're Asian, you really can never tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asians, Asians are just, they look the same since they're 15. Up to the time when they die. I mean, if like the last name is Fam, I mean, I'm just, it's just going to be a 50-50 flip whether they're younger or older than you. Who the hell knows? So, so anyway, if we're going to have a game where a contestant calls in, and we give them a chance to guess of six poker players that I'm going to name. I'm not going to tell you beforehand so you can't look it up. I'm going to name six poker players, and you can tell me if they're older or younger than me, and if you get four or more right you will win $10, which, again, I'll send you in a way of your choice. So that's the older or younger than Druff game. We're going to have various games uh, yes. over the weeks of this show, uh, sometimes for prizes, sometimes just for fun, and that's this week's game, is older or younger than Druff. So uh, let me just uh, quickly run down the agenda tonight, other than those things. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Series of Poker. Uh, various things happened this, this week, including... Uh, a few scandals, a few controversies, as always seems to occur at the World Series. We're going to talk about a certain very big-name poker player who is about to declare bankruptcy. Uh, we're going to make a call to a new character who uh, we hope will make regular appearances on this show. People always enjoy the characters on this show, you know, the Ken Scaler types, the Neverheap types. Uh, we have a new one we're bringing to the show, and if there's a good reaction to this new character, then we will call them again. Uh, we will have a prank call tonight to a guy who scammed a Poker Fraud Alert member. Now, this scam did not occur on our site, but it's a, a member of our community who's been around a while who's been scammed, and the information of the scammer was found, and we're going to have a prank call to him, and in fact, uh, we have a volunteer to make the prank call. It won't be made by me. Uh, the prank call will be made by the Templar, who is a uh, a new but very popular user on our site. Makes some great photoshops and uh, seems like a good guy. Uh, we're going to have some Vegas news uh, once again, as we have every show. Uh, of course, the Older or Younger Than Druff contest. Uh, 
Ken Scaler will come on next week. I said he might appear on this show, but he can't make it tonight. He said, told me he'll come on next week. Talk about Brad Booth, an accusation that he might have stolen $28,000 recently. And this guy was the biggest victim of the UB Superuser scandal, and now it's kind of getting hard to feel sorry for him. We will have an Ask Vowel segment where people in the chat room or people who want to call up can ask questions for our very nice-voiced female co-host, and it can be as dirty as you want. Or anything you want. Anything you want. Or whatever you and, want. And... Uh, we also are going to briefly touch on the World Series events that Brandon and I are going to play this year, and that will segue me into the one other announcement we have, and that is about our radio schedule. Now, I told you at the beginning of the show that I'm going to make an attempt to start the show on time and make an attempt to prevent the technical failures that have happened. And right when I say that, then a few minutes later, I tell you that we're not going to adhere to our regular schedule. So, we're changing the schedule for the next six weeks, not because we feel like it or because we're lazy or because uh, we can't commit to anything, but because the World Series of Poker is going. And Brandon and I are poker players as well as uh, radio hosts. So, of course, it's inevitable that he or I would end up playing events on a Tuesday. So, we're trying to, we tried to come up with a schedule for this early summer that would allow everybody to be here every week and minimize the chance that we would not be able to make it. Now, if any of us missed the show for the next several weeks, uh, provided we don't get sick or injured or something, uh, if any of us missed the show, it's probably good news because it probably means we made a final table or a very mm -hmm. deep day two on a three-day event. But uh, we've come up with a new schedule for these next six weeks only that will make it the highest chance possible we will all be here. So let me tell you guys the schedule. It is posted up on PokerFraudAlert.com. I will actually sticky the thread so you won't have to dig to find it. The thread is called Important Radio Schedule Will Be Different During WSOP. This is the schedule. June 11th will be the next show. That will be a Monday. That's the next show after this one. It will not be on Tuesday. It will be Monday, six days from now, at 7 p.m. The next show after that will be on June 17th, a Sunday, at 8 p.m. So it'll be one hour later. I apologize to the East Coast people, and I apologize to the Europeans especially uh, for being even an hour later, but I will not be able to make it before 8 p.m. that day, and that's really the only day that week. That's a very tough week as far as scheduling for all of us. So the only day we could find was Sunday, and the only time we could really do it was 8 p.m. So June 17th will be the next show, 8 p.m., so if you like this show and you look forward to it, the good news is the next one will be in six days instead of seven, and the next one after that will be six days after that. Then eight days later, we will be back to a Monday show on June 25th at 7 p.m. Then on July 3rd, we will have another show at our regularly scheduled time, Tuesday at 7. And finally, the last time we're going to deviate from the schedule will be July 12th, and that will be a Thursday at 7 p.m., and that is to accommodate the main event. Now, I hope I'm still playing the main event by July 12th. That means I've made it fairly deep. Um, I'm not sure if Brandon's playing the main event, but if you are, I, I hope you're playing on July 12th as well. Uh, but that's the date. But the, I realize there might be a conflict with that, with uh, Vegas Poker Radio, 
and they may have a show on Thursday night. So if, if that's the case, we'll find some other time to do the show. But that's the only tentatively scheduled date, July 12th, 7 p.m. After that, uh, we will return on July 17th on Tuesday and stay on Tuesday for the foreseeable future at 7 p.m. So you don't have to memorize all this. It is posted up on our forum, and I'm going to keep it as a sticky, and I'll remind people whenever the day comes that the radio is on an off day. But I, I don't want to just like not do it if we happen to be playing an event, and I don't want to just leave out hosts. I, I'm trying to accommodate uh, everybody's schedule so we can have all three of us here, which I, I feel makes the show the best. So that's the announcement as far as that's concerned. But once the World Series is over, this will be our permanent time and day. Yes. Yes, this will be our permanent time and day, and we shouldn't be making any modifications after this until next year. When now, now Jeff, I have to ask you, you mentioned uh, in the beginning of the show, before the fail, that you weren't feeling well. As I recall, and I could be mistaken, don't you normally have one sickness, it seems like, every World Series? You know, I usually do. Or just some kind of something? I usually do. I don't think I'm sick here. I think the problem here was I just haven't gotten enough sleep lately. Uh, I play... Poker on the Merge Network, which right now is a huge fail, by the way. The, uh, for those of you who play on the Merge, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I, I play very late at night, because that's when Benjamin's sleeping, and that's when I have the time to just sit down and play. But the problem is, if he wakes up earlier than I expect, then I have to get up, and I don't get much sleep, and sometimes that accumulates on me, and I have like a sleep deficit. And I think that's what happened today. I don't think I'm sick today. But yes... At the World Series, I do tend to get sick, like a cold or something, at least once. But usually I shake it off which, you know, after like a, a day or two. And uh, the only really bad one I've had was two years ago, when I actually uh, missed the 10K limit event a week later after getting sick, because I was sick for almost two weeks. with Actually, the worst cold I ever had in my life. But uh, I'm hoping this year I will stay healthy. Last year, I actually didn't get sick from the World Series. I got sick from my own son, because he was in uh, daycare. While I was playing, and kids in daycare, if you guys have kids and you put them in daycare, you know they get sick all the time, and then they give all it to the you. Well, they put everything in their mouths. Yeah, um. yeah. So that's the, I mean, that's been the good thing, keeping Benjamin out of daycare for the most part, is that uh, right. he hasn't been sick very often. But uh, he goes back into daycare whenever the World Series goes, and uh, I predict he'll get sick, and he'll probably give it to me, and then I'll probably give it to some people at the World Series, and fun times <laughs> for everybody. So anyway... Uh, that's one way to knock out your opponent. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, World Series germ warfare. Well, you know, I could have been a real a-hole if I wanted to be uh, two years ago. The 10K limit event, as I was saying, I missed that two years ago. The day of that event, I woke up with pink eye. And this is after being sick for like a week with a horrendous cold, and I had pink eye. Now, pink eye is super, super contagious. So I could have put on my sunglasses. No one would have been able to see. And I could have given like everybody at the table pink eye by just, like, coughing on the chips or whatever. Like, if I was a real jerk, I could have gone there and just infected everyone. Because, I mean, that pink eye is way more contagious than a cold. So, I, I was a, a considerate person and stayed away from everyone until that pink eye went away. So, uh, anyway, people, uh, enough about being sick. Let's uh, move on with our show here. And uh, I guess the first thing we'll talk about here... Now, Brandon... Uh, I know we have to make a phone call to our new character. What, what time is that going to be at? We have to call our new character at uh, 9 p.m. Vegas time. Okay, 9 p.m. So, we so got I'll remind you on 845-850. I'll Skype you the number. All right, beautiful. Okay, so 
So I guess we can get right into talking about the World Series. Uh, it seems like every year at the World Series, there's always some kind of drama. I, they just, and it's usually drama that's caused directly or indirectly by the staff at Harris that just messes things up. You think, like, they've had this at the Rio since 2005. You think by now they'd get everything right. You think by now it'd be like a well-oiled machine that just makes just about no mistakes and they have everything down perfectly. But they don't. I, I think it's worse and worse every year. Well, I wouldn't say that. Five years ago was the very worst point. We had that stupid tent we were playing in and yes. we had those cards you couldn't see. I mean, that was a disaster year, 2007. Uh, they greatly improved upon 2007 and 2008. But I, w- I couldn't believe 2007, the third year, was the worst of all the years by far. But the funny thing is, even though they've improved since then, they just, uh, every year there seems to be new problems, or, or they break what's already working. So, uh, various problems and fails have occurred this year, and controversy. They just can't ever get away from this. And Do you remember which, which year was it with the infamous kiosk debacle, where there's a five, six, seven hour... Uh, wait, and they only had three cashier windows to get. That was the same year. That was it. Was all 2007. There was the, okay, the kiosk yeah, okay. problem. You're right. That yeah. was a failest of fails. That was the worst year ever. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Just one, they out of these new kiosk machines, anticipating and also to save money in terms of hiring cashiers to accept buy-ins. And right when they opened it, not one of them worked. And you would think, and I still don't even understand, even though it's five years later. Why did it not bring in more cashiers and they had three? I mean, I actually played in that event, and I am not one to wait in line. I don't care if it's a president, a fucking rock concert. I mean, I will not wait in line five, six, seven hours, I mean, for anything. You know, camping out for tickets. Well, you know, actually, that would probably be the exception. But I remember I actually stood in line for quite a few hours, and it was in the middle of the night that I yes, did. Yes, yes, I'll tell you. Right, I had this too, where uh, I showed up there at like, I don't know, Two in the morning to yeah, register, right as well. and then I could not believe the line. It would look like a four or five hour line. I'm like, I can't stand in this. So I left, and I came back at like five in the morning. I'm like, okay, it's got to be down by this point. Well, it had improved, but it was still like a good hour, hour and a half online. I could not believe it, and there was only like one or two cashiers <laughs> open oh taking all the registrations for the next day's like three thousand person event. And Who's the head guy? Who is responsible for this? Well, that was Jeffrey Pollock back then. Uh, Jack Effel is now the guy in charge. Jack Effel was the number two back then. Uh, Jeffrey Pollock, who is now probably even better known for the fail known as the Epic Fail Poker League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. was behind that, and that's, of course, not a big surprise. That he that was, was wasn't he either the CEO or high ranking employee with NASCAR before he took the position with the WSOP? Well, Jeffrey Pollock was a career marketer. And Harris, it, it's very appropriate they hired Jeffrey Pollock to be in charge of the World Series because Jeffrey Pollock was a very good marketer, and he did some very good marketing work for NASCAR, but he knew nothing about poker. He admitted coming in he had never played poker. He knew nothing about the game, and he was put in charge of the World Series of Poker. So he did a great job marketing it. He did a great job getting a lot of people to come out and play it and get a lot of lucrative sponsorships for Harris. He did a great job in that respect, but operationally it was a complete disaster, and it got worse and worse every year. And, you know, he didn't know what he was doing in that respect. So this is a very common situation for Harris that is known for being very, very good at marketing and terrible with operations. So that's just that's the, the Harris theme. And that showed itself the most that year, five years ago in 2007. But as you'll hear on this show, still continues to this day as there are various failures that occurred here in 2012. So I think the most comical one, well, I guess there were kind of two funny things that happened. 
the first, the, actually, three funny things that happened. Was that your pussy, Donald? <laughs> that was my pussy. I'm sorry. I, I think it's better than a crying baby. I don't know. His name is uh, George Clooney, and he's a little talkative, so oh. I apologize. Why'd you name him it? George Clooney? Well, he's very handsome. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Uh, three things happened at this World Series that were pretty embarrassing from week one. We had what's known as the re-entry scandal. We'll talk about that one first. The re-entry scandal. Now, event number nine was a new type of event called the No Limit Hold'em re-entry, where it has a day 1A and day 1B, meaning, you know, you play, you register either for day 1A or day 1B. And if you registered for 1A and you busted in 1A, if you finished 1A with no chips, you were allowed for the first time ever to come back and register for day 1B. Now, this was not a rebuy event. The only rebuy you were allowed were, was if you registered for 1A, busted, and you got one chance to buy in for day 1B. That was the intention. That was the rule. That's the way this event worked. Pretty good idea. I thought that was interesting. And in fact, I kind of wondered in the past why they didn't allow this for all the events. But, of course, since Harris is in charge, there had to be some kind of failure. The failure was that people who played on day 1B, whether if it was from playing for the second time because they busted 1A or just because that was the first day they were playing, if they busted from 1B, 81 people came back and tried to register again for day 1B after busting day 1B. And three of them actually were able to do it. Now, what's unbelievable about this is this, this would be totally understandable if it happened 20 years ago when everything wasn't computerized. And it would be the cashier who'd have to look this up to make sure the person hadn't played before. But apparently the first three people who tried it were able to re-register for day 1B right after busting for, you know, on the same day. Like it's, a, like it's a rebuy tournament. So it made people wonder... Maybe you could have done this all the time at the World Series. Maybe any event you could have gone back and re-registered after busting, and no one ever tried it. So we think that all 81 people were not trying to angle, but really were just confused. They thought that this was just a tournament you could go and re-register every time you bust. And the first three got through. Now, after that, they caught it and put a stop to it. But the fact that everything... The, the fact that this happened when they have everything computerized there when the computer should automatically catch this and stop it was unbelievable. And I know it's Caesars, by the way. I've seen the chat room people are saying, Caesars, not Harris. I'm going to call it Harris anyway. Because it's, yes, Caesars bought them, but to me it's always Harris. That's, that's just, uh, and, and yes, uh, people in the chat room are saying they heard it was 11. I heard it was 11 too, but then this was modified and the World Series is insisting it was only three that got through. So either they're lying or the initial report was wrong. I don't know which one it is, but I'm going to go with your official report that three people got through and did it. Uh, this probably would not have been discovered had it not been for a player named Will Fela. That's his real name, Will Fela. And Will Fela exposed the fail at the World Series. And what happened was he busted day 1B. And he was very rude to the guy who busted him. He was drawing dead, I guess, on the Turner River. And the guy who busted him stuck out his hand to shake his hand. And Will Fela said back to him, go kill yourself, and walked away. So people were pretty taken aback by that, that Will Fela was that rude. Because the other guy was trying to be polite there, who busted him. He wasn't trying to needle him or anything. 
Will Phaler was just in a bad mood. He stormed off angrily, and then somebody who saw this all occur noticed Will Phaler in the tournament again, sitting at a different table. And they're like, what the hell happened here? How's he back? I just saw him bust. And that was reported to the floor man, and then they investigated it and figured out that Will Phaler had registered again. And uh, it seems that Will Phaler did not do this on purpose. Uh, he really believed that he was allowed to register again. But it was only because of that, because of the whole scene he made after busting the first time, that they kind of looked into this and figured out that three people had already, you know, had actually gotten through already and were playing. By the time they figured this out, one of those three had actually busted again and was gone, and they couldn't reach him. Uh, Will Fela and the other guy, they took out of the tournament and gave them a refund. There were some reports that they were not given a refund, but they were. So... Uh, the third guy who already busted, they couldn't locate him, and they actually left his money in the tournament pool. And that's the way it stood. And they said if, any got, if anyone got busted by Will Fela or those other two, who they didn't name, but if, if any of those three people busted you and you can prove it on camera, then they'll give you a refund, which I don't think anyone's going to be able to claim. I think that uh, even if it's true, you're going to have a hard time proving it. So I don't believe anyone got a refund that way, but the people who were able to re-enter, got a refund, except, for, well, two of the three of them did, and they claimed they couldn't track down the third, which I think is kind of stupid. I mean, why not just send the guy a check or something? But uh, whatever. But the fact that this could occur, though, I mean, this is the most basic thing to program into your system, that, you know, don't let the person re-register on the same day. And it makes me wonder if, all the way up until now, since 2005, if people could or have registered again in the same tournament after busting. And no one ever knew. So, pretty unbelievable that occurred. Anyway, that was the first failure that occurred. The second one is more of a public relations failure. Well, both public relations and a very uh, stupid rule. We talked about this on a previous show. There's a new rule in the World Series of Poker called Rule 88. Now, eights are known as good luck numbers for Chinese people. Chinese people love eights, but uh, not a lot of good luck from Rule 88 here. <laughs> people hate Rule 88, and this is the, it's a new rule for 2012, and this is the way the rule reads. Participants at all bracelet event final and feature tables are required to verbalize each action in the form of check, bet, or specific amount, call, raise, or all in. Violators will receive a penalty in accordance with rules 39, 102, and 103. Now, what they're trying to say here is that once you're at the final table or even at a featured table, any televised table, you can't just tap the table to check. You can't just put out chips to bet or to raise. You actually have to say, raise to 100,000 before putting out 100,000. You actually have to say check. And believe it or not, they were actually pressuring people to say fold. <laughs> it would get to you. You'd actually have to say fold and throw your cards in. It was unbelievable. I mean, it looks ridiculous. I don't know why they even want this on TV. People acting like that. It looks like like amateurish. Like this is the first time anyone's ever been at a final table when they're acting like that. Uh, they did this because there were some complaints that it was hard to follow the action, which I, I can't really understand because these they have announcers. That's what the announcers are for. 
And even if you want to talk about the live streaming that they're doing, which I, I think that the main purpose of this rule, because they've been streaming these final tables live, and they don't always have the... It's not always easy to tell what's going on. The ones you see on ESPN are, are post-produced, so you can uh, tell very well what's happening, and you, you get the exact bet amounts. But when they're happening live, and you're watching it live, it's a little bit harder. I understand that, but to make people say check or fold or... I mean, it's just... It's interfering with the play, and it's also putting people who uh, don't speak English well at a disadvantage. And Jeff, what are, what are the penalties if you don't comply? Well, they said penalty in accordance with rules 39, 102, and 103. I haven't read what those rules are, but I assume it's like you get a warning, then if you violate it again, then you get a 20-minute penalty or something like that. It's like a, a list of violations that if, if it keeps recurring, it gets worse and worse. But what's annoying about this is that they first said this is just going to be something they encourage you to do, that they're going to ask you to do this, but if you don't, there will be no consequence. Well, that's not what occurred. And this is also disturbing, the next part of the story. The problem here came up at event number five, the $1,500 pot limit hold'em. There were five people left in the event at the final table. Prior to that, they were not asking anyone to do this, or if they were, they weren't enforcing it. Uh, two of the people at the final table were Daniel Negreanu and, uh, and uh, let's see, Tommy, oh, uh, Tommy Vedas, yeah. So these are the two big names, especially Negreanu at the table. The other three people were relatively unknown. Jonathan Aguiar, who's well known on 2 Plus 2, but not really a big name in poker. And the other two were like online players who weren't really known by most people. Well, he's, he's somewhat of a big name tournament-wise. I mean, he's had some significant... Uh, I mean, I definitely wouldn't call him a household name, but he's well-known and well-respected, at least for, uh, you know... Well, I, yeah, I guess he has similarities, too, in the sense that he is very outspoken. Yeah, he is. And, and I was going to say but that... he's not a name player. Yeah, well, I was going to say mean, that. He, I mean, he's... I don't know what name name players are. I mean, he's not, I guess, your elite... You know, players, but he's a well-known, well-respected tournament player. Well, I was going to say with him, name, you know. Well, I was going to say with him. I think he's better known by online people than right. than live people. So I think that's where this starts to play into the yeah. matter. Where I, I think with Negrano and Vedas at the table, they they had more respect for those two as far as being like name pros, especially Negrano, of course, who who of course is also very willing to complain if something happens that he doesn't like, so they don't want to piss off Negranu. But after Negranu and Vedas busted, they busted fifth and fourth, respectively, suddenly the rules changed at the table, and with three people left, they decided to enforce this very heavily. Now, this is according to the guy who finished second, whose name is Brian Pellegrino, actually a lock poker pro, but uh, basically I, I didn't know who Brian Pellegrino was. I knew who Jonathan Aguiar was. I didn't know Brian Pellegrino, and I guess most of you don't know who he is either. So it was Brian Pellegrino, Jonathan Aguiar, and the third guy. Uh, and they, I guess they decided that none of those three were big enough names to be afraid of pissing off. So they told them that they're going to start enforcing it very strictly, that they have to verbalize every action, even checks and folds. And Brian Pellegrino said, we asked if we could just verbalize our bets, but they said no, and said that they, if they would start issuing penalties. So they, he was trying to say, hey, can we at least just say what we're betting but not have to say check or fold? And they said, no, we're going to issue penalties if you just ignore saying check or fold. 
He said, the, ver- the dealer verbalized loudly every time we did something. Then the floor men would announce it with the microphone, and they had commentators announcing, forcing us to do that was just ridiculous. So this is like comical, where the player would have to say, check. The dealer would say, check. Then the floor man would say... It's almost not really... Like, I guess the best comparison I can think of right off the top of my head is like the NBA where stars are really given preferential treatment. You know, in the NBA, like, in, in terms of, like, stars not getting called for fouls and right. so on and so forth. That's almost what this is like. If they're not... I mean, if they're blatantly not enforcing because Negreanu's there, and once he's, I guess for lack of a better word, fouled out of the game, then they start enforcing it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just utter... Yeah, exactly. That's awful. Yeah, and, and he believed it was like four levels of verbalizing. So they'd say check, the players would say check, then the dealer would yell very loudly check, then the floor man would announce on the microphone check, and then the commentator would say Okay, so uh, Aguiar just checked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what, what the story was, but I, you know, I remember, I think it was, it could have been last World Series. If not, it was the year before. But there was a big outcry because Phil Hellmuth, something happened where he either received a penalty and then, like, overnight, because of him calling his agent and, and, and you know, just uh, communication was overturned and it was overruled. Do you remember this? He had, like, a huge penalty. I no, I don't remember like that, but I believe it. Well, yeah, I mean, but this made big news, and then they reversed it the next day. Wow. And, but, but anyhow, nonetheless, I mean, there really has been a blatant pattern of favoritism. And I guess more than some of the other issues that I have myself with them, you know, this is one of the, one of the issues that really bothers me the most, where, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, it's so blatant, the, fa- the favoritism, that it's, I mean, it really is just disgusting. I mean, it's, it's almost like they don't make an attempt to hide it. You know, and then when they do try to justify it, which and we're going to get to that that tweet in a second, which is hilarious. The World Series official tweet in regards to uh, Jonathan yeah. Aguilar, what he tweeted, it's just I, I don't know. I mean, who's running this thing? Yeah, it's well, crazy. Then, is it Aguilar or Aguilar? Right well, now? we'll get to that too. It is Aguilar. And Aguilar. He's okay. actually he's Portuguese. He's not Mexican. He's not Spanish, he's Portuguese, and he actually gets mad if you call him Aguilar. And in fact, okay. uh, Gary Wise, a respected reporter for ESPN, wrote that his name was Aguilar, and it actually got him mad, and they started fighting on Twitter, he, he and Gary Wise, <laughs> about, don't you check the spelling of my name? Look, people misspell Wattellus all the time. I, no one ever gets that right. I, I don't get mad at anyone. I'm used to that for 40 years. But <laughs> anyway, uh, going on with what happened here... Uh, I'm sure none of you can imagine Daniel Negreanu being willing to say check and fold as he plays at a final table. He would have just absolutely refused and raised hell. So that's why they waited until he was gone and until Tommy yeah. Vittis was gone. Right, and then the poor they Mexican kid, they It's a management tale, for sure. That poor Aguilar kid. So, so Jonathan Aguilar here uh, <laughs> tweeted very angrily about this, that both how ridiculous this was and how there was favoritism here. And he got... A response, an angry response from just some troll on Twitter, a guy who called him a little bitch. Right? Yeah, a guy who plays, not who plays, a guy who tweets under the name Sean Ivy of. Now th- he has no relation to Phil Ivy. His last name isn't even Ivy. It's just a joke. Like his, he's so good that people think he's Ivy. Anyway, mm-hmm. just some nobody on Twitter at Sean Ivy of tweeted at John Aguiar and then copied it to. At WSOP and at WSOP TD, which is the tournament director. Why are you the only one who cries all day, every day about everything? Adapt and stop sounding like a complete bitch. 
This is from a Twitter troll. No big deal. Of course, it's going to happen. And Jonathan Aguiar is someone who does complain when he feels that there is wrongful things in poker. He's he's kind of like me. You know, he he's the one to stand up and say, hey, this is wrong and make a big deal about things. But I'll tell you, from what I've seen, he's always right when he does. He doesn't just pick on really petty and stupid things. Uh, he tends to only bring up issues that are really discussion-worthy. And of course, so you kind of relate to this kid. No, right? I, I definitely do. He's like a, a younger yeah. version of me. So, yeah. anyway, we, we won't put him on the who's older because we <laughs> yeah. already given that away. So John Aguiar <laughs> gets that tweet from the Twitter troll calling him a complete bitch. Now that's no big deal. But the at WSOP, the official Twitter account of the World Series, retweeted it to its it. to oh its seventy two thousand followers that that Jonathan Aguiar is a complete bitch. So, can you imagine this? The World Series calls no, you a complete what, bitch? No, what, what even gets better, I guess we'll touch on this in a minute, is the justification they used to try to admit what they were trying to do, which is, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, explain that. I mean, I, I'm a, I, I, I Twitter, but I'm not one of those people that Twitter all the time. I don't even know all the different ways that, you know, there's things that you can do, like what you're about to explain. I don't even know what it means. But it makes just no sense to me. You, you so. think that maybe Jonathan Aguiar would have gotten more respect if uh, they knew he was Portuguese and not Mexican? Maybe. <laughs> and maybe they thought he was Aguilar, so they decided to really go after him. It is a prejudiced world. Yeah, so so anyway, uh, so he, here's the explanation. Uh, <laughs> so what happened was, at first they were trying to determine who was responsible for this retweet because it was the WSOP official account, but you know who is that? Who is the actual human being that did it? Because There's like four or five people that control that account. Right, right. So they were trying to determine who it is. There were some different suspicions thrown around, and finally someone stepped forward and said it was me, and that was World Series of Poker public relations manager Seth Polanski. Now, Seth Polanski has been, uh, you know, he's pretty good at his job from what I've seen. I always get emails from him, in, not personal emails, but emails from him uh public relations related uh, for the World Series. Seems like he's pretty competent with everything he does, but he had a personal beef with Jonathan Aguiar over something that happened back in February where uh, Aguiar complained about uh, the staff appreciation fees that were charged when people got to the table at World Series circuit events. I'm not going to go into that story now. Uh, You can read about it uh, on our forum if you want, but uh, this occurred back in February, and I guess he and Aguiar had some kind of bad blood over that he situation. was happy to publicize Aguiar as a bitch. Right, so. right. So, so I guess Polanski was using the at WSOP Twitter account when he saw this troll tweet come towards Aguiar, and it's like, oh, I hate this guy. Okay, well, I'm just going to retweet this. And it's like he, he used the WSOP account to retweet that Aguiar was a complete bitch. And but then he, his excuse was so lame. Yeah. So here's his excuse. Yes. Now this is from Quad Jacks, uh, the Snake in the Grass site, and uh, of course. That site... Well, by the way, I love that post, by the way, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. I read it last night. It was very late in the morning, but everyone <laughs> hasn't read it. Just dropped through some little tidbits in there. I actually put in a picture of a snake in the grass when it was mentioned. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it was a great post. So the snake in the grass site, they did an interview with Seth Polanski, which, you know, they're very good at getting... Uh, relevant interviews of the day, but of course, in typical fashion, they posted the interview up to YouTube and didn't bother to check that it worked. So like <laughs> like two minutes into the video, you start hearing like this complete fail. I'll even leave that part in for the first few seconds. You'll hear, you'll hear it happen. But here's the interview on Quad Jacks with Seth Polanski, and he explains how this happened. Here's his excuse for why the WSOP account was retweeting that Jonathan Aguiar is a complete bitch. I asked 
ask you about the retweet controversy from the WSOP Twitter account involving John Aguiar? Yes. Um, well, I'm to blame for that. Um, I'm solely to blame. So uh, I do apologize for. Uh, now there was an appropriate language. I I intended to favorite favor or favorite is I guess the right word on Twitter. That tweet. I have a personal issue with uh, John that dates back a while, uh, but I should not have used the WSOP official account to uh, retweet. Uh, again, I meant to favor the tweet, but the reality is I'm naive in this matter because I thought favoring the tweet would have shown up in a time I didn't know there was a difference where things show up. So, in the reality is when I hit the button, Hang on a second. This doesn't make any sense. You know what? That's like the worst damage control in the world. What is he talking about? Oh, my God. This makes no sense. So, so he's, instead of saying, you know, the best explanation, even if it wasn't true, the best explanation at this point would be an apology and and say, I thought I was on my own account, my own personal account, and and I I forgot I was accidentally on the WSOP account, and I'm really sorry I messed up that, you know, it was from the wrong account. Here he was saying the WSOP meant to favorite that he was a complete bitch, not retweet it. Right, right. Uh, Does either one of you know what what he was referring to when he said that we've had, that he had issues in the past? Well, that's what I was just talking about earlier. It it happened in February when John Aguiar brought up on 2 Plus 2 to this very disturbing situation that people were sitting down at World Series circuit events and being asked for additional money for the staff, like just oh, take, okay, I remember that. Yeah, okay. take money out of their wallet yes. and, and pay the staff extra money to get extra chips. And you know, people were really mad about this. And this went on for a while until Aguiar made a big deal about it. Now, I don't know how he ended up in a personal beef with Polanski about it because Polanski right. responded to this at the time and seemed very professional and I, I thought he handled it uh, pretty well and everything I've seen from Seth Polanski has been professional this is just such a strange thing I guess he had such a hatred for Jonathan Aguiar he just let himself flip out of here and then even his explanation is weird so he, he goes on here but uh, I, I did assume that it was, was going to show up whether I favored a retweet, so I, I'm not. Uh, I apologize for the guy who is also in a little bit of the, the controversy who made the original post. So he's apologizing for the troll too. He's apologizing <laughs> that the guy who called him a complete bitch got dragged into this too. <laughs> I thought that's also funny. Nowhere should our Twitter account be used uh, for personal opinions. It shouldn't shouldn't have language on there that's inappropriate. And and I do apologize for all those things. Uh, We haven't come out and really addressed it further on Twitter because it just, it's kind of, uh, I don't want to throw more fuel in the fire or cause any more I kind of learned my lesson here. I screwed up. If I want to have personal opinions or issues with people, I should take them up on my own personal Twitter account. I should not use the WSOP one for that. I can assure you that the organization, the WSOP, uh, does not share uh, these feelings or uh, this is not an issue with the WSOP brand and the people running it. So he wants everybody to know that the World Series of Poker official stance is that Jonathan Aguiar is not necessarily a complete bitch. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, you know, in any other business, this guy would have been fired. 
Yeah, I mean, people are saying that. Yeah, this is a pretty big gaffe here. So listen to this. This is the very end of the interview. You get to hear the Quad Jacks failure after this. This this is not a live interview, by the way. This is they put this up on YouTube. uh, Rest assured, uh, it's pretty clear. I won't be using the WSOP account to uh, tweet anything related to opinion, and certainly uh, not any language that's inappropriate for an official. Have you spoken to John or William? Our staff is... <laughs> so this goes on for like a minute. <laughs> the funny thing is you actually, you watch him moving as it's still doing this. <laughs> like you guys can't see the video obviously on the radio here but if you watch this video you actually see him moving like he's still talking and then you just hear yes I think we need a Seth Polanski remix album or something oh my god he's a giving head you know I mean like don't they edit their stuff they're like supposed to be a professional like you know we play poker we have lives we have other things going on but isn't that that's what they do? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, these guys... Like that's their full-time job? I mean, these Drugs. guys did a, a podcast for, like, six straight days without sleeping. you think they'd have time to uh, <laughs> to listen to a ten-minute interview before posting it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think? Okay, from now on, we have, whether it's a caller or interview, that's like the new low house. Save that. <laughs> Wait, whenever someone's going for too long, Druff, you just give them a little bit of... <laughs> you can listen to a full <laughs> you can listen to a full minute of that if you want. Oh <laughs> they God. still haven't fixed it either. I'm actually playing from YouTube. I didn't save this. This is still up there. <laughs> Jeff, will you please start a collection of wave files? So we have the you know the Jew theme song and now the one more time please. You know, I, I really hope I end up at the table with uh, with Zach with Quad Jacks, and like he'll say, "Oh, hey, drop," and I'll say, <laughs> "Oh, it's a classic." Oh, 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 yeah. Actually, I don't even think either of them play poker at all. To be honest with you, I've never seen them play a poker tournament. Uh, I mean, I don't think they play poker. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I actually here, I'm going pl- to so play you a, a little clip of a uh, when we called up Zach to accuse him of uh, telling a certain porn star named Young Smooth not to appear on our previous show. I, I, I said, "Hey Zach, why did you do yes. that to us? That was pretty low. That was pretty low to contact the porn star and, and tell her not to come on our show. What do you have to say for yourself?" Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, did you see, did either one of you see the tweets from John? Or I think you actually posted, Druff, in, in your reply that his tweets back to uh, WSOP? Yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, he sent a lot of really... He sent a lot of really pissed off tweets about this. He he made a big deal about this, and you know I'll say one thing for John Aguiar. He he sometimes uh, he gets over dramatic, and this is why some people don't like him. And I I'm not one of them. I I like the guy, and I I've actually I asked him to come on this show, and he said you know I've been on enough shows about this already. I, I don't want to do it. But you know we talked in in direct message, and I told him look you know I respect what you do, and uh, you know I do it myself. And uh, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a, a guy who really means well and wants to improve the poker world. Uh, but he does tend to get a little too emotional sometimes. 
And that's easy to do when you get like emotionally invested in these situations. I, I, I fall victim to that myself. But uh, like you know, it, it's stupid to get into arguments with Gary Wise about the way your name is spelled uh, or things like that. But uh, um, I do understand him being pissed about this because when the World Series of Poker itself tweets to 72,000 people that you're a complete bitch, yeah, that's, that's worthy to complain about. So here's some things he tweeted. He said, um, hey, guys, keep disgracing your brand. You've already run the World Series of Poker into the ground. Benny Binion would be disgusted. Next tweet. Mm. The World Series of Poker is the worst managed social media brand of any major company. It's a total joke what an unprofessional dickhead Polanski is. Uh, I'm so fired up to win Player of the Year now. I just want to make all these jackasses present me with awards and hate it. So he wants to especially win now. So they're stuck presenting him with an award. And uh, I think if he were to win an award for Player of the Year, this would be the way they'd present it. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, that was that's a selection of some of his tweets about the matter. He was really angry about this. He he eventually got an apology, but not until what, it was up more than twenty four hours. What was his tweet? I forget the exact wording. Maybe you can pull it up in regards to him hoping he wins Player of the Year. Well, yeah, I just said that he hopes he. Oh, wins. did you? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so fired up to win Player of the Year now. I just yeah. want to make sure all these jackasses present me with awards right. and hate it. And then he also said. I'm going to do a happy dance on the announcement Seth Polanski is moving on to open an auction house with Jimmy Summerfield. <laughs> and Jimmy Summerfield was the guy who was responsible for those uh, staff appreciation fees. Right, I remember. Uh, and then, sorry, I, and the reason, I think the re- we have to get him on the show. The reason why I was a little distracted is I've got a couple messages, Druff, that people uh, have been booted from the chat and will not let them log back in. Uh, log, log back in. Well, I think it's time for an I'm already channel. logged in. So I've got a couple messages. That's what I was looking at and okay. trying to text if, back. If you've been yeah. having problems with the chat room, I remember Limit Less complained uh, last week. He thought I, I banned him, yeah. and I didn't. I, I haven't banned anyone from this chat. Uh, if you can't get back into the chat, please send me a PM on Poker Fraud Alert. I may have to just switch chat rooms yet again. One day I'll get a good chat room that everybody likes and doesn't have bugs. One, one thing that's funny is I noticed is I had not typed anything in the chat for a while. Um, this was earlier. This is about 45 minutes ago. When I finally made a comment, maybe 15 minutes after just being idle, and a little pop-up came up that said, please don't spam the chat. <laughs> Sometimes that happens to me when I just have LOL. It was, just, it was the first thing I wrote, like, in, in you know, 15, 20 minutes. Well, at least, at least my chat's not going to the chat. At least nobody's yeah. going to be spamming my chat. At least it's... Uh, at least it's it's but very careful about it. Sometimes you just want to laugh, and, and it and it tells you not to yeah. stand. Yeah, what is I mean, what is it like? You what can't do it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I actually have it set. The setting I have on there is you are allowed to type one message in the chat every twenty four hours. So hmm. you you guys, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, right. Obviously, there's some bug here, and uh, I will be looking into this. So, so I, apologies to anyone who's been booted from the chat and can't get in, and. Uh, Hopefully next week we will have a different chat room or I'll have these matters fixed. Anyway, so that's what happened with uh, Jonathan Aguiar. So, that, of course, very embarrassing for the World Series to have that sort of very thing occur. Very embarrassing. Uh, and then the third thing that happened, this one I, I more side with the World Series on this one. Joseph Chong, who made the World Series of Poker main event final table in 2010... Uh, and went and busted out in remarkable blazing uh, yeah, blaze so, of glory. So strange because this kid, he really, he has like ice running through his veins normally when he plays poker. This is someone who takes terrible beats and it doesn't shake him. He doesn't look mad. He doesn't go on tilt. The guy just, he just 
focuses, plays his game, shows no emotion. I mean, very, very good player, very good at uh, blocking out the things that normally affect us as humans as we play poker and run into uh, frustrating hands. And this got him all the way to the final table of the main event. Um, for whatever reason, though, he had a blow-up two years ago, and 6-bet, what was it, Ace-8? Uh, Ace-8 against Queens. Yeah, he 6-bet that all in. And uh, chunked off. Uh, was that his bust hand, or did he just get crippled? No, actually, believe it or not, he was crippled. He had him covered. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and actually, he doubled up the next hand, but he was still so short. It, it was he was out. I think three or four hands later. Yeah, so he could have been our 2010 main event champion, but instead, I think he finished third thanks to that uh, Ace Eight debacle. Anyway, he's back in the news, but not about his poker play. He he uh, once again did well in a tournament, in a tough tournament, which is called the $5,000 Mix Max Tournament. Now, this is, again... First time they've had this. Yeah, the again, a, a new tournament. And this one, you start out nine-handed, and then as it moves on, it moves to six-handed, and then heads up. So the final matches in it are actually heads-up matches. So they got down to four people, and Joseph Chong was one of them. He won his, he won his match, heads-up, to move on to the final two. He won his in about three hours. Now, if you think that sounds like a long time, the other two people played for over nine hours. The World Series, again, had another fail here by not figuring out that 350 big blinds deep is too much for heads up. So it was actually too deep. And they scheduled, <coughs> they scheduled both the semifinals and the finals that is, when there's four people left, then two people left, to be on the same day. You're supposed to play these back-to-back and finish on the same day. That was this past Sunday. It was supposed to all be concluded, and the bracelet would be handed out at that point. They did not realize that the semifinal heads-up matches would take so long. So, Joseph Chong <laughs> finished his... How did they not know that? Uh, because it's the World Series of Poker. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, Joseph Chong <laughs> finishes his in a relatively quick three hours... But he sits there forever waiting for the other match to finish. So, so like can, six hours. He's yeah, waiting. for six more hours. And so he's asking them, look, what are we going to do here? Are we going to play this tonight? Are we going to play this tomorrow? They wouldn't tell him. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even tell him if, the, if he can go home and come back the next day. He had to sit there and wait. So he decided while he was waiting that he's going to enter that 1B, you know, the one that let people re-enter when they shouldn't. He went and entered day 1B of event number nine just to kind of pass the time. And but as a disclaimer, it was his first entry of day one day be. Yeah, yeah. He didn't uh, do anything wrong by entering that event. And you're actually allowed to multi-event at the World Series. So you can actually play two events at once. It's, I wouldn't advise doing it, but you're allowed to. There's nothing against the rules in doing that. So Joseph Chong entered day 1B of event number 9 while he's waiting to find out what he's going to do with playing the finals of the Mix Max event. He actually accumulates a nice stack of 20,000 from a starting stack of 4,500. And um, <clears throat> still the, uh, the, the heads-up match is going on. Finally, after nine-something hours, it finishes, and he's finally, he finally knows who he's going to play. And, they, and so the guy who finished his nine-hour match said, look, I can't see playing another nine-hour match now at, at, after what I've been through here. Can we play tomorrow? And the World Series said, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's too late now to start another long heads-up match, so come back tomorrow. Well, Joseph Chong said, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I've got a lot of chips here in this event I've been playing while I've been waiting to find out what's going to happen with this event. So how about we play on Tuesday? 
Now, I don't know what he was planning to do because, you know, if he were to make day three of that event, then, uh, you know, he'd be stuck in an even worse situation. But uh, he wanted at least to be able to play day two on Monday of this uh, event number nine, and they just kind of skip a day and then come back and play their final heads-up match on Tuesday. And I guess Joseph Chong was thinking that, in all likelihood, he's probably not going to make it past day two, since I think I think only the final table people make it to day three. So he wanted at least an extra day to play that event number nine. His opponent agreed. So both he and his opponent were willing to wait another day. His opponent wanted to wait a full day because he was tired out and wanted a, a day of rest. Joseph Chong wanted to just finish the other event. The World Series said no. <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> yeah, the World Series said absolutely not. Well, I think actually you have an actual quote from them. Yeah, actually, he went to Seth Polanski and uh, Seth told him. Sure. Oh, damn it, I blew it. Seth told him. Uh, I can't even get it in right There we go. <laughs> That's what Seth told him. I blew that joke. No timing on that one. But uh, anyway, they, they told him no way. And the reason they gave him, the reason they told him he cannot play, is that the Nevada Gaming Commission will not allow it. It's against the law in the state of Nevada to change the schedule like that. And Joseph Chong's like, wait a minute, but you're already changing the schedule to be playing this tomorrow. So That's bullshit. Yeah, if we're, if we're changing it to Monday, why not just change it to Tuesday if we both agree? And they said no. They said, it's Monday, that's the way it is, we'd have to get their approval to make it Tuesday, and furthermore... <laughs> there you go. So, 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 so he was really mad about this, and he made a video uh, complaining to Poker News about Harris saying that uh, they're really greedy, and I, I wish I, that's the one thing I didn't get ready, so I, I won't be able to play it. But uh, he made a video basically saying that they're very greedy, at Harris, and that's the only reason they did this, and it, that it has to do with the betting lines. You, you can actually bet on the final tables this year at the World Series on who's going to win. Yes. And, and he claimed that they were doing this out of greed for their betting lines for the final table, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because yeah, I'm not sure that that was the motivation. That seems like a strange accusation. In fact, letting it go another day like he wanted would actually help the betting of the final table because it would give right. people an extra day to bet more money. So I, I think he, he was just grasping for anything to criticize here, but uh, he was saying that uh, this is managed very poorly, that uh, uh, this is not true about the Nevada Gaming Commission, that you know they're already changing the day, so why does it matter if they change it to either Monday or Tuesday? It could be either one. It's still doing the same thing. It's still changing it, and in that, he's correct, and in that, I think that they were full of shit with their explanation and their excuse. However, I don't know about you two, but I personally side with the World Series decision on this one. Because if they allow them to switch it to Tuesday instead of the next day, Monday, this sets a horrible precedent, in my opinion, that the players can decide when they're going to play. So if they allow this, if they allow this, couldn't any final... No, and I understand that, but from just, I guess, arguing from a devil's advocate point of view, for him to be there up until... You know, six, seven, eight o'clock that night, you know, after being there all day, and them, and them still not being able to be able to definitively tell him whether he'll be playing that day or next. When on the actual schedule, it was the event was supposed to wrap up that day. Isn't that kind of the same thing? It, it is. No, I'm telling. I, I agree that their explanation was a lie. That they were uh, that saying that the Nevada Gaming Commission won't allow us to change the date when they're already changing the date of it by by telling him to come back tomorrow. Uh, they've already done it, so you might as well change the date then 
to something both people want if that's going to be the right. excuse. But I, I think what they were trying to say and didn't want to say it is, look, if this runs too long, we'll run it an extra day, but we can't be skipping extra days and, and run it even you know two days later because otherwise we're letting you guys schedule the events. Uh, so, so basically they want to reserve the right to schedule what? their own events and not, like the pl- not let the players decide. Do you know the process when they encompass a new event like they did this year? Is it a committee that that decides and, and votes on it? It's something like this, the 5K event, which had never had taken place before, again, which was nine-handed the first day, then down to six-handed the second day, and then heads up the third day. Who is there a rules committee? I mean, how does an event like that get proposed and then passed to begin with? Do you have any idea? No. Okay. And the reason why I'm asking is because... You would think that, you know, obviously they had almost a full year before they announced this event that they would have been able to do the math and determine how many big blinds both opponents would have and, and how deep the play would be instead of trying to rush it and put it on the schedule in terms of how many days the event would be, you know, a three-day event. I mean, does that make sense? Yes. But whoever they put in charge of it obviously screwed up because it was too deep. The, the chip stack was too much. So Yeah, absolutely. But, I, I mean, how do they not catch that when they have a year? It's a huge event. It's a 5K event. You figured that they, they would have, I don't know, it just it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Again, it's just, crazy because, again, like we said before, this is what they do for a living. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, it's right. amazing how they make some of these mistakes. And that, you know, the mistake of it being too deep they shouldn't have made it. You know, this is the type of thing that they should figure out beforehand uh, not to let happen. But this, of, of all the World Series mistakes, this is the least egregious of mistakes, I think, of just letting them sure. be too deep. I, I can I, see where that I, was. I agree, but I still think that these are still things that shouldn't happen. Right. There's so much time in pre- you know, for preparation that someone should be able to say, okay, well, the, you know, they know what the, the structure sheet says. They know what the blinds are going to be, and they know what, what the stacks are going to be. So I just, I don't get it. It's almost like people that don't play poker that have no clue about poker whatsoever are the ones making these decisions. Yeah. No, you're right. So, uh, you know, and, and I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's still mind-boggling to me. But, uh, I, I, you know, I do agree with what, what you're saying, that it, it would set a bad precedent to let players skip a full day. But at the same time, I mean, can you really just expect someone to sit there all day and night for hours and hours and not be able to tell them, you're playing today, you're playing tomorrow, up until like a late hour of the no, evening? No, that, that was a big That's mistake. Not, yeah. So, I mean, I think if anything... A decision should have been made at least earlier than evening whether he was going to be playing the finals that day or not. He should have had to go down to the wire in terms of Joseph just sitting there all day waiting around for, for some definitive word from Harris. Yeah. Uh, they, Is there they, they, ever they need... a chance that the World Series of Poker might move away from Harris and go someplace else? No, well, not unless Harris sells it. It's a big cash cow. And, in fact, I don't know, uh, Vowels, if you know the history on how they obtained the World Series of Poker, but uh, this was a, a great business decision. It's a coup. It was a huge coup. A great business decision on the part of uh, Harris. In 2004, uh, actually, I, I think... I think it was 2004. Uh, I know they didn't move it to the Rio until 2005, but in 2004, uh, Binion's, who owned the World Series, was basically broke. And Specifically Becky Binion, who yeah, was the owner. Becky Binion ran it into the ground, Binion's, the hotel downtown, and they owned the World Series and had owned it for you know since its beginnings. And Harris bought the Hotel of Binion's and the World Series of Poker 
were fifty million dollars, and then they said, "Hey, we don't want this. We don't want this crappy Binion's Hotel. That's that's useless to us." So they sold it back to some other company for uh, around, I think, around fifty million dollars. They basically got the World Series for free. They kept the World Series, sold back the hotel for about what they bought it yeah. for, and they got this incredibly valuable brand basically for free, and then marketed the hell out of it, and that's why you have this explosive growth well, between that and the poker boom this explosive growth of the World Series I was going to say a lot of times when you have explosive growth, you don't have the infrastructure to support it, and you can see this in many companies and it's just maybe indicative of that that they have people who are running these events that have no clue what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that's that's definitely a problem with Harry's in general. That operationally they've always been very lousy. And yes, when you have a lot of growth and uh, they, they just weren't ready for a lot of things. But it's, it's amazing that year after year they keep making more mistakes. What I also want to comment on, which uh, I thought you were going to touch on, Druff, and I'm sure you know about this, but maybe you don't. Uh, it is very interesting. I'm sure it, it, it probably happened before in the history of, of gaming in Nevada. I've only seen it happen once. And the way this whole thing went down in terms of <clears throat> Binion's finally being forced to sell it and then Harris later buying the WSOP brand was that gaming actually came down. Okay, one evening, it was during the week, I remember, this was before I was a professional poker player, so this might have been 2003, because for a while, Binion's was just shut down completely, and gaming actually raided the premises, and there was not enough money on hand. Uh, I don't know what the law is now, but there's a certain amount of cash that a casino is required to have at all times, and they were far below, and that is that is what the beginning of the end of... Uh, of, of Binion's was. They, gaming came in literally, and they shut down the place. They made all the everybody leave, and they closed the casino down, and never again reopened um, under the Binion's brand. Yeah, that's true. Owned that, yeah, by Becky Binion. Yeah, they have a law that you have to actually have cash on hand to cover every chip, and they did not have that at Binion's, and uh, and gaming actually shut them down, and that that was the catalyst to the sale yes. for Harris. But you know, boy, boy was Harris smart to think about that the important thing they're buying there is the World Series. And if they kind of just keep that on the down low and just say, hey, you know, we want to buy your hotel since you're having so many problems, and they just happen to get the World Series along with it, and that's really what they were going after. And they, you know, once they had it, they just dumped the property and, you know, got their money back basically and had the World Series pretty much for free. So, boy, that was uh, that was an amazing purchase for them. And do, you remember, yeah, do you remember what the amount was? I want to say it was like somewhere like fifteen, fifteen million. No, it, it was 15, it was fifty million, but I think they sold oh, it, it back. Really? Yeah, but they sold it back for about that much. Yeah. So, so they really got the World Series for just about free, and they've made so much money from it. So that, I mean, that was a great decision, but too bad they can't be as good at operations as they are at marketing. Anyway, so um, that's that's uh, some things that happened uh, scandal wise of the World Series, and non scandal wise, Andy Block, uh, famed. Blackjack uh, MIT card counter, former MIT card counter. He doesn't do that anymore. But uh, Dan Barger, by the way, long time yes, Barger, long time Barger, and uh, just you know, long time figure in the world of poker. Uh, seems like a good guy, nice guy, even though he was uh, associated with Full Tilt. Uh, I don't think he directly had anything to do with the problems there. Uh, I, at least I hope he didn't, because I like the guy. But anyway. Andy Block, uh, despite a lot of very impressive poker accomplishments, had no bracelet. 
and now that can't be said anymore. He he won a bracelet, finally, and uh, most people probably remember him. Uh, I mean, you know, just in terms of, of tournaments, he had a huge lead in the inaugural 50k horse, which is now the Chip Reese. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how it's worded, but it's a tournament in honor of Chip Reese, where he finished second at Chip Reese after like a 16-hour heads-up battle that concluded like at eight in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that, remember was, that, that was the 50k horse. Yeah, and uh, yes, and yes. yeah, and he he has two other second places prior to this, so he had three second places, which is crushing it. It just must really suck to finish second place in the World Series. I, I guess. Well, even the main event, I was going to say maybe the main event it doesn't because you get like four million bucks, but I guess even that kind of sucks because you, it's just such a huge difference between that and first. And even though I've never finished second myself at the World Series, I remember when I was playing down to the final two at the 3,000 limit hold'em seven years ago, I remember thinking, oh my God, if I choke and lose this, they had like a, a you know, three to one lead coming into the uh, heads up part. I thought if I choke and lose this or if I just get horrible cards... I, it's going to be very tough to live with this. And uh, so I can imagine how it would feel. Not, not just for the money, but just to, to know you're that close to winning a bracelet and to let it slip through your hands three times, especially if you have a big lead. But uh, and, Andy Block finally put that right and wins a bracelet, so uh, congratulations. Uh, who would you actually, uh, either one of you, who would you guys say now in terms of, I guess like the old school pros or even maybe the newer like household names or, I, I don't know, I'm kind of tentative to say the question, the best player to never win a bracelet because there's so many good players. There's a lot of great tournament players, I'm sure, that neither one of us have ever heard of. But I guess if you had to think of one off the top of your head, because Andy Block did make some sort of reference to that, like, you know, taking the pressure off now not being known. You know, and there was actually a huge thread where people called his remarks cocky because he made some sort of reference to, like, now you know, not being known as the greatest player to never win a bracelet. Um, but in, in both your opinions, who would you guess now w- would fill that role? I couldn't even answer that one. I, I, I haven't really taken uh, the time Marcel to see Luke? who. I don't know. That's Andrew Block? I don't know. Oh, I need Block 1. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, top 10 poker players without a World Series bracelet, who are they? I mean, that's the thing. And the thing is, I guess I'm not much of a... Of a WSOP, at least in recent years, in terms of the history, so I don't really even know who has bracelets. Yeah, what, what about Tom Dewan? He's, he's, he's does one Gavin who, uh, Smith have a, bla- a bracelet yet? Yes, he yeah, had his he first does. one last year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Dewan, he doesn't have a bracelet yet. He's a definitely a good example. Yeah, that, that actually that that would be uh, a good one. But he hasn't been agree. around all that long, so it's more understandable. And, and he hasn't even played an event this year. Sorry, Winston. And, and uh, Sean Deeb is another one, though. Again, he's someone kind of <laughs> more recent. Sorry, Winston. That's funny. So. Anyway, I, and uh, yeah, uh, David Oppenheim. Someone's mentioning. Yeah, some good names. Yeah, that's Iceman Monroe. Yeah, that's that's definitely someone who should have won a bracelet by now. What about Patrick Antonius? Uh, uh, does he have oh, he he, well, you know, this is the thing. I, I I was hesitant to name either one of those guys because besides like last year when when Thur played in every event, almost every event, and that was only because he had million million plus dollar prop bets. Mm-hmm. Those guys, in general, when they come to the World Series, besides the big 10K-plus events, tend to not play in, in, in events at all. They're here more for the cash games. Um, Antonius, oh, you know, actually, I have my answer, by the way. In terms of poker now, I'd say the greatest tournament player to never win a WSOP bracelet would be Gus Hansen. 
He's never won one. Wow. Oh. So I think, and and he's also obviously the the all-time WPT leader in, in, in tournament victories. And even though the last couple years he has not played uh, in many WSOP tournaments, for the greater part of, of you know, last decade, he, he did. He played yeah. constantly at a lot of close calls. So I think that would be, in my opinion, a great – and he's also – you know, he's a very, very accomplished tournament player. I mean, you know, through from 2000 and change all the way to 2006-07, I mean, he dominated tournament play. I mean, he just – he was amazing. Um, so I, I guess that, that would actually be my answer. And I wouldn't count Durr or Patrick Antonius because they don't play a lot of tournaments. And it's like this year, neither one of them have yet to make an appearance at the World Series of Poker. They're still, from what I've read, overseas in Macau playing the uh, Highland McCash games there. Jason is saying Gus has a bracelet. Oh, okay. What WSOP Europe from last year. Oh, yeah, I, I, I forgot. And you know what? It's weird to me. I don't really count that or assimilate that as the same manner. Um, yeah, for some reason I don't either. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because I just remember all the years before, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. I know there are a couple other people that got their first bracelets there, but to me, I don't. I really don't count that, even if it does statistically count as a bracelet. I don't. I don't think of it along okay. across the same lines. Yeah. So uh, okay, uh, I want to also also draft speak just before we finish this uh, WSOP segment. Do you know who was spotted for the first time? Uh, did not play at all last year, and barely played the year before, playing a World Series event. It was a 5K stud event this year, a couple of days ago. Do you know who I'm speaking of? Are you talking about Annie Duke? Yes, I am. Yeah, uh, that's Everybody's a, favorite. That's <laughs> interesting. Annie Duke, you know, uh, she not only was involved with UB and made a lot of uh, statements during the scandal that were just simply not true, and, a lot of, uh, and also just didn't tell the truth about uh, her... Affiliation with them, and uh, it really handled that very poorly, and profited a lot from UB even after the scandal, and played a lot of that down, and and lied about the Super Euro scandal in many cases. Uh, she also is even better known, maybe recently, for the whole failure with the Epic Poker League and all the people who suffered as a result of that, including the people who didn't get their free roll that were promised, the million-dollar free roll, uh, the many employees who gave up whatever jobs they had going on to work for the Epic Poker League that were then out of a job because of the mismanagement there. And Annie Duke and uh, several other people, including Jeffrey Pollock, made good money from it. They were paid a pretty high salary for being involved. So it's not like everybody got involved in this uh, business idea that didn't work, and everybody suffered together. Uh, the principals in the Epic Poker League ended up walking away with uh, six-figure salaries, and sometimes high six-figure salaries, for their time at the Epic Poker League, while everybody else lost out. And, of course, they're not giving back that money at all. So Annie Duke, uh, very unpopular, and rightfully so in many people's eyes, and that, that family is really a piece of work between uh, her and Howard Litterer. But, you guys, do you think that she would still be taking the amount of flack that she has if it was a guy in the same situation, or do you think that some of it has to do with her being a woman and being getting a little older and not being uh, maybe as attractive as some of well, our you know, fans would like? I think I think a male would take... The same amount, or maybe even a little less, but a lot of it is, be, besides these blunders with uh, you know, all of the online poker scandal and then her epic 
fail of Epic Poker, she wasn't really regarded as a likable, personable person anyhow before any of that to begin with. We're not talking about someone that was charismatic and polite. Um, In fact, many dealers, you know, from time to time on various forums have compiled lists of the rudest, you know, most unfriendly, disrespectful poker players they've ever dealt to, and she always was on the top of that list, you know, in the top three, four, in terms of just being rude, arrogant, and there's just been stories for years. Yeah, I have my own behavior on the felt um, as well. So that that obviously makes it, you know, contributes to that as well. Like, just, she wasn't really likable before she just became a, a, you know, a, a... a sleazeball. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, but I think my point is that when a guy is rude or, you know, perhaps unlikable, he's considered, uh, let's say, arrogant. But when a woman does it, she's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So maybe she gets a little bit more flack than she would if she was a man. Yeah, it's possible, but it's deserved. So I, I can't say I mean, he's I, getting I, any I unfair uh, criticism. I'm just considering the possibilities. I mean, if it was a guy, no matter, regardless of everything you're saying, she would still be a very un- he, he. I guess would be would be an unlikable very, character. Very much so. It's not like if if you put if everything that she had done, the behavior and was done by a male, we'd be talking and we'd be praising certain aspects. No, there's the same amount of hatred and and every everything else would be the same. Yeah, that, it wouldn't so change even at all. If she was like a 20 year old model with huge tits, do you think she'd still be getting the same amount of hate? Uh, I mean, that's a different story, though. You could say that about anybody. You, you could say that about Howard Letterer. What if he was that's a 20 year old model? With I mean, if Howard Letterer was George Clooney, would you think of him differently now? <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so that's what's going on at the World Series of Poker. And uh, I guess now uh, we've got 20 minutes until we're going to make the phone call to our new character. But uh, I guess now we're going to have our game, and I'm going to give you the phone number. We haven't taken any calls yet, and maybe because I didn't give out the phone number. But the phone number to this show. And if you want to play the game, seven seven. And real fast, I, I don't mean to cut you off. <clears throat> Just while while we still kind of had this this segment going on, Real Chaser makes another point that that uh, I want you to know about vowels. She had her kids on a TV interview and and had her kids wearing UV patches for <laughs> young children. Okay, basically she was pimping her kids, her young. Jeff, do you remember how old they were at the time? What they were? Yeah, yeah. five, six. Yeah, really young. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the kind of person that we're talking about. So you're saying I shouldn't put a poker fraud alert patch on uh, Benjamin at this point? Right, right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, interrupt. I I thought it was a great point you meant. You know, there's someone attempting to call. That's definitely a reason why people hate her more. And people hate her for her tattoo, and people hate her for all kinds of reasons. But I have to say that I, uh, and this is really weird. I've just been called a crazy liberal feminist on the chat board. But I, I, I find her strangely attractive. Is it just me? Yeah, it must be just yeah, you. It's just, it's just me. I thought I thought she was attractive somewhat, like back in two thousand four, around yes. then. But now she's not at all. Not even like a little bit. Really? Yeah. Really? No. I still I never... would would hate fuck her. I don't know. What? No. Yes. No. Oh no. no, man, I, I like her. Sex in, in a weird, it's a weird sex. No, thing. I don't no. Know what it is. I didn't want to think about that. <laughs> I mean, is she like, I mean, is, is there anyone better you can think of in poker that you'd want to hate fuck? Oh, of course. No, no, no. She's the hate fuck. Everybody else would just be a fuck. Okay, well, tell me then who would be your fuck? Who would be, like, the top fuck? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's just too many. There's too many. Um, you know what? You know who I like, and this is going to really make me unpopular? But I would definitely do Tiffany Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I give you one that a lot more than Annie Duke. 
It's because of that French accent she played in Days of Our Lives. Did, did you see that? Well, what about the uh, Russian accent she had on... Uh, it was Russian. It wasn't French. Oh, it was okay. Russian. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a little like Kevin Costner. She just couldn't hold it for very long. <laughs> I mean, do you think... Do either one of you think there's that remote possibility that she's going to be like... I mean, I, I don't want to use Jennifer Aniston as an example, but someone like that who's like all through her 20s just a nobody and somehow blows up huge in her 30s, like has all these shitty small little roles, then like in, a, like in her 30s gets some kind of break on some sitcom or something and then just no, blows up. No, I'll tell you why I don't think so. Um, she got a little bit of a boost from that uh, luck box finish in the World Series of Poker, but in the main event where she finished like 17th. But... The problem with Tiffany Michelle is she has some moderate talent in a lot of different areas, but not a lot of talent in any one area. And that you're never going to make it in show business like that. And, you know, like, for example, her looks. She's, she's a, a pretty girl, but she's not beautiful. It's moderate. Right. It's moderate. She's a, sure. As far as her acting ability, she, she can act, but she's not a, a good or great actress. Uh, she actually has made some albums, she's actually done some singing. She's okay, but uh, nowhere near has a voice that would ever take her to the big time. She just doesn't have any... mediocre about everything she does. Well, you know, mediocre to good in everything she does, and it's just, there's no one area she really excels where someone's going to notice her, so this is why she's had a lot of attempts to make it big, but hasn't really gotten anywhere, but has, has had some moderate success in appearing on little TV shows and, uh, you know, bit parts and days of our lives. And, you know, the, the well, there is someone in the poker world that I would really love to do if I was a lesbian and if all of the cards fell in the right way. Uh, but she's not really a poker player. Uh, her name is Chantel McNulty. <laughs> you probably know her. Well, there's a drop post just read this week about well, it. Well, is this a uh, pre... Very, uh, very, very is this is this pre? I find her very attractive. Well, hang on. Is this pre-surgery Chantel or post-surgery Chantel? Well, I would definitely prefer pre. I don't know why she did that to herself. Nobody that knows was just why. Unnecessary. Like the boob job was okay. Like I, I still didn't feel yeah, it was no, necessary. I'm good, but I'm good with the boob job. Yeah, the boob job was okay, but then it just from there, I don't know what she did. Like it's just uh, she I was so pretty. Why would she mess it up? Tattoos. Anyway, let, let me uh, let me give you the phone number. Right, a lot of people are already trying to call for the contest, and I'm not taking the calls just because I want to be fair to everybody. I want to give out the phone number, and then I'll tell you when to call, and then you can frantically dial. And whoever gets through first gets to do the contest for 10 bucks. The phone number, area code 775-FRAUD55, 775-372-8355, and I will let somebody else actually tell you when you can call. It will not be me, it will not be Vowels, it will not be Brandon. I will give Seth Polanski the honors to tell you when you can start calling. <laughs> just seriously, you have to you have to save that clip and just have it. Okay, ready seriously, ready you, you, can, you can call in now. First phone call seven seven five fraud fifty five, and I will take that call. This is so weird. Uh, here we go. I was getting hammered with calls before, and then people aren't calling. But now we're getting a call. All right. We have our contestant. Call, you're on the air. Please identify yourself. Yes, this is uh, John Samos. Oh, John, I'm so sorry. I uh, A big failure occurred here. Let me see if I can connect you on with the others. I, acc- I accidentally... Uh, let me see if I can... Ah, damn it. Call right back, John Samos. I will connect you on to... Uh, I accidentally separated you from the other people. Okay. Um... People don't call. I already have our contestant. We just got to have him call back. Boy, I messed this up. 
Boy, I messed this up. How do I get this crap off hold now? Here we go. Resume call. All right. Sorry, you two. I kicked my co-host off. You know, I have to be honest. Like, for all, for all the years, I said to myself, I'm finally glad I got a guy here. Unknown caller. What is this? What is this? What are we doing here? Press one. Return to voicemail. Press two. I don't know. Here, press one. I mean... John Stamos, you on? Here, I'm just going to call him back here. Okay. I'm just going to call him. Okay. I was saying for, for all the years, I was finally glad that doesn't disconnect and run Skype. And I know. i got to be honest, the first few weeks, I'm not going to an automatic voice message. Please leave a message. All right, let me try to add him again. He's calling right back here. All right, John Stamos, are you on with us? John. All right, is it working now? Yeah, it's working. Yes. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm really shitting the big big time here. All right, uh, John Stamos, welcome to our show, and welcome to the first installment of Older or Younger Than Druff. Now, I meant to get together sound effects, like ding, 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 and ah, for whenever you get things right or wrong. But because I was Brandon, will you take that? I, because I wasn't feeling well Brandon, today, I didn't have time for that. So I could do sound effects if you want. We can either have you do the sound effect, or we can have it where we have well, one person doing the ding, ding, ding sound effect. Well the, well, the only thing is, we both, as you mentioned earlier, are going to try to guess when he is done, and we do not. I don't know the answer. Oh, that's right. So it has right to be me. So I don't know the answers. Right, right. So I'm not obviously going to cheat. Right. So this is what I'm going to do here. And by the way, my co-hosts don't know the questions either. Only I know. But uh, right. if you're right, I will actually say ding 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 ding, and if you're wrong, I will say. <laughs> okay, so that'll be the wrong right. sound effect. All right, so we have six different people. I'm going to name poker players that you should know. I am 40 years old. I turned 40 a few months ago. These people are all either older or younger than me, and they're all none of them are too far from my age, and you're going to have to figure out which one, and please answer right away. You answer first, and then I will consult my co-hosts what they think, just for fun, see if they're any better than you at guessing this stuff. The first right. poker player, Chip Jet, older or younger than Dandruff? Younger. You think he's younger. What do you two think? I, I say older. I'm going to say younger, too, because I know the age of his oh, wife, yeah. and I think they're around the same age. I could be wrong, but I'm well, going to Well, you know what, Brandon? Oh, he has inside information. His, no, his wife is actually older than me, but Chip Jet is indeed younger than me. Ding, 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 ding. I believe, let me guess, is Chip Jet 38, 37, or 38? Chip Jet is born September 22nd, 1974, according to Wikipedia, mm -hmm. making Good him job, about 37 and a half right now. Okay, I, for some reason I knew that. You're That's 40, right, girl? I am 40, yes. Yeah. in her 40s, wow, did not know that. Yeah, yeah, she's actually uh, a few years older than me, I think. Or maybe a year or two. I think she's born in the 60s. I'm born in uh, 1972. He's 1-0, you need to get four out of six minimum. So if you get four, you clinched it. Okay, All right. next one. Todd Brunson, older or younger than Dan Druff? Older. What do you two say? Older, definitely. I'm going to go older for sure. You guys are all correct. Ding, 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 ding. Todd Brunson is born August 7th, 1969, and is older than oh. me. Nice. So, two for two. I'm, try, I'm trying to uh, reel off four straight here, just like the Thunder. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, That's my heat didn't do too well tonight, man. I don't, okay. know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, the next one. Phil Locke, older or younger than Dan Drive? Younger. 
What do you two think? I, I'm going to go with older. I'm going with older, too. John Stamos is like the thunder. He keeps winning. Oh, ding, 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 ding. September 8th, 1972. He's not quite 40 yet. He will turn 40 this year. And despite the fact that his girlfriend is over 50, Jennifer Tilly, uh, Phil Locke is still in his 30s at age 39 oh, right now. With so 3 and 0. hard 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost 40. He's almost 40 years. 39 and a half. Well, uh, 39 years. Okay. okay. So, uh, next one. And John Stamos, 3 and 0. I think he's going to win this one. Psychalona mm-hmm. Cloney Gowan, older or younger than Dan Druff? Oh, that's just older. a good one. Oh, that is good. Older. What are I'm you going younger? Barely. I'm going to say younger, but barely. I, I'm, I'm going to say like 38 or 39. She's got some. She looks older, but I'm going to say, I mean, that girl's got some highway miles on her. Not city miles, boys and girls. <laughs> highway miles. She's from Oklahoma. Yes, she is. I don't want to insult her. I mean, Val's insult her. It's okay. You said you wanted to fuck Tiffany and Michelle on radio. Who cares? I, yeah, I mean, I, I what what can I do? I, I'm going older. Right, I'm going younger. Okay, Brandon says younger. The others should say older. John Stamos, congratulations. You've won our contest. Ding, 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 ding. Cloney Gowan. Older than Dandruff, only by a little bit, though. November 6th, 1971. She is 40 like me, but an older 40. But, I mean, hell. Hey, cocaine's a hell of a drug, am I right? Yeah. Oh, I think I get some credit here. So, uh, Cloney Gowan, and I, you know, I'll tell you, when I first saw her on TV, even, even back a number of years ago, when I first saw her on TV and she was, like, in her early to mid-30s, I'm like, wow, I can't believe we're almost the same age. I thought she was several years older than me. But, uh, yeah, Cloney Gowan, who, highway miles and all, is only 40. And uh, you win the game. I guess I don't have to go on with the other two. I'll save those for next time. So you're four for four? Well, let's guess the other two anyway. All right, all right. We'll do the other two. Yeah, I like this segment. All right. Phil Ivey, older or younger? Younger. That's that's an easy one. That was the giveaway question. Yeah, he's born February 1st, 1976, and in fact played poker illegally in Atlantic City before he turned 21. He called uh, under, what, under what first name? Jerome was his Very name. Good. In fact, they called him No Home good. Jerome because he spent so much time there. So, and then when he turned 21 in uh, 1997, he came back and said, "Okay, I'm not really Jerome. My name's Phil Ivy, and now I'm really 21, so I can be myself." And uh, you know, it's true in poker rooms; they don't really check people's uh, IDs very often. If, if you go sit at a blackjack table, they're going to be hassling you for your ID. If you look anywhere near 21, but in poker, for some reason, they let you get away with it, and there's been a number it's, of people. You're right. It's very weird in, in the 10-plus years I've played poker in Vegas, I will say maybe, and I'm just saying maybe three or four times have I ever seen a dealer ask a player for an ID. And even even someone with a baby face, you just don't see it. You're right. It's very very weird. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a foreman approach somebody in a game. This is very, very odd. You could be in your early 30s, and, and chances are if you have somewhat of a baby face or you don't have those 20-gallon highway miles on you, that you're going to even get ID'd. Now, by the way, I would also do Ivy. So does he only do, like, young models? What's his deal? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I have a feeling that there was some infidelity going on that led to that divorce. Because he, he was married thinking, to his high school... That was an odd choice for him. Yeah, he was I married to his high school me. sweetheart. And that's why uh, his wife 
you know, she wasn't beautiful because this is the girl. He was just a, a regular guy back then. He wasn't Phil Ivy superstar, so he was a regular guy, and he was with just kind of you know a regular okay-looking girl um, you know, that he was with since high school and married her. Is very sweet story until he blew up huge and you know became a big degenerate and probably cheated on her. I, I don't have any evidence, but that's just uh, my guess. Well, there, were, there, were, there were a lot of stories. Um, before Black Friday, and, and even you know before I guess the divorce became public, about him frequent uh, frequenting many of the gentlemen's clubs in Vegas. Yeah, and there are even some pictures that that are, that are public that you can find. So, and there are also a lot of rumors going on about things you know. But he was a, a, a frequent strip club uh, patron, and there are many stories of him spending upwards of you know twenty five to, to fifty thousand dollars a night in these strip clubs. So. Uh, and I'm not saying just everyone that goes to a strip club is a cheater, but they, they've been a lot of rumors for a long time uh, in regards to you know some of the extracurricular activities that uh, he has participated in. And I kind of always thought it was only a matter of time. In fact, it's funny. Um, I won't go too long ago, but I, I when I worked at the Suncoast back in 2002, I dealt to him. Um, this was before, oh. obviously, the household name uh, and as a dice dealer. And he got a, pri- a private table. It, it wasn't actually it wasn't private. It was just empty. And he walked up and started a game. And that's one thing about Phil Ivey. When he plays dice, he prefers to play at it alone, which is very strange because dice is one of the most social, if not the most social game in a casino. Because everyone, for the most part, is always rooting for each other. Because when one person wins, a whole table wins. And uh, he he always chose if there was an empty table to play by himself. And for a period of about two months, him and his wife would come in there and, and play at the Suncoast until uh, they ended up getting barred from there from playing dice, which is another <laughs> joke in itself, barring somebody from playing a plus EV game for the house. But uh, she would sit there and, and she was just, I don't know, kind of like that bored look, but at the same time wasn't like, you can tell she wasn't pissed off at him and just would sit there right next to him and watch him play and then they'd go have dinner and he'd commonly come up to uh, the pits when he was done playing or even before and get dinner for two at, like, the steakhouse at the Suncoast or the coffee shop. And, um, I mean, that's really the only interaction I have. But they, they you know, she didn't seem to uh, ever be bored. And she was kind of like one of those wives or girlfriends that would just sit there and it was fine with her husband gambling and rooting him on and just being, you know, supportive. Didn't look like she was pissed and, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, asking for money to go play slot machines or anything while he was gambling. And, you know, but... Uh, it seems like that's just the way it is. You know, when someone gets married when they're very young, before they blow up, and then you know they later on become famous and have a lot of money, it usually ends in the divorce. Changes people. Yeah. yeah, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, uh, last one we will do. Uh, John Stamos, you still on the line with us here? Yes. Okay, good. Last oh, one, even though you've already won. Last one is Jamie Gold. Do you think older or younger than younger. Dandruff? You think younger? What do you two think? Uh, mm, that's I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, definitely older. Definitely older. I'm feeling older, too. Definitely older. My co-host got this one correct. John Stamos, finally missing one. Jamie Gold is born in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, his exact birth date, August 25th, 1969. He is 42 years old, soon to be 43. So a few years older than me. So thank you for playing, John Stamos. Just uh, send me a PM. Uh, with I want to give a shout out. He, we were about to make a call in a couple minutes, and my boy Stamos here was the one that got the information and made this possible for us. So hopefully it turns out as well as I expect it to. But nonetheless, uh, Stamos, shout out. 
buddy. Appreciate it. You're going to be in Vegas in a couple of weeks. We'll meet up some scotch and uh, nice. go, go Oklahoma City. Go Oklahoma City, buddy. Yeah, I have to say, uh, Stamos, I think, you, I think your team's going to win there. I, I saw them play my Lakers, and the Lakers just got crushed, and I thought they would get crushed, and they did, and I said, this is a really good team. I think they're going to go all the way. Even though there's a lot of good teams remaining in the playoffs, I have a feeling they're going to beat San Antonio, and they're going to beat uh, Miami, who I presumed was going to win the uh, the East. It might not even, because the Celtics, the Celtics won tonight. So yeah, I know, so that may not even game. happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think they'll kill the Celtics, too. I think this is just a really good athletic team, and uh, I think they're going to win it this year. I think this is Oklahoma City's year. You know what's scary? What's scary is, I mean, this could really be, uh, I guess, the closest thing we've seen to in a long time. Like, I guess the, the the Spurs in you know the late '90s or early 2000s, and then the Lakers when Kobe and Shaquille played together. Because I mean, both those guys are two dynamic players. You know, Westbrook and obviously Durant. They're young. They're locked up for a number of years. I mean, they're, they're going to be around. I mean, this team isn't you know unless there's some injury. These guys aren't going to get any worse. They're just going to get better. Which is scary. Yeah, I mean, and really, true. Yeah, and, uh, their uh, their general manager put together the Spurs, Sam Presti. So uh, he knows what he's doing, and like you said, they're all their key players are locked locked up for at least five years. Now, you know what's funny? Uh, you guys actually so. have to uh, thank Hurricane Katrina for even having this team. <laughs> you guys would not have a team if it wasn't for Katrina. In a sick way, in a sick way I guess we do, Drew. Uh, you, you definitely would not have a team in Oklahoma City now if it wasn't for Katrina you know, knocking New Orleans out of their arena and uh, having them come there and be such a big success in Oklahoma City. And then you guys luck box into your own team uh, with uh, the Sonics moving there. So. Yeah, we did luck box into it. So anyway, great, great team you have there, though. <laughs> not, to, uh, not to spoil the mood, but what did I win? You won ten dollars. You won ten dollars. I I will send you ten dollars. Yeah, just uh, send me a PM on how you'd like to receive the ten dollars, PayPal or some other way, and ten dollars. Uh, I will send you the ten bucks. We need like a Jewish uh, music in the background. Just, uh, just donate it to the uh, next tournament. Oh, that's so oh, generous. Nice. Thank you. Oh, everyone does that. So sweet. That's so sweet. Okay, I have to remember this time, though. Like, when I announced this tournament uh, tonight, saying it was a $40 free roll, and then I forgot about Matt the Rat's generous $15 donation. I had to eat my words and change it to 55 at the last minute. So I will try to remember this, that it's $50 next week instead of 40 And uh, thank you for, for redonating it, and thank you for playing, and you're, you're very good. Like at I said, Stamos will be here in a week. I know we had a thread that's on PFA now about a meetup. Um, I'm not sure who's going to be in town, and we'll get that thread going. But I think Jeff, you may be in town when Stamos is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, some others will be. So uh, yeah, I definitely I would, I would like, like to meet Stamos. Yeah, I met him last year. Can I ask uh, John Stamos why he yeah. named himself John Stamos? That's a good question. The same reason why I named my cat George Clooney. <laughs> what, what was your reason? He was a good-looking cat. I hope that's not the reason he did. <laughs> that's the same reason. That's uh, no, he's just the greatest actor on sitcoms of all time, so I just had a lot of respect for him. And, and for those that are, are, I don't know, do you have the same avatar on uh, on this on PFA that you did on the other site? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's, it's, I don't know if it was a mugshot of him or just 
like a paparazzi pic with Jamos was with Stamos was like at the end of a bender, but it, it's fucking hilarious. This picture yes, of John Stamos. I mean, it just looks like he's been up for days, just snorting cocaine, like fucking strippers. I mean, it, it's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. All right, so I guess we got a character we're going to call now. Thanks to John Stamos who gave us gave us this character and gave us our ten dollars back oh, no, to uh, send back. send along to right. uh, the next contest. All right, we're going to call right, Sammy Stamos. Do you want to stay on the line since you actually have met this person in real life? Oh, that would be good. Oh uh, yeah, sure, I'll stay on the line. Is that fine? Oh yeah, he can stay on. More the merrier. Do it all without. Okay, let me. Send you right now. I should have done this before. I apologize. I got all caught up in this conversation. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in uh, Skype right now. And for those that don't know, the person again that we are calling, um, Stamos actually met in person a few nights ago. And and he thought of this show. He said, "This is the type of character we should have on Poker Fraud Alert Radio." And he's giving us the phone number. And uh, this person knows we're calling, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's not, this is not really a prank call. It's just a, a call to a new character that now, we hope... Now, let me ask you, Stamos, what should our premise be? Should we just go straight? Should we bring maybe the colonel out, uh, you know, make it appear? <laughs> what kind of, I mean, you know, we're, I mean, we're going to just yeah, interview her. That's a good point. About her life, but does she know what kind of show we are? What, what have you told her yeah. about who we are? I would just dive in just head first. I mean, she knows she knows what she's in for. But she's the thing is, should, should the colonel be part of it? Because I remember we called up uh, when Hollywood Dave was on our last show, last show meaning the, the previous one we did on another site. Uh, he once had us call up some girl he knew from the Hollywood acting community, and the colonel was just on the call. It wasn't like a prank call. Was that the one the colonel was going to date? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, so the funny thing is the colonel like did a lot of talking to her, and she believed the colonel to be a real person. So I actually I have a Colonel Nigel Fabersham Facebook account. The colonel then added her to Facebook, and she believed he was real. And like I, I think she actually would have dated the colonel if if I could have produced a real colonel. Yeah, she was gonna meet you at, at a bar for a drink. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So and to we this day she told her that it was a rolling because we felt bad that she was gonna get in her car and meet you. Well, no, we didn't tell her it was a rolling. We just didn't. Uh, we didn't go through with it. We said, yeah, he's not really gonna, you know, okay, show up for the day. Yeah. But, but, but she, she still believes really to this day. Realistically, gonna get up and meet you at some. Yeah, she still believes to this day that the colonel is real and he's on her Facebook. Yes. So okay, Stamos, it's your call. Should so we should just do this straight up, or should we bring the colonel in for? Uh, should he just be like part of the call? Having having met her, uh, I'm not sure that she would understand the fast talk and the accent. Okay. Okay. So we'll leave him out of it. Okay, we'll leave him out of it. Okay. Good to know. All right. And can we mention at some point that you're on the line? Who does she know you as? As uh, John. Okay, Jess. John. So you're checking this role 24 7. I love it. Really, this is not just a forum. Jesus, you may really be obsessed with fucking John Stamos. All right, let's do the. Let's make this call. Okay, you sent me the phone number yet? I sent it like five minutes ago. Weird. I don't see I'm, it. Now, I'm seeing it. you typing now. Now I'm seeing you type. It didn't come it's through. It's right there. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I, it was in. The, we have like three different ones. Uh, I'm glad I did not make this I mistake. This yeah, one with Angel. Yeah, I said it. In I'm just glad somebody else made a mistake this time, not just me. No. You, you, you see the name and the number. <laughs> I do. Okay. Well, let's so, hope uh, this is some gold. And who knows? This is how we get characters on this show. Right. We never know what'll happen. Absolutely. Wait a minute. You know, it's amazing. I'm looking, I'm looking at the clock. We're only two hours in. It seems like we just started. It's amazing. You're having a good time. Absolutely. Shout out to Bukowski, the uh, 
What is Bukowski again? He's like the master of public, not records. Like no, no, he's the, uh, the walking... Photo library? Yeah, walking photo library. That's amazing. Like, you just say something, he has a picture up in a minute. Shout out to, of course, Lou Father and uh, C. Granada Rogers. Give a shout out also to somebody I don't know, Doom805. He's asking for one. Yes, I know Doom. He's been a huge follower of us for a long time, always listens. Uh, shout out, Doom. Glad you're here. Hi, Doom. And uh, Vegas Jim, I see your question in the chat. Well, I did not know about that. But, uh, Vegas Jim is saying in the chat, asking Druff and I what our opinion is on John Robert Ballon apparently playing the million dollar buy-in <laughs> tournament, which I did not know. So if there's like a is link he really that, that uh, I mean, obviously he is staked, but if there's a link, send me the link. I mean, I'd be surprised if he's really playing that. Yeah. Shout out also to, of course, the famous uh, Vegas1369 who has joined our chat. I can't believe it. The reason we haven't added this character yet, you're not going to believe this, but, uh, and, and yes, I have paid my bill. For some reason, um, Skype is refusing to let me add a phone number to this call. It's only letting me add Skype people. I, I hate this new version of Skype. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm, I'm like going crazy. It keeps saying that this phone number is not in my contacts list. And oh, Jesus. You, you can't Can add it? a phone number to your contacts. I mean, I'm... Can you try manually adding it through contacts and then trying to connect it? Is that what you're doing? Do yeah. You keep that? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, I wish they just leave these things alone instead of. Okay, I just, I just added it to my contacts list. I don't know why I should have to do this, but this is such a freaking fail. Okay, let me. Let me try. You know, while you're talking about fails, I'd like to mention that every time I uh, send a very small message in the chat, I get the. Terrible little message that I'm I'm spamming. Listen, Dolls, you have to stop spamming the fucking chat. Okay? <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, I'm you're fine. part of this. You're, you're a host on the show. I mean, I don't know what I'm okay, doing. Okay, we're, we're calling the phone I, number I now. If I send a little okay. alert to somebody, that's so weird that it's doing that. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I'm gonna let you lead off because this is what you do. Yes, Jeff. Hello. Uh, yes, hello. Can we speak to Treva, please? speaking with her. Hello, Treva. This is Poker Fraud Alert Radio, and you are on our show here, and uh, I know you are expecting our phone call, and yes, uh, we'd, like, we'd like to welcome you to the show. We, we, we'd just like to, to talk to you about yourself and your life and you know, what's going on, and we want to introduce our audience to you because we, we heard you're a very interesting person, and we would like to have interesting people on our show. Well, thank Hi, you. Hi, Treva. How are you? This is Hi, Brandon. And my other co-host, my other co-host Angel, sexy little thing, is on the, the line as well. Yeah, and my, my name's Todd. I'm the first one who spoke to you here. You, so I know it may be a little bit overwhelming here that you have a bunch of people on the phone, but uh, you know, we're all here among friends. Okay, so uh, Treva, can you tell us uh, where are you from? What what city and state? I am originally from California, East LA. Wow. But I live in Oklahoma now. <laughs> that's that's an interesting move there from East L.A. to Oklahoma. I bet you don't see that very often. Now, East L.A., is that, is that the bad part of L.A., Druff? Yes, so. it is. It, it's yes. not a very good area. No. Except <laughs> a lot of your gangbangers and, and things. So, Is that why you moved to Oklahoma? No, I moved to Oklahoma so I can find me a man. Oh, because... Well, what about East L.A.? Are good, or...? Well, the men here are good. I've been with the man I'm with now. I've been with him for 26 years. 
Oh. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I guess just get back to down to the basics. As you know, uh, John, a uh, friend of yours, or not a friend of yours, a patron of yours, had the pleasure of meeting you and thought you were a very interesting person. And uh, he told us, and this is what we do here at uh, PFA, uh, you know, we have interesting people on the radio. So give us a little bit about your background. Where were you born? What, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself from the beginning of inception to where you are now, as brief as you can. Okay. Well, I'm born. I was born in East L.A., but I was raised all over the United States. My parents were harvest pickers. They were what? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Were your parents? Harvest pickers. Oh, harvest pickers. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we went and picked vegetables here and there and stuff, so we wound up here in Oklahoma for that and stuff. And my, step, my stepdad, he had to move to a better climate because he had a heart condition and stuff. So we wind up being here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, was, I, was, I was told you, you were adopted as a child. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And it, Actually, I guess... Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was. I, have, um, I had some adopted parents that adopt me that were black. Okay, and just, just just so it's clear, you are of and I'm wh- white. you have white origin. You were adopted, so it's almost like the, remember the Steve uh, Martin movie, The Jerk, kind of like that. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I actually have a question. Were they good? Were they good parents to you? Yes. Well, b- before we get to that, they, I have a they, I have a question for you. They were kind of raised up more like around a bunch of white people than they were their own nationality. Well, hang on, hang on. I have a question here. Uh, you said your parents were harvest pickers. Was this your natural parents or your adoptive parents? Yes. My natural parents until I was about eight years old. And I hate to ask the obvious question, but uh, what did they pick? Well, actually, we picked um, green beans and um, strawberries. Uh, we did apples, cherries, uh, dug up uh, potatoes out of the ground. Um, wow, so you were corn, actually born to so. white people who mm-hmm. were pickers, and then you were adopted by black people who didn't pick anything. Now, can I ask, what did your adoptive parents do for a living? They're lawyers and doctors. <laughs> no, actually, my adoptive father, he was a sheriff. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So, mm-hmm. And this was in East hard. L.A.? He was a sheriff in East L.A.? Yes. That's I just a tough job. Of moving around so much and stuff, and my parents, my real parents knew the people that adopted me, so... And I just got tired of all the moving around and all the different schools, and and then I started being, you know, a hard case. And when I was only eight, so I started, you know, giving my real parents problems and stuff. And I just now, when you say you were a hard case, what were you doing? That yeah, that's a good question. At eight years old. <laughs> I well, I was stealing things and stuff from the stores and stuff, so I'd get in trouble. You stealing so, candy bars or what? Oh. Candy bars, soda pops, anything I can steal from the store and get caught doing it. I wonder if your adoptive right, parents. So it's almost like you really were born, born black. Well, no, I, I was going to say, I wonder if, I wonder if her adoptive parents were saying. <laughs> no, I wonder if her adoptive parents were saying, damn it, if we only got a black kid, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, well, I did it so because I got tired of all the moving around. When I moved around, my parents were moving every three, three months. And you don't get to get with other kids or anything like that because we were always moving and yeah, didn't stay yeah, one place long enough to go to school. And Why were you guys you know, moving so much? Yeah. Because they were harvest pickers. 
Wait, 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 no, no. I thought that was your natural parents. So they moved <laughs> okay. where the crops were. No, but I'm confused. But, but when I were you adopted? You, when you got adopted. When were you adopted? How old were you? Your natural parents. Were they upset that they had lost you? Oh, no, because I kept in touch with them and stuff. So, matter of fact, um, since I moved here to Oklahoma and stuff, and, oh, after I got married and stuff, matter of fact, my real mom lives with us now, so. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused here. Hold on. It's, it's complicated. Okay, so what age were you adopted? Let's start that really simple. Eight. How old? Eight. eight. Oh, eight. Okay, so that's a pretty late adoption. Okay, so you were adopted at eight years old by black parents. Uh, now, you were moved but around a lot. You were crime as a white kid. Yeah. So, East LA. So you were moved around a lot. Um, prior to turning eight years old, but once you were eight and adopted, the moving stopped, right? I was, yep. I stayed with them until I was about 16, and then I, moved, I went and stayed with my real grandmother. Now, here's the question. Why were you adopted at eight? What happened to your natural parents to cause that? Um, I just t- told them I got tired of all the hassle and stuff that was going on. Wait, wait, at eight, eight years old, you told them you were tired of them? But, I mean, my kid tells me all the time that she doesn't like the hassle, but I would never hand her over to a different family. So, Well, my mom and Steph knew the people that adopted me. She was raised with around them. Now, what was it like? They went to school and stuff, so. What was it like living, being raised by a white family and then being adopted by a family of color? And was it hard on you? Did, I mean, a just, family of color? Well, I lived on in East mm-hmm. L.A. Yeah. I lived on the other side of the track, and mostly that's where a bunch of the black people and all that lived at on that side of town. So, it, you know, to me, to me, I was raised just like a normal white kid because the people that raised me was also... Um, was raised around black people and stuff there, and but even Jacob, though they were, were you, colored. Were you feeling extremely rejected by your family that they allowed this to happen? Well, in a way, yes, because I had um, two olders and two youngers, and I was kind of in the middle, so it's kind of, you know, hard on me because having two, two olders and two youngers, and we were always moving, and it was just, you know, I didn't feel like I was getting any kind of attention or anything like that. I was feeling like all my mom and them wanted us kids was to help with the harvest and, you know. So you were feeling rejected by your parents and, and by your mom especially, I can imagine. So, But at, hold on, at eight years old you requested someone else to adopt you and your parents were like, yeah, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> like, how, how did that happen? I mean, just... It, it, no, it's a, it's a legitimate question. <laughs> well, that's the problem with that. It says that um, my parents had five of us, and with five kids having to feed and, and stuff, it was kind of getting hard for them. So you were kind of like the odd man out. They're like, okay, look, we, we can only feed four of you, so if you want out, uh, all right, that's it. You're voted yeah, off the island. They run to the letter, and they, they basically are the opt-out clause. You're an eight-year-old opt-out clause, and you opted out. Basically, yeah, correct? I popped out. Yeah, well, I wanted something better for myself. But did you oh. feel that what you had gone to was better, or did you feel like you were... Uh, I was better because I, to, I stayed in the same place. I didn't have to keep moving all over the place. My parents did keep in touch with the people that did not adopt me and stuff. And actually, what it was is I still kept my name from my, my mother that 
you know, but I did mm-hmm. keep my name when they adopted me. It's mainly what they did is they took me in and kind of raised me and stuff. But to me, that was like adopting me and was raising me and taking care of me. Now, let me ask you, did you easily embrace the lifestyle change of being raised by a white family to then you know, just being raised by a black family in terms of culture, no, food? Just... No, no, the same thing. Eat all the, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I was taught how to cook better than what I was cooking. <laughs> I know how to uh, cook good old fried chicken, and I do like to eat collard greens and green yeah. tomatoes and stuff. Did they show you love? Oh, yeah. I was loved and stuff. It's just that when you're growing up, you want more attention than what you could get. And they they didn't have no other children. Matter of fact, they adopted two other children besides me, but the one that they got were their nationality. I I see. So they were, uh, so you were the white kid among the black, the whole black family there. Yeah. Yep. I was the one. Did you think that you were less loved than the other children? No, they yeah. treated me just okay. like one of their own. This is kind of like the reverse of different strokes. As in every story, as in every story, there comes a part where there's a sudden twist. Just when you think you have heard it all, and this is where we're going now. Our man on the street, John Stamos, who, who you've met, uh, for former childhood star of Full House, and then went on to uh, have sex with Rebecca Romaine Stamos, tells us so. And this is where the plot just twists, that now, at this point in your life, you are married to a member of the Aryan Brotherhood. What? Is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay, now, 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 let's tell this part, because this is, I mean, white girl, yeah, up till then, up till then, this sounds like a heartwarming story, he, and then we get to this part, and it's like, what? Is, he is actually not active, but active. He doesn't do anything about it and stuff. What it was is when he was in prison. What? He doesn't do anything bad. No, he's one of the good parents. Hold on. Wait, let's back up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on. Why did he first go to prison? This is a man you said you've been married to for 20, 20 something years, right? 26 years, yes. Okay, he he got in trouble. He was doing armed robbery oh, okay. before he yeah. got with me. Okay. So when he got into prison and stuff, right. he yeah, when he got into prison and stuff, he had to get into a gang. So, so when you're in prison, you gotta do sure. yeah. And he took the so brother. You know what he hates black people? Huh? Does he no. No. no, no, she's no, saying that he had to do this out of necessity. Yeah. You had to join a gang to be safe. So he, went, he had to choose some gang to protect him. So he went with Aryan Brother. Now, let me ask you, do you know when they gave him the checklist or whatever he was doing, the hazing for fraternities in prison, what were his other choices of gangs that he could have joined? I don't know. I didn't ask. Was there a Jewish gang in there? Yeah. I just knew that he was in the gang and what he was in, and he's got the markings and stuff. When we first got together, I asked him what the markings was on his hand because he's got the markings for the brotherhood and stuff on his hand. Right. So you don't know if there's like a Chabad gang in there that maybe he could have mm-hmm. chosen instead. Does he have a swat stick on any part of his body? He's got a cross. On okay. his um, thumb, between his thumb and finger, and then each of his knuckles, he's got a dot on each of his knuckles. Okay, but again, though, you're just uh-oh. just just to clarify it, he only did this as a way of protection. 
He never he never endorsed uh, any of the beliefs of the Aryan Brotherhood. So he basically I don't want to use the term fake Aryan Brotherhood member. I mean, Jeff, how would you what would you well you, you know there's there's he, he hangs with people blacks. Mexicans and everything, so... Well, how does that go over when he hangs with them and they see these tattoos that are indicative of the Aryan Brotherhood? Doesn't that uh, produce some awkward moments? Well, he he tells a lot of his friends about his, his history, about him being in prison and stuff like that, and what he had to do so he could survive while he was in prison. I see. So... Okay, um, so the, so you know, uh, Brandon, the way I can explain this the best is uh, there's there's Republicans that are known as rhinos. That's Republicans in name only, and that is Republicans who they call themselves Republicans, but they act like Democrats. So this is instead of being a rhino, uh, this guy's an ano, a uh, an Aryan in name only, not an anal, but he was an ano, so he wouldn't be an anal. It was yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said. What he what he is. He's non active. So, but in other case, okay. that means he he don't do anything like the brotherhood does or anything like that. He associates with anybody. Now, what do your uh, adoptive parents think? Yeah, of this? I was just thinking that. Like, how, is family dinners awkward? No, nope. matter of fact, they're the ones that introduced us together. Oh my but God. that was before that he was a member of Aryan Nation. So now that now no, that he's an inactive after. member of Aryan Nation, like when he comes oh, over. Wait, so you married him? You married him after he got out of prison? Is that when you met? Yes. Yes. Oh, so he stopped yeah, doing yeah. those arm. So he stopped doing those arm robberies after you met, basically. Yeah, after he got out of prison, he was doing that ah. when he was married with his first wife. You know, yeah. these are yeah. very yeah. understanding parents. Yeah. I, I have a feeling if you had. Uh, quick second here. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. George. I have a feeling if you had George Jefferson for a parent. Uh, you would not have been introduced to a white guy who was a member of Aryan no. Nation by your black parents. No. I don't think that would have happened. No. <laughs> Trippa, I just wanted to ask, uh, can you describe your appearance for us? Are, are you a attractive-looking woman? No. Matter of fact, I'm 300 pounds, and I'm 5'4". So, <laughs> so did you consider yourself... Did you consider yourself I, I lucky just, to land this guy? Yeah, because he yeah, has treated yeah. me nicely and stuff, and he takes care of me, so... And well, it sounds like Brandon was five, right. 5'4", 320? No, that's, I weigh 311 now. Oh, oh okay. Ooh, okay. Nice. That's nice. I, weighed, uh, I used to weigh 405 pounds, so... Wow. <laughs> I'm losing weight. I lose about 26 pounds a month. Are you and your husband still... I don't know your age. I'm going to guess, what, maybe early 50s? No. Uh, older or younger? Younger. Younger. I got okay. it. Mid-40s? Yes. Okay. And, and you and your husband, I assume, because of the age, you still are sexually active, obviously. Nope. Oh, you're not sexually uh, active. He's not nope. doing you? Matter of fact, I haven't had sex oh. with my husband for six years. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why are you playing with this man? She doesn't like her to the trunk or what? That's how you like women. My husband has a heart condition, and he takes uh -oh. medication. Uh -oh. Is he just non-sexual? or? No, no I, I think he's afraid he's going to die if he has sex. Is that it? Yeah, he's, yes, he can't have sex. Oh, that'd be terrible. Heart so really, isn't like, she's big butts and he cannot lie. Like, literally, he can't have sex. Okay. Yes, he can't. So, Trey, but can I ask, is it too personal? How do you uh, keep yourself satisfied? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, is there any... 
I've been with my husband 26 years. And I married him for better, for worse, and for illness and stuff. So to me, I was raised, you don't leave a man because he's ill. You're a good woman. with them. So, no, I'm, no, I take care of him. Trevor, this is Dion. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Programmer playing a song for you, but yeah, I. I I mean, she went from a very poverty stricken background to marrying a man that she thought was going to make her life very happy, and now she never even has any sex. This woman is a saint. I've been been with my husband 26 years, so other than 26 years wasn't bad. I've got two children. I have a daughter that's 22, and I have a son that's 21, so. Well, I have a question for you, actually. Uh, You know, I know a, a number of women, especially when they get older, Sex isn't very important to them anymore. Now, I know, uh, you know, some women, I, I think it's always going to be important to them. Like, I have a feeling our co-host here uh, will want to keep having sex till the day she dies. But I do, okay. I do, have, I do have sex urges and stuff. I, I can't say I don't enough. If I watch a movie that the man and the woman's having sex, I guarantee I do have those. Now, let me ask you this, though. He can't have sex because... By him either getting aroused or maybe even ejaculating, a finished touch complete, as we call this show, could cause him to go into cardiac arrest. Is that the main reason why? Okay. Yes, but let me ask you, from a, from a selfish point of view, uh, from his standpoint, why can't he physically please you uh, in, in terms of, you know, sure, he can go down on you. Yeah, he can go down on you, maybe a little pinky in the booty. I mean, just something to stick with you. Can a vibrator and use it on you? And like, then you yeah, some kind of pinky in the booty isn't it's really... All it takes. Because when he does that, it it will it causes his heart to start. Oh, you know. I, uh, yeah, I understand. Okay, so it's not about him even getting like you know the ejaculation finished touch complete, but even him just touching you and being aroused in itself. So basically, yeah. he can't get he can't even get horny, or he could be like one of those guys that drops dead. Now this is what's going to happen. Listen, guys, he, this is he has to take medicine to keep him from. Having any kind of getting a heart on. No, guys, this is what's going to happen here. is a lead-in to a heart attack. Yeah, this is what's going to happen if he if he gets sexual with her in any way, shape, or form. This is what's going to occur. <laughs> It'll be bad news. <laughs> oh, good lord! So, so let me ask you. So now you're you are a cab driver, and you picked up. Our very own John Stamos from ABC uh, Hit TV back in the 80s, and a bunch of his other friends the other night. Did you yes, recall this? What now, is John Stamos doing out there? I took him to a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took him to a bar. So, um, I enjoy doing my driving, my cab and stuff, because I get to meet a lot of strange people and I am in. People from different countries, different states, and, you know, and I thought I'd have it, you know, less and stuff. And there's some people that I've picked up that their life is bad and stuff, and I'm thinking, well, I'm not sure driving a cab. I've had people ask me, are you afraid to drive because I'm a woman driver and I drive late at night? And I said, no, I'm not afraid to drive. I tell them when my time comes, my time's going to come. Doesn't matter what I'm doing or what I where I'm at. When the load upstairs wants would, to take me, then would it be safe? 
Would it be safe for me to classify you as an overweight cab driver with a heart of gold? Would that be like a safe characterization? Okay, okay. I just say that. Okay, just want to make sure. You know, well, uh, let me just ask you: Are you are you fully happy with your life, or do you have regrets? No, I'm kind of happy now. But here lately, there's been a little bit of times that I do get a little depressed when something's not going right at home or something like that. That you know, feeling that I have to be um, the person out here that's making the money and making sure the bills are paid and stuff like that. Because now, is the reason why he's not working also because of his heart condition? Yes, he's manifested. They've got he's my husband 100% disabled. Well, you know, I understand that because he could be at work and see like a really hot secretary, and then, uh, you know, then he could end up having one of those erections that are very dangerous for him, and all of a sudden you'd have... Being in prison contribute to, uh, the, to his health problems? Is that no, his, no, his health problems is because he used to be a big-time alcoholic and stuff, but okay. he won't admit that he's one of them. Uh, um, but obviously he doesn't drink anymore. Yes, he does. Oh, boy. Wait, so well, hold on, though. Now, hold on. That's that. that yeah, I got to be. This is kind of. So he'll drink, but he won't have sex? That's uh, something isn't right. Yeah, this, something's not adding up here. Trina. Trina, whatever. Druff, what, what is your take on this now? Druff, vowels, you guys are the relationship well, experts. Well, you know, um, I guess it is possible that uh, while it's definitely not healthy to be drinking when you have this heart condition, I can see how he could drink and not have the same risk as no. if he were to get excited sexually. I've been with him too, and when he's in the doctor's office, and the doctor told him, well, he could have some beers. But my problem is my husband drinking beer, he doesn't stop at one or two. He'll drink until he gets plastered, and then he'll be drunk when he comes home, and he'll sit on the couch, and he'll pass out. And this is just on beer. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, you know, you really do have a heart of cold for two reasons here. Uh, You know, to you know, to stay with him, you know, even when he has this alcohol problem and, you know, after all these years. And and the other reason you have a heart of gold is if uh, you were someone who didn't have the scruples that you do, you could take out a big life insurance policy on him and then uh, and then get him sexually aroused and you'd be very rich. But I know you wouldn't do something like that. So, that's not, I'm on that to me, I'm just too nice a hearted person. Seems so, sweet, yeah. So, so, now, do you keep a uh, gun in your cabinet? The two kids, you mentioned you have two children, a 22-year-old girl, and I believe you said a 19-year-old son? No, 21-year-old son. My 21-year-old son lives in Minnesota. And how, do you have a daughter? Yes, my daughter's 22, but she okay. lives at home because... Um, she's had a lot of health problems when she, she was younger, and she's got a mind of a 13-year-old. So oh, okay. That, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. so. skip this that part. So, yeah, I have a question for you here. Oh, yeah, no, no. Hang on. I have a question here. Do you everything that possibly she can do. So Do you have a gun in your cab? I have no interest anymore in the daughter thing. Do you have a gun in your cab? I have a what? Do you have a gun in your cab? No, I don't carry a gun in my cab. I don't carry anything in my vehicle that will harm anybody. Hmm. Okay. Have you ever have you been robbed before in your cab? Like by in terms like a knife or gun? 
I was robbed um, 16 years ago when I first started driving before we moved away to Minnesota. Um, the person got $150 off me. Um, I didn't know what he had in his hand or anything because he had it behind my head, and he took me in some kind of wooded area, and then he wanted the money, and then he first me to make sure I didn't have no money being hidden on my body. And then was he that made the closest me that you had to sex in several years? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I have a question for you also uh, regarding the uh, the daughter with the body of a 20 year old and the mind of a 13 year old. Um, I just got a message, a private message here on uh, on my forum from a gentleman named uh, David Skolansky. He wants to know if he can meet her. <laughs> Just that's horrible. My daughter don't date nobody. Okay, okay. Thank you. That's the way I would keep it. That's what, not what? my choice. That's her choice. Aw. Okay, and your son, he lives in Minnesota. What does he do? Is he in college? Is he, uh... Nope. He, he, that's where he was born and raised. That was up in Minnesota, so that's where we used to live. Um, nope, he's a, matter of fact, he is a roofer. Okay, now this is the, the same guy with the heart condition, your husband. Is he the father of both, he's the father of both these kids yeah. too or no? Yes, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you only have one baby, one baby daddy's. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, I have both my kids are his. Hmm. Okay. All right, very good. All right, well, so listen, we, we appreciate you calling and giving us such a candid interview. And if you do not mind, we'd like to we'd like to maybe call you every, I don't know, once a month or so and check in on you. Maybe you can give us some good cab drive stories and, you know, whatnots. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, the family and I don't know. What uh, would, would that be fine with you? Oh, that'd be fine. Well, maybe make you like a little radio. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't mind that at all. Do you uh, do you play poker by any chance? <laughs> Once in a while. What what what? I go to the casinos. <laughs> okay. What what kind of poker do you play? I I like to play um, five cards draw. Ooh. And what what kind of stakes do they have for five card draw at your local casino? Like what are the what are the um, how much money are you talking? I'll usually use um if I've got the money and stuff and when I get to go once in a while I usually take about a hundred bucks with me. Okay. So. Do you bluff a lot? Or do you play pretty straightforward? No, I play a lot of bluffing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you that, make uh, the money. Sounds like a tough player. I know this. In fact, I'm sure you don't. But on the phone, one of our hosts, okay, the other gentleman, is where he has a World Series of Poker bracelet that he'd love to tell you about if you wanted to hear about it. From <laughs> 2000, I'm sorry, Jeff, 2008. 2005. Five, yes. Um, and I, he, do you know what the World Series of Poker is, uh, tree, whatever, Trevor, Tram? Yeah. Trainer? No, no. Okay. I, I watch it sometimes on television okay. when they do the poker and stuff on television. Drop was one of those people. He was on the television. He won one of the, the tournaments, and they gave him the bracelet. Like he's, you know, he talks about it a lot. He's, he's good. He's like, you know, one of the, you know, the poker stars from the ESPN and whatnot. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's and, on the and, and women like him. Now it's funny. He did not get the bracelet in five card draw. He got it in a game called Limit Hold'em. Uh, are you familiar with Limit Hold'em? It's actually called Poker Hold'em, but it probably is called Limit Hold'em too. But they also call it Poker Holders too. So. Okay, so has a bracelet. Poker Holders is what you're saying. I never knew that. Okay, yeah. Congratulations, Druff. Uh, 2005. You know, I'm actually, I think I'm going to take Absolutely. my bracelet back to the engraver and have them change limit hold'em to poker holders. 
<laughs> hey, I think we should hook her up with Slim T. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be an interesting one. No, she made it clear she's very loyal to her husband. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's to that's do us part, sickness and health. Well, okay. Right? I guess we I guess we learned here that if you are uh, an expert in five card draw, the place to go is Oklahoma, and. Uh, a lot of money to be made in that over there, apparently. And if you're good at poker holders, stay in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I've been to Las Vegas a few times oh. in my childhood, so. Now, that's changed a little bit since then. Where, where have you been before where you stayed when you were uh, been out here in the past? Oh, yeah, in the past. We stayed, I stayed there at the Circus World Hotel. Okay, Circus World Hotel. Of course, I couldn't, I couldn't play I anything because of my age. Right. Right. When I stayed there, so. But you've never been here as an adult old enough to gamble or strip or do anything no. like that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on our show. It was uh, definitely an oh, interesting no phone call, and uh, we'll, we'll check in with you again sometime in the future. Okay. No All right. problem. Thank, thank you. you again. Uh, we wish only the best your husband and the girl like, with the <laughs> thing with and all that. Yes. All right. I got right, me. Have a nice evening, then. Thanks so much for your candidness. All right. All right. Thank you. No you. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold her poker. Yeah, I think I got to start taking more cabs. What does she say that you have a bracelet in? A poker holders. <laughs> How long do you think it's going to be till someone makes an account on our site named Poker Holder? <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I remember in the chat, I think the, the reaction was pretty good. Um, I, you know, it's always hard for me. Because I kind of want to not be rude, but just a little, sarca- little sarcastic and funny. But I actually feel sympathy for her. No, I do too. Yeah, no, it was hard. As far as you know, like because she's such a good sport, she's so sweet. I don't know. I don't know what we can do with this. I mean, it's yeah, a great segment, but you know, it's just I don't know. You know what I mean? Like she just really. I, can, uh, I was starting I to get a, a guilt feeling. Oh, I'm I'm good. I appreciate it. Let's see, five, four, three, eleven. That's that's a little bit. Price range. Uh, uh, yeah, she, she was probably dead accurate on that. Jesus, Jesus. This is a person who's had such a hard life. I just, I was getting a, a radio conscience, if, if you will. Well, at least, well, that's I, you know, at least well, uh, that's one of the things you're gonna have to learn about this gig. You can't really have a radio <laughs> conscience. It's hard. I'm gonna try to quell it. I you know, know what? Uh, I, I have to say, with this woman, you know, she keeps a very upbeat attitude despite all she's been through. I have to give she her credit for that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I guess that's how you make it through life when you have a tough life. I mean, I don't I, know. I, I think the thing that was the oddest or the funniest part. When she said that when she was eight years old, she just asked to be adopted yeah. and they just complied. <laughs> so but that's not funny. Can you imagine what you would feel about your parents? Hey, I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I had some fucked up parents. I mean, if I would have had the option, I might have taken an eight years old. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I, I, you know, we all think about it for like five minutes, but after that, you would resent your parents so much. Oh you know, I've, I've got to uh, I've got to watch out because in about uh, seven years, I'm afraid that Benjamin might hear this episode and then come to me and ask for, uh, to be adopted. <laughs> the stories that need to be told. A poor, young, troubled eight-year-old raised by a white family who's a thief and just bound for a life of crime. <laughs> to a black family, and then just, wait a minute, are we talking about a Benjamin here? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, didn't remember she said she was all kinds yeah, of trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's true that the the, uh, the black sheriff set her straight. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of a uh, kind of like the the thing with Coolio on that other show that we were on about the uh, Dangerous Minds too. Kind of reversed with like the white kids and you know the whole. 
But uh, yeah, we we have the uh, the bad news white kid come live with a black family who is stable and yeah. uh, and you know set her straight. Well, Stamos, thank you for setting us up. Stamos, brother. Despite my you know little bout with conscience, it was interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah All right. So I'll get a picture with her and uh, throw it up on. Where you live? Uh, I mean, is it? I mean, obviously, you don't want to give out any kind of personal information on, on radio. But where you live, <coughs> is it common that you'll see her again? Is it either a small cab company or small area that serves it that, it, in all likelihood, you will see this woman again? Uh, uh, if I call her, I mean, I have her number now, so I'm probably going to call her every time I need a cab uh-huh. ride. Okay, well, I'm just about that. That's great. All right. Well, whatever you can, whatever. I guess you guys are out boozing or something and decided to do the responsible thing in cabin home, right? Something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma City is very spread out, so you can't yeah. really walk anywhere. All right. Well, so, next time uh, you see her, or in the, or take a picture, either send it to me or post it, and, uh, you know, we'll make her. I, I, I think we should make her a character. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we can't call her every week or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we need to have a character who is uh, maybe a little bit less easy to feel sorry for. Well, we, she can be like a backup character we call every so yeah, often. Like okay. Yeah, like kind of just like a re, you know, appearing every, I don't know, four or six episodes. We'll have like a ten-minute check-in with her, see if the husband's still alive, see if the daughter's mentality is <laughs> If there's been any sex. <laughs> yeah, just that kind of thing. Have you had any sex yet? Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, by the way, I'm just getting this is breaking news. Uh, I guess I can say the name, but as of... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hey, da, 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 da. You can't say okay. breaking news. You can't breaking say that. News. Oh, wait, we need the sound effect. GSA's very own Bubbles has just informed me. Unknown caller. To accept, press what? 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking a call. I didn't know it was going to do that. Okay. As of 9.42 Las Vegas time, PFA's very own Bubbles has announced that he is starting a fundraiser to buy that poor woman a dildo from Beebs, who is a salesperson on our site. She is... Bubbles is putting up $5 now. Once enough money is raised, we will mail ship to John Stamos a dildo, and she can penetrate, touch, finish, complete. Dildo.com. This time in six years, only on PokerFrontalert.com. Wait, wait, hold on here. So, so Joe, John Stamos has to actually bring this to her? Please. Wait, hold on. So, so John Stamos has to actually bring her a dildo into her cab and say, hey, this is for you? It's not. A dildo is not good. Let me just say, as a woman, you need to give her a vibrator. 20 pounds, you know, 5'4". I don't think she's going to care. But you have to understand, we have a female on our site named Beebs, and she's a dildo. She is a struggling, going to college, oh. like, a dildo saleswoman, okay? I realize that. Uh, yeah, Beebs, can right. you share with us, do you have uh, dildos that vibrate? I mean, she's in the chat, but that's, we want to keep the money within our community. So whatever goes <laughs> or donated towards this dildo fund will stay within our little oh here. So it's going to go to Beebs. We'll get the dildo. We'll mail it to Stamos. Stamos will present it to the girl. I will even try yeah. to get Stamos to videotape giving the, the mom the dildo with the cab and all that, okay? Only on Poker Fowler, that's how we get back to the community, folks. PFA, we are helping overweight older women come. Yes. Great. This is what we are famous for. I'm very proud of this show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you sometimes just feel like your life's work is just about complete? I mean, what else? I feel like we've arrived. 
If you have you know, a radio show, you're giving back to the community. You just realized today you have a bracelet. And what, what, one more time, what is it and called? A poker holder. No, you know, when I, when I hear things like this, this is what I worry about. I, I worry, you know, since I'm an older father, since I'm 40 years old, like what if I have like a heart attack and die before my son can really remember me? And then he's like, I want to know about my dad. And then like when he gets older, he researches the Internet. And I was like, oh, here's a radio show my dad did. Let me hear what he was up to. Yeah, he was giving, uh, you know, dildos to taxi drivers. Yeah, like, how's his mom going to explain this? Maybe what you should do is, like, do one of those video, like, you know, like camcorder or whatever, like, a half-hour oh. thing, and telling him, like, who you really are. It's something, like, you'll only watch when he gets, like, 15, just the event that you die, or beautiful models are sent out to kill you and your loved ones or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just make a video and say, son, this isn't who I really am. And, you know, of course, you want to include in there ten times a the bracelet and the poker holder and so on and so forth. And you had a deep run in 2010 in the main event. And just tell them the kind and giving and loving person that you are and that the Radio Act, Finkelstein, and the Colonel, they're all just, it's all farce. And none of it was real. It was just entertainment. And just keep flashing the bracelet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that was a good segment. And uh, anyhow... We're two hours and 45 minutes in. I know Droft mentioned earlier that he was not feeling well, but there are a couple things here that we need to talk about. i got to be honest. I need to take a two-minute break just to get some water. So I'll – if Droft – Be honest. Do you have to pee? Uh, well, yeah, you know, I do. Uh, when I was on another show, before the show, when Droft and I were on another show, one of our other hosts used to openly even take bowel movements while on the show. And Droft and I just – Oh, my God. Oh, yes, even though, we, you know, this show's edgy – I and I think I can speak for Druff. We kind of weren't really, kind of were against that whole thing of just openly announcing and taking bowel movements while on radio. I mean, that kind of just. Well, I have to say that uh, I am to blame for a little bit of it because I actually I'd hear suddenly a change in the other host's voice, like like he had switched from his Skype to his phone, <laughs> and then I'd say, "Where are you right now? What are you doing?" And I I would make him say it. So I I did draw attention to it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I will be back. <clears throat> Do we have any sponsors, commercials, or anything we could? Because if we're doing five-hour shows, it's only inevitable we're all gonna need like a little break for a minute or two. That's true. We need a sponsor. We, we need to have a commercial. We do have a sponsor. We have. Uh, we we have bracketgeek.com. I, I'll talk a little bit about them as you two. Uh, you two oh, go off and uh, do what you want. Okay, Godspeed, Dollars, I'll be back. Okay, so we we have a sponsor here, bracketgeek.com. <laughs> if you want to. Set up any kind of like voting in bracket format, meaning like let's say you have 16 things that you want people to vote for, what their favorite thing is out of the 16 things. Like what, what's your favorite food? And it's also fish. Yeah, and so you what you do is you separate them where two things keep going against each other, and the winner of each category moves on to face the other one. So like you'd have gefilte fish against matzo balls, and <laughs> and you'd have latkes against brisket. And then, so like oh, Lotkiss. So Brisket beats Lotkiss. And then, you know, Gefilte Fish wins. And then those two move on. You know, brisket versus Gefilte Fish. And then the winner of that moves on to play the winner of the other brackets. If you want something like that uh, to vote on, just amongst your friends, it doesn't have to be a major thing. Just, you know, you want to do this amongst your friends. You, you want to vote, uh, you know, what was, uh, what was the hottest girl I've ever had sex with? And, and put mm. your 16. Uh, lifetime sex partners up there and have your friends vote on it. Whatever it is, go to bracketgeek.com. It's a free service. You can hook it up with your Facebook. Uh, it's a fun little tool, and it's, it's easy to set up, easy to use. 
And uh, the, right now they're Poker Fraud Alert's only sponsor, so I, I have to say good things about them. But I really do enjoy that site, and we, we've used that site to vote on things here from our forum. And uh, the owner of Bracket, the owners of Bracket Geek, you know, they post here, and uh, their lawyer was actually hassled by one of our former users because we had a poll making fun of him. So That's right. a lot of rich history between us and Bracket Geek, and uh, I hope they stay on as a sponsor. And uh, we thank them. So check out BracketGeek.com. They are thank you, Dark Star, also. Yeah, Dark Star, El Gallo, the two people who brought. Bracket Geek over here to Poker Fraud Alert, and you see and their banner on the top. Just, member of our forum. Yeah, so just uh, click on that, and uh, you know, uh, just to let you guys know, uh, I will take some phone calls. In fact, what the hell? People can call in right now. Yeah, uh, Slim T, I know you tried to call in. I, I couldn't take your call when you were calling because we were doing something else. But you're welcome to call in now. The phone number for him or anybody else: seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five. Three seven two eight three five five. I'm gonna have to look into why it says that unknown caller crap. Because the funny thing is, it says that, but I see their phone numbers. So I, I, I don't know why I'm getting that message or where that's coming from. But it's well, we like to know where you're calling from. So yeah, well, go the, the thing is, they show yeah, their caller ID. They show their caller ID, and then this stupid phone system <laughs> tells me unknown caller. Press one to accept, and then I press one, which makes oh. great radio, and it still doesn't accept. It's like the fail never ends here. I, I kind of feel like I'm running the World Series. So, anyway, uh, 775-372-8355-775-FRAUD55, if you want to talk to me, including anybody who tried to call in before and I didn't take your calls. And, you know, I love it when I, I don't give out the phone number or we're doing something else and I get a million calls. And then I say, hey, call in, we're ready to take your call. And then nobody wants to call, including the people who I know are still listening. They called five minutes ago when I didn't want to take their calls. Like, they get insulted. If I don't just drop everything and take their call, they don't want to call back in. But okay, that's fine. Don't call me. That's I fine. I mean, I've got Beebs, I've got Darkstar, I've got Willie McPhail. I mean, come on, you guys. You're in chat. Call up. Actually, it's not Willie McPhail. That's kind of insulting to her. I mean, this is oh, Willie McFML, which is uh, Fuck My Life. That's his, uh, I don't know why I said fail. Yeah. That's, that's Actually, so Fuck wrong. My Life isn't very flattering either, so I guess McPhail isn't much worse. Either way. Well, it's bad, but, but FML is definitely his name. Now, I got a good question in chat Doom. here from Doom805. Druff, are you going to make hats for Poker Fraud Alert? That's an interesting question. I'll take this call here in the meantime. Uh, okay. Caller, you're on the air. Fuck you? No, fuck you. Hello? No, 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 no. You actually, you know what, Vowels, you heard my voice echoing back, and it's saying you're on the air, and it sounded to you like it was fuck you. So this guy didn't say fuck you. This guy just said hello. Hello, caller, uh, who are you? Hockey guy. Hockey guy, hello. Hockey guy guy was uh, nice enough to buy a piece of me in the World Series. I appreciate that. I hope I win for him. And uh, hockey guy, uh, what do you have to say? I'm just wondering who won the uh, tournament. I'm wondering that, too. I have no idea. What? I know it's over. Call from We have another caller here. Jeff, we need a way to be able to check on the winner of the... Of the uh, tournament, can you, can you there is a way, but it's not easy for me. I, like I have to go on the admin panel oh, and look up okay. this long log file. It's it's really crappy. I wish there was a better way to do it, but uh, if somebody in the chat could tell me who won, I'd give them a congratulation. A oh, deal won. So congratulations to Deal. He's the winner of the tournament. Uh, hockey guy, did you play? Did I? Did I play? Yeah, I played. You didn't win though. No. Okay. No, no, well, I got uh, I got yet sighted so. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing. Like, it's funny because I Google, my na- I Google my name now just to see, like, what comes up for me. And one of the early results, fortunately not on the first page yet, but one of the early results, like on the second or third page, is the epic match between me and Yebsite where I get my ass kicked heads up by uh, an amateur limit Holden player. Like, like how embarrassing is that? By Yebsite, of all people. But uh, we had Slim T. In our chat, we have people asking to talk about Colleen. Is that something that we will do on this show? Well, I'll briefly talk about Colleen. Um, Colleen, someone found that she works for the Psychic Eye in Torrance, California, and she does. Is she a psychic now, suddenly? Well, she was a psychic before that. She worked there actually five years ago. Then she left that job for a while. Just came so back she's always to, had those gifts. Yeah, well, she's into that whole tarot card scene and all that. Uh, she is working at the Psychic Eye again. Someone found her YouTube, which they everybody has to make who works at the Psychic Eye. You have to make those YouTubes promoting yourself. So someone found it. I've known about this for quite some time, but I didn't want to publicize it because uh, I, I had a feeling she wouldn't want to publicize. But you know, once once somebody else already brought it out there, you know, I let it stay. But uh, I asked her to come on the show, and I, I insisted to her that we're not going to be mean, we're not going to make fun of her, that you know, we really just want her to do a reading for one of our users, we'll even pay for it. And she wasn't interested. She said that there, oh, were, just, okay. uh, she said there were just too many people on the site that uh, weren't nice to her during her time here, and that she's afraid she's it's going to... She's afraid it's going to cause a lot of drama if she reappears. So sure. she, she asked that... Uh, I take down her last name there, which I did. Uh, I just changed it to Colleen S. Okay. And then, uh, and she doesn't want to appear on the show, so I'm, I'm respecting that. So that's the situation. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Call gonna, from unknown caller yeah. to accept to one to send a voicemail. So I think we have uh, one step on the line here. One step. Hello. Hello. So you, one step, you're on with, uh, of course, the three of us and hockey guy. Hello. Uh, hello. What did you uh, think of the heartwarming story of the cab driver who was raised by black parents and turned her life around? Were you uh, touched by that? You should have asked her. You should have asked her about Trayvon. About what? About Trayvon. He's talking about Trayvon uh, Martin. I need a translator. That's the guy in Orlando that was killed by the. The white guy, and they were rioting, and Al Sharpton called it. Right. Yeah, it was actually a Hispanic well, guy. He was Hispanic, him. but yeah. white, yeah. It, well, that's still black on white crime, but yeah. He was, oh he was, he was half Hispanic. Half, I, actually, I think he was half. Didn't he have like a Jewish last name or something? I can't remember the last name. Yeah. yeah. If it was a Jewish last name, we would have remembered it. Uh, anyhow, one step, you, you sound kind of down and just downtrodden. You don't sound happy. What's going on? No gay sex? You know, I, I think I know what's wrong with him. Tom Dwan has not been seen yet at the World Series. I think it's a no-cock issue. I think that's what's happening. I think it's because Tom Dwan, there's been no updates about him at the World Series, and I think this is uh, One Step's favorite time of year, where his favorite poker player and biggest crush gets a lot of coverage, and he's just been one missing. Step, when was the last time he had some cock? My my second my second favorite player is Tony Dunn. Well, no, we know that. But the, how about answering Fowl's question? When was the last time you you were with a man, or have you ever been? Uh, Josh, are you going to be doing uh, WSOP coverage? Why aren't you answering the question? You're, 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 Who cares about WSOP coverage? When was the last time that you you had some cock? I'm, I'm the one. That, 
I'm the one asking the question. What do you hear the one answer? This, whose show is this? This isn't the one. This isn't the one step show. No. All right, listen. I'll ask you this. I'll give you. I'll let you. I'll let you give a little. Uh, can I? Can I instruct? Can I instruct? Okay. Are you going to be doing commentary? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Let, let me ask you. I know. I, I, one step. I remember Are you reading the card today. What? Are you going to call the shark today? Who's? I don't Who's know what you're talking about. I, I, I have no clue what you're talking you know, about. I, I, I hate to admit this, but I almost like it better when One Step's friend calls in. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, One Step? Like, I mean, I like you, One Step. I do. But lately, you just seem not yeah. yourself. Your friend yeah. seems more energetic. Yeah, you don't seem happy. Listen, I know you wrote uh, some posts. You made a post about trying to get a job, doing something. Why don't we we'll give you some air time. We'll give you 30 seconds. Why don't you talk about what you need? I know you're looking for a job. What what was that again that you had qualifications to do? Nothing <laughs> really. Okay, but <laughs> well, at least he's honest. There, there was something you made up that you pretended you had qualifications for. Because I remember reading about it. What was it that in your in your fantasy head that you wanted a job doing? Marketing. Marketing. Okay. So what would you market? Vibrating chocolate. What? All right, I've heard, I've heard enough. I, I got rid of it. Hang up on him. Yeah, he's, he's gone already. It's almost like a one step on Prozac. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of it's sad. It is sad. What are his friend thinks? I mean, All right, I have an update for people here. I mean, there's nothing going on. So the final table is set at that very controversial event number nine of the World Series, the fifteen hundred dollar no limit. Hold'em re-entry event where you can keep re-entering more than you're yes. supposed to, and where uh, people play this when they're waiting for their heads-up final match for other events. This the same highly controversial event, and believe it or not, there's a girl at the final table, third in chips. It's a girl that you've interviewed, and we yes, both have yes. twice on a former site. Right, Amanda Musumichi. Amanda Musumichi, I think you actually would want to have sex with her. Uh, attractive girl and apparently a good poker player, too. Not only did she make it very deep in last year's main event, but uh, she's number three in chip counts in this very large field. 3,404 3, entries. Uh, maybe and, even more with yes. the duplicates. And uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the person that is seventh in chips, my main man, Greg Mueller. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Mueller, a good guy. I know him from Commerce, and uh, you know, I, I heard he uh, he knocked out some uh, some good players in this event. So yes, so uh, he, he's seventh in chips, and uh, you know he needs to get lucky. But you know, with that type of chip stack, but you know, a double up or two, he could take it down too. And Greg Mueller won two bracelets in one year, so we know he can play poker. So we have him. We also have Brian Rast, who won last year a bracelet. It's amazing that there are three named out of a field of 3,400. I mean, I guess I guess chances are there would be, but that still seems kind of just odd in terms of you know the the percentages that there are three known players out of mine in you know $1,500 event. I mean, that's amazing. 3,400 players. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, a few years ago, I don't know if people know this, but I will give him his props. I believe he finished. Either third or fourth, I believe. I don't know if he's still in the chat. He can tell us. But our very own, who was on earlier, John Stamos, had a very deep run in one of these same type tournaments with well over three thousand people. Made the final table. I believe at one point he was actually the chip leader, uh, but still just a hell of a run. Uh, do you remember this, Jeff? I do. 
I actually do remember this. That was impressive. That's in fact, you saw the chat. He can tell us. It was funny what because was. I, I played that event, as did a number of people on our former site, and people were paying attention to the, um, you know, to the better known players there. And John Stamos is like, yeah, yeah, I'm playing it too. And they're like, yeah, who's this John Stamos guy? And then he just owned it and right. just went all the way through to the final table. And yeah, he finished something like fourth, and it was very impressive. I'm being told, I don't know if this is true, someone is saying that Slim, Slim T is trying to call. Well, Are I took his call over? and then well, he, he hung up. Get him in there. He can try oh, okay. again. I mean, I, I took his call hey, and he hung up. Hey, can I interject something here? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Oh, who's yeah, this? That, that's Hockey Guy. This is Hockey Guy still. Oh, hey, Hockey Guy. How blind. You probably forgot about me, but whatever. Never. Uh, I just want to say that my pick on that table would be Greg Mueller. Really? Mm. Even with 7th and Chips? Why, just because he's and, Canadian? Uh, uh What's Just that? because he's Canadian? Oh, that, yeah, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Either him or Brian Rath. Okay. But anyway, what I really want to tell you is I got to go. I'm actually on a work phone. Oh, okay. 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 This, is, this is not a uh, 1-800-toll-free uh, number. Uh-huh. From oh, you're not, you're not in a residential neighborhood, are you? <laughs> no, I'm at work. So. Okay. I well, better go and and uh, listen to you guys on the radio. And well, listen. Uh, I, we hope you're enjoying the show. What, what what do you think of uh, the show so far? Give us an honest critique after two and two third episodes. Uh, yeah, I think it's been okay. Yeah. Oh, it's only been okay. Your little interview with the. Uh, with the woman from Oklahoma, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit cringeworthy, but... Okay. Well, All right. Good to know. Oh, okay. okay. Well, everyone has All a right. Right. Everyone's a critic, but okay. Yeah, thank you for your honest but opinion. I understand what he's saying. No, I'm, not saying I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm just... You know, I, I just kind of... Wasn't really your she was kind of... She was kind of... I kind of felt sorry for her. Yeah, I think I we all did. Yeah, I did, too. Somebody you, you actually feel sorry for her. Yeah, but you're right. Whatever. You're right. You have a conscience. I, 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 I agree with you. All right. Well, no, very Thank good. You. You know, and uh, this is a good point, actually. Anybody who doesn't like certain segments, uh, feel free to let us know. You don't have to always give us compliments. Anybody who you don't like certain segments or certain, yes. certain things we do, just tell us. And if, uh, if that seems to be the prevailing opinion, we'll stop it. We're not going to force anything on you that we think is great and everybody else thinks sucks. So. For example, That's we would right. never have repeatedly a known pedophile on radio week after week <laughs> just to amuse or appease the host. We would, only if you liked it. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you're not going to let Jay hear this phone in there? <laughs> <laughs> we actually are going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, we have a couple things yeah. we have to talk about in the queue. But uh, anyhow, get back to work. Sorry if the phone call to the Oklahoma downtrodden, depressed woman overweight, uh, 13-year-old mentality child bothered you, but you know, hit or miss. No, I'm not saying it bothered me. No, you're just saying it, you know, it wasn't his favorite segment. Well, the cringe was just never really a good adjective to use to say something you really like. But, by the way, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just like going to a comedy show and, and there's going to be people that don't like certain comedy, right? No, no, that's fine. You don't have to like every segment we do. That's fine. I'm actually happy that anybody who wants to bring up something they don't like, I'm happy to hear it because I don't want to keep bringing out the same stuff out there that we think people like and then they really don't and then they tune out of the show. So, Real fast, also, before you go, question from the chat from Granada Roger. What do you do for a living, if you don't mind revealing? Um, 
Well, you can just give a general genre of what you do. You don't have to describe descriptively what you do. I, just I, I work in the oil and gas industry, and I work in a control room. Hmm. Okay. So who the hell are you to tell us about uh, making fun of people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I actually find well, his input in, in, you know, revealing. I think that um, we should probably take a call from unknown caller. That's actually, uh, that's actually sure, Slim T. So we're, I'm trying to take, take the call here. Okay, thank you. Thank you, hockey guy, for calling in. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate the commentary. Thank you. Enjoy big business. Okay. Do we have a caller or no? Yeah, we have Slim T. Hello. Slim T. Uh, actually, this is uh, Ryan. I was actually, I'm Slim T's attorney. I was calling to give a shout-out for my boy. Seriously. Slim T. How many, how many uh, identities does this yeah. guy have? You know, it's amazing yeah. all the number of four members that seem to have attorneys, Drop. Really is amazing. I can't believe Slim T has his Yeah, industry. I just wanted to talk a little World Series with, uh, I guess, Drexel. Now you go, Drexel. Drop's also a huge baseball fan. Uh, well, no, I said, he may he may mean the World Series of Poker, not not the World Series of uh, baseball. Well, I just wanted to say Slim T is the best uh, hole of player I've ever seen. <laughs> Let me ask you, what has he used you in the past for? I know some of this is obviously confidential, attorney, patient, some tea, client things. Uh, he's used me for representation. Well, obviously, yes. But no, like, but what, what cases did you represent him for? Yeah, like farm litigation. When, what, you know, what, what is it? Like, farm litigation. Yes. What kind well, of... Well, I mean, sometimes it can be farm litigation, but I, I can't really disclose anything. Well, like, was he caught... So, was was yeah, it criminal? Was he caught... It would be an ethical violation, and I wouldn't want to do well, that. Well, hold on. Was it, was it criminal? Like, was he caught having sex with a goat? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I can't really say that. I guess that means yes. That sounds like a yes to me. Has been more a civil or more criminal in terms of what you have represented him in? I've helped him in both civil and criminal. Okay, it's a very versatile lawyer we have here. What? Okay, in regards in regards to the World Series of Poker, what uh, what 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 would you like to discuss or debate uh, about? Well, really, I was just uh, happy to, to uh, talk about my friend Slim T, and he's going to participate in the World Series, I believe, he's coming out there. And actually, I'm going to come out there for a couple of days and come see him play. All right. Well, uh, good luck with that. What, what is uh, what is Slim T playing? What events? What event number? What game? What? Uh... Uh, I don't know. I have to take a look at his schedule and his lineup. I, I don't really know. He was just kind of telling me he's going to be there. But I know he's out on his farm right now playing with his pigs. Okay. All right. Well, uh, following in the mud. Nice. Yeah, he's got pigs and horses and goats, and he likes to play in the mud. And well, he, here, hold on. We, we actually have. Hold on. We have uh, Slim T on the phone here. Let's see, uh, Slim T. Uh, can you tell us what events you are playing? Yeah, this is Slim T. Uh, I, I'm done playing the uh, the event of four to seven. The uh, it's a fifteen hundred. Uh, PLO, high, low, split, A or better. All right. And is there anything else you're playing? Uh, yeah. If uh, if I I don't don't go broke, uh, I'm gonna be playing the event number fifty three, the uh, June thirty uh, fifteen hundred no limit. Okay, that's that's very good. And is there anything else you're gonna play? Well, yeah. If I if I live on to uh, to see the month of July, I, I'm gonna play the the three thousand PLO. Uh, provided I don't get some of them hogs sold in my farm. 
Now, Slim, Slim, real fast. Oh, don't worry about Slim T. He's one of the best hog sellers in the southeast. Slim T, let me ask you, while I do have you on the line here, um, <laughs> you are familiar with what we talked about earlier, I'm sure, because you are a man that is well-versed in farms, poker, many things. Uh, the controversy yeah, with... Uh, yeah, pigs and cows. John Aguiar and uh, Seth Polanski. What was your? Uh, do you have a comment to make on uh, Seth Polanski's uh, tweets and that, that whole saga? Well, I, I got to support Seth Polanski here because uh, you know, down here in Alabama, uh, if someone being a complete bitch, we tell it like it is. We say you being a complete bitch, and you know there ain't no time for niceties. Or, or trying to be all professional like because you know over here th- th- we just we just say you're being a bitch if you're being a bitch and I I'm, I actually think that that is what we need to do is start being more honest about how we really feel and not act all phony with no one. So well, you, a bitch, they're a bitch, right? When you talk with Seth, did you actually speak with Seth, Seth Lansky? I believe I thought you had uh, some kind of conversation. Uh, do you know? Do you want to share what he said to you? To accept, press one. To send uh, the voicemail. Oh uh, well, well. Um, let, let me let me put my twin brother Slim P on the phone. He'll explain it. Uh, Slim Slim P, can you explain? Hi hey, man, hold on a second. I'm the real Slim P. <laughs> oh my God, is what the way? Now hold on, hold on a minute. And I think my real goddamn lawyer doesn't call the show. His name's Ryan. Now Ryan, is you still on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. I'm well, listening. You know, he's not a very good lawyer. Oh, if there was a, hold on. If there was a fake on, slim. Hold on a second. I don't want him to get the wrong idea because we done got paid for a room at the Rio for two weeks. We done be entered in $7,000 worth of tournaments. And Uncle Earl done put up all the money because we done made some of them chickens we made. We done did good this year. We're coming out there to win. And I don't want him to be getting the wrong idea, you know, because y'all be goofing off and playing. Well, so hold on, but there's there's a problem here. Your lawyer is not a very good lawyer if he didn't recognize that the one who was identifying himself as Slim T was not you. Right, right. But he ain't really used to no podcast. I mean, y'all is getting uh, an extra rare virgin here, you know. You, I mean, that's not a very good excuse. It ain't a good excuse. It ain't a good excuse to a 40-year-old man who done run forums for 20 years. This be a 27-year-old man who done just come out of law school. That's a good well, point, John. You know, maybe good. you should hire a more experienced lawyer, then. That's the problem. If you're selling so many pigs, you should get a, a more experienced lawyer who, who can tell his real client from a fake client. I a more experienced lawyer to call in on a radio show for free late at night. So, so you just hired this lawyer to call into the show, then, is what you're saying? Well, I mean, he he handled the two or three things for me, and it all just you know whatever. They don't mean nothing to me. Okay, so uh, Slim T. This be more this be more important than a chicken deal to me, honestly, in my heart of hearts. Okay, so hold on. Uh, we have a re- request from the chat room. The, the chat room is very skeptical. They think that Slim T and his lawyer are the same person. But I have two different phone numbers calling in here. Uh, I'd like both of you to talk at the exact same time when I say three. Okay. So when I say one, two, three, uh, both of you say Harvest Moon, okay? One, two, three. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Moon. That wasn't at the same time. Let's try it. Let's try it again. You know. No, let's try it again. I'm I'm not going to let this go on here until you guys do this. I'm going to say Neil Young. Okay, but fine. You can both say Neil Young. Y'all yeah, don't know that I'm the real thing. I okay, mean, all right. You can both say Neil Young. Thing, well, we're going to be for a steak dinner when you get here, right? Okay. 
Here right, we go. Man, I'll be paying for it. Don Uncle Hell threw in some for hookers, and I ain't done feel like catching no diseases You know what? For, there, forget so forget Neil Young. I want to hear you both say squirrel dicks. Okay? So, I squirrel dicks. No, 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 no. On three. What happened to Neil Young? Hold on. One. When I get to three, both of you say squirrel dicks. I, mean, I really believe in two different people. I know, but I want to hear it anyway. Okay. When I get to three, both of you say squirrel dicks. Different people. One, two, three. Squirrel dicks. Why is this so hard? Okay, forget it. I'll, I'll let you guys go on. Jeez. This is not a hard answer. Uh, Slim, what else is going on? I drove. I'll bet you this. You want to bet $100 right now that I end up in Vegas with a lawyer with the name Ryan? Uh, no, I see two different phone numbers, so I believe this guy is real. No, I want to take the bet. Right. But, I mean, do you think that right. he, Do you think this person with this voice... Name Slim T is going to show up in Vegas. That's uh, that's really what the bet would be about. Right, I actually right, think he, I think right. he will. I think I'll he's going to be in Vegas. And I, I believe it. Hey, him. you got it dialed for a hundred dollars, and I ain't even know really who you is, but that's fine. Who you I ain't know who I is. I I don't know who you is. I for some reason I suspect that I know you, but <laughs> I I would I will take that bet. Right. All right, all right. So, so I done, Slim, you know, I, I done made my whole living in life all people who done know me. <laughs> <laughs> I, done, I done made it my whole life. So I, that's yeah. why I'm going to try to get out there and done do poker each time. I think it's going to be fun. Drop, is yeah. this guy going to show up in Vegas? I hope he does. I, I'd like to meet so him. So let me, uh, Ryan, uh, Slim, Slim's lawyer, this is, uh, according yeah. to Slim, this is your... His name is Ryan. He, he announced it when yeah, he, he said his name's Ryan. I missed that. I'm yeah. sorry. Slim, or uh, Ryan, rather, is this this is very well your first podcast you've ever been involved in? Uh, yes, that's correct. And what what do you think so far of uh, the whole podcast thing? Uh, I guess it's interesting. Okay. All right. We're not going to ask you. Did you know? You mentioned that Slim uh, is your client. Did, did you meet him on a personal level right out of school, or did he, know, did, did he know you before law school? How did you guys get hooked up? Uh, it was a, a referral. Oh, okay. It was a referral. It was a referral. Okay. That's how you get uh, 80% of your clients. Yes. All right. Well, uh... Well, referral. And when did you... We done turned it into a friendship. I mean, it ain't been that long, but, I mean, I consider him a friend. How, how many cases has he gotten you off so far, Slim? No pun intended. Uh, hey, don't, hey, don't, hey, don't, asking me this question. How many cases do I have currently that are active, that are open? No, with with uh, Slim T. Oh, uh, I've got about six cases for him right now. What? What? Hmm? I'm confused. I mean, it sounds like he's getting a lot of work here. I mean, I, I don't know what Slim T is doing with his life. He has six well, lawsuits going on at the same time. Well, there's small cases and big cases, but... Unless, that's a lot of lawsuits uh, to be involved uh, with for, for one person. Closes the details of it. I, I, I hate to commit an ethical violation. Yeah. Lawyers are supposed to be ethical, right? Yeah. Well, we have one involved with this show named Alvin Finkelstein. He's pretty ethical, so I understand. Have you? Have you? Yes. Uh, Slim, are you familiar with uh, PFA's attorney Alvin Finkelstein? I I've done heard him one time on there, but I, I ain't like uh, I ain't really known him. Okay, I don't you, think it was. I don't think it was dress. Well, you no, know, no, no, I actually just got a message. It's interesting. I just got a message from Alvin Finkelstein, and he says that he believes this is a private message I got from him. That he believes that Ryan thinks that tort reform is about Kellogg's making a new brand of pop tarts. 
Is, is that true? <laughs> is that true, Ryan? <laughs> uh, very well could be. And, and he thinks he, he said he also thinks that you believe that a summary judgment is when the judge explains his judgment in uh, one sentence. Mm, I haven't had that come up yet. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hold on a second. Right now, how many languages could you say what time is it in? Just right now. How many languages could I say what time it is in? That's your question. I can say right. Spanish and English. That's all I know. No, no. You, you violence. Uh, I just wasn't talking no, about shut it. shut up. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe two or three other languages. Oh, well, let's say the third. Uh, what's the third language? Is it Hebrew? Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's Hebrew. He might, he yeah, might, he might know good. some Hebrew. I would love to hear it in French. Okay, so you want me to? You know, you know. I'll tell you. One time I was at Walmart and a damn woman called me Bilal. Yeah, Bilal. Well, I know in Spanish it's what K or S, in French it's Kelleratil. That's that's what I know. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, like we have a, a cunning linguist here. I'm just saying, don't kid be smart. Y'all don't call him stupid. Don't kid be smart. No, no, no. It, it was only Alvin with, Finkelstein who was... Uh, chickens, I'm telling you. No, no, no. Look, only Alvin Finkelstein was questioning him. I think Alvin Finkelstein was feeling threatened that we have another lawyer on the show. I think that's what's <laughs> happening here. Hmm. I understand, but I... Yeah. Does he know Mandarin Chinese? Jason wants to know. Uh, Oh, by the way, anybody uh, who wants to see uh, the the Jimmy Fallon show, I don't think it's on right now on the West Coast, but uh, whenever it's on in your time zone, Sean Fanning is on tonight, and he's going to talk about his ability to get an erection. And and Sean Fanning, uh, who dated uh, Genocide, who once admitted on radio that Sean Fanning had heard shows that Druff and I had been on and was not a fan. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, you did. Druff, this was said many times. Uh, I must have forgotten. I probably listened. blocked it out. Yes, and he was not a fan of what of what we did. No. Really? So what what did you like about our critic. show? What's genocide up to right now, these days? You know, I, I guess it, it's fair. I don't know. Is it is it fair to probably say, because it is kind of public information, in terms of like Facebook and stuff, what she's who she's dating? I don't know. Josh, yeah, you know who she's dating? I mean, I, I don't. Do you I, know I don't. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, I mean, it's open. I mean, how does that work? If it's on Facebook, it's just kind of common knowledge. Well, okay, you know, her actually been dating the last couple months. Okay. I'm gonna let you guys guess. It's someone that uh, is a known poker. Well, you might not get it. Let me think of a, of a way to. Bootsy Collins says she's on her red wine diet, and okay. I have to mention that I was the one who recommended that red wine diet, and it really made her sick. So I am so sorry. <laughs> For the last couple months, she has actually been dating Tommy Boy. Oh, my. What? Yes. You know, I yes. was actually suspecting that before oh it was announced. Was, yeah, I was watching them interact on Facebook, and it was like, I don't know, it looked a little bit too close for just a friendship. And it's, like I said, it's open knowledge now on Facebook and just other people that I know. Yeah. So I guess it's not. It's yeah, not we're talking about uh, Tom Coral. Tommy Boy 83. Tom Coral. Tom Coral. Hmm. Yes. Wow. Well, hey, man, I got one last question I wanted to ask old Drexel. Yes. Go ahead, sir. Hey, man, uh, when I get out there, I was really wanting to uh, to know how to bet like $1,000 at like 100 to 1 odds on myself winning this event. 
Okay. Who I done do? Who I done do that with? Because I mean, you know, hey, somebody gonna be willing to do that. You know, I don't know what the limits are of how much you can bet um, on on a person before the the final table. I, mean, I don't even know. I mean, Druff, maybe you can tell me. From my understanding, I thought it was only final tables in the main event. Yeah. I don't think you can actually bet before an event begins on somebody. Yeah, like the hard thing will be to find somebody. Yeah. The hard thing will be to find somebody if you want to just do a personal bet. You'd have to find someone that you know for sure would pay the hundred thousand if you ended up winning it. Right. Now, well, right. Well, hey, do y'all want to do it? Because y'all is the only ones I know out in Vegas, and so I ain't going to ask nobody else. So did y'all drop? I mean, I know you can do it. So, I mean, I'll put up the money before we start. Now, Druff, if Slim came here. Which which event do you want to do this on? I'll play you, Dandruff. I'll play you on the side for $5,000. We'll play five one thousand dollar gin sets raced to seven by the ones and twos. <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you want to. I don't even know what you're talking about. You have, you have to accept. I think he's saying gin rummy. Did you talk about gin rummy? No, you just play gin. You know, like like a regular game of gin, and you can yeah. either win one or two points at a time. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Slim T. Uh, when you come out here to Vegas, uh, get in contact with me, and and we'll see what kind of bets we can arrange here. Can we have the right. I, don't, I would trust I would trust Druff and Drexel don't pay me. I wouldn't trust nobody else because I mean you might think they hired letterer and be number one one year, but next year they're on a boat and you can't find them. That's a good point. That is true. That's right. Damn, damn, Druff and Drexel is is around year after year. Yeah, you know. And By speaking way, of uh, speaking yeah. of Tommy Boy, I just want to mention that uh, you know Tommy Boy, he's always been a nice guy from what I've seen, and I, I think this is finally a good choice that uh, genocide has made as far as guys to date. But I, I just hope that if the relationship goes south, we don't end up hearing that that he can't get it up. Because that really disappoint me. That does she only date poker players? Apparently. And people that create illegal music sharing software. Um, and also, in unrelated news, Bukowski72, our walking image library, has already posted 27 pictures of Tommy Boy genocide, and there's a thread about it on PokerFunnelWord.com. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, Slim, thank you for calling in, Ryan. Uh, I appreciate it. Good Thanks for having me. Hey, Ryan, where did you go to law school out of curiosity? Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to a law school in Alabama. Okay. What's uh, the name of it? It's uh, oh. University of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's football, that's football that's team. All right, go, go Tigers. That's it, Slim. Hey, Slim, hit me up on that Twitter when you come to Vegas. We'll meet up for a steak dinner. Okay, we'll play some gin. Well, I mean, I, I ain't got I ain't got no Twitter, man. But I I done already got my room verified by Rio. They done mailed me the thing in the mail. That's what they normally do. So what? what I mean, yeah. Okay, well, I don't I don't got my plane ticket on Southwest. It cost me three forty one for both ways, and I got nine stop on the way back. All right, sounds awesome. Fun. All right. Just get a hold of me on the call the radio station right before you come out here, and we'll set something up, and we'll, we'll meet up for a steak dinner. Yeah. Okay? You're a treat. All right, man. What did you say? Your uncle gave you some money for horrors, but we don't want to catch no STDs, so we're going to eat some steak instead? Is that what you said? That's right, man. I'll pay for all of it, but I can't buy no $1,000 McCallum, but I'll pay for the steak and beers. That's perfect, man. All, all right. right very good. All right. all right. Thanks for calling, guys. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
All wow. right. Uh, okay. I guess, uh, is Alabama a prestigious law school draft for Valentine? Yes, now. I, I guess. I guess it's number one, yeah. Well, uh, anyhow, just moving along, uh, I know Druff is not feeling well, and we're about three and a half hours in. Uh, there are only a couple more things we wanted to touch on. Last week, we skipped this, and uh, you know, I don't know how much you guys want to talk about this, but other people in the chat earlier uh, were calling for, it to, for us to discuss, and it has been probably the biggest news in the forum in terms of just revolving for weeks now, the situation with, uh, and I keep pronouncing it, yeah, hey, Jay, guys, uh, Jay, uh, but before we do that, uh, I, okay. this is an experiment. We're Just like uh, our old show, uh, we're mm-hmm. trying new things actually on the air, uh, yeah. technically. Okay. Um, it, as you guys have noticed, other than the fail at the beginning related to my sound card, we haven't had those cutouts this time where mm-hmm. like the, the show just like disappears for a few seconds. So, so what do you think? So I, I, hardwired in tonight? I, I hardwired in, but here's the only problem. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear a crying baby in the background. Yes, I can. You can hear. Right. So here's what's happening. Uh, I have to move physical locations where I am, which normally is very easy. I just get up and walk. But I'm actually hardwired into the wall this time. Uh, So I have to move here since uh, Ben is going to sleep near the location where I am. So I'm going to move where I am and, and pull out the wire, but be connected to wireless at the same time. And I hope it doesn't kick the show off. But if it kicks the show off, uh, just... Refresh. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. I'm, I'm hoping it'll just be like a seamless transition. I've never tried this before. I, I kind of didn't think it through before starting this show that I'd probably have to move when he's going to sleep. So, uh, um, the trials of a young father. <laughs> That's uh. Anyway, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna pull the cord right now. Right now, pulling okay. the cord, and we'll see if we're still on the air. One, two, squirrel dicks. All right, we still here? I, I, mean, I, I can hear the, I can hear both of you. I, I think we're still on. I think it works. Oh, good. This is good. It's a good experiment. I, well, can the chat room hear us is the question. Okay. okay. Somebody. Uh, Someone tell us. I know the yeah. chat room's got a little Somebody bit of delay. Somebody tell us we're still in the air. Yeah, no, I think I am. I think, I think, it's, I think, I think it's, it's all good. I, th- I think we're good here, and I think I can move everything. This, this is great. Absolutely. Oh, there. Thank you. Oh, Muck Flycon. Shout out, buddy. Um, anyhow, just getting back to so we can cover this and I can wipe this oh, off. Our <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm not even moving. Never mind. <laughs> Why am I moving? I, what, I what is the situation with uh, the uh, Jay Searless? Well, I mean, I, I honestly think that after reading all of the crap, and believe me, there's been a ton of crap, I, that this guy maybe should not have the scammer title. What do you think? Really? You, you actually have pro Jay Searles here. I know, and it's hard for me to say that because the guy's definitely, you know, an angle shooter, but I think that he made an attempt to take advantage well, of some wording. Let me, let me explain here. For people who don't know, who don't read the forum, because we have some people that listen to the radio we don't follow the forum and we have a user on our site named uh, Jay Searles or Jay Searles uh, 22 and uh, not a very popular user a lot of people don't like him but he frequently misused the words then and than and uh, when he was arguing with some people on the site uh, he was being made fun of about that so a bet ended up being made about whether or not one of our other users, Vegas1369, could come up with 25 instances of him misusing then and than. That was his bet that he put out there. 
if if uh, if Vegas 1369 can come up with 25 instances of misuse of then and then, that he would win $500, and if he couldn't, then Jay Searles would win $500. So and Vegas, say 500 is a lot to bet on something stupid. Yeah, like it is. So, so Vegas went out very quickly, and he claims he didn't already look this up before making the bet. But he went out very quickly and posted 25 instances of him misusing then and then. However, Jay Searles refused to pay on the basis that he said that Vegas only found him misusing one of the words. That I think I forget which one it was then or than, but there is one that he's always using in place of both words. So, uh, so it wasn't that he was switching them; it was just he was always using one and never using the other. So he was claiming that for that reason, since he didn't misuse both words, he was only misusing one when he meant to use the other or should have used the other. That that doesn't really count, and therefore Vegas didn't find 25 instances of this, and therefore he won the bet. Now. I thought that was really crappy because mm. it was clear the bet was, you know, they're making fun of you know, his grammar here, and it was clear that he's saying, look, you're not going to find 25 cases of me misusing this, and Vegas is like, oh, yes, I can. Let's bet on it. Okay. And then the bet's made, and then Vegas does find 25 instances of this, and then a technicality is brought up. the dumbest bet ever. It is, but... Uh, yeah, a, it seems a little ridiculous. A technicality so is was... That, is that really what all the... Contra- Down to be honest to both of you... Um, I haven't read all of it. I mean, I've just skimmed it, so I didn't know if there was more. But is that what the main basis of all this debate is yeah. over the bet? There's yeah. nothing more to it than that? It truly is a matter of semantics and okay. how the bet was worded. Yeah, so, so this is it's basically like this. It was basically an angle shoot where, uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's, let's say I, I say to Brandon during the day, Brandon, I'm going to bet you $500 that the sun isn't up right now. And he'll say, okay, I'll take that bet. He'll look outside and see it's light outside, and the right. sun definitely is up. He'll but take that bet. Tokyo, the sun is up and, right no, now. No, and then so. I say, ha-ha, Brandon, you lose. I didn't mean the sun, S-U-N. I meant the sun, S-O-N. And, and Benjamin's <laughs> oh. sleeping right now, so he's not up. You, you didn't clarify, so you lose. Now, that would be really shitty to do. And I feel that it was very clear... And Jay Searles knew it was very clear when he made the bet. In fact, he admitted that he was angle shooting during the bet. Uh, he thought he was allowed to angle shoot, and it was just something clever he did. But uh, he admitted that he knew Vegas was betting on something different than what Jay Searles was proposing. He, he knew that he was tricking him in a way. So I think that's really crappy. It's one thing yeah. to make a prop but, bet. But, Jeff, that's not the definition of a scammer. This is something different. Well, I know that. I call I called it a semi-scam. It's actually an angle shoot. But but my point is here, it's uh, it's different. Like, let's say, you know, prop bets a lot of times are made because someone assumes something wrong and the other guy knows the truth. So let's say I'm sitting in a poker room. And someone looks at me, and they, they see me, you know, I'm 40 years old, I've got a fat stomach, and I say, I can run a five-minute mile, or six-minute. Let's say I, was running, I can run a six-minute mile, and they say, no, you can't. And I say, yes, I can, and we bet $1,000 on it, and then I go out and run a six-minute mile. Now, if I was secretly 
training all this time and didn't tell them about it, and it provided I didn't lie that okay, I wasn't training, that would be different because as long but as I don't lie about something, they, just, they would just be assuming so this something. This was oh, no, truly no, I, just a, a matter of semantics, and I think this guy took the bet. No, no, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. a flaw in the way it was worded. Well, that's what I'm that's trying to say here. Is very is, different from hiding something like, No, no, well, no, I'm actually saying that, that hiding something is actually okay in a prop bet as long as you don't lie about it. So, like, if, if, if people just assumed I couldn't run a six-minute mile from looking at me and I could, well, and I didn't tell them well, that I, I actually trained for it, then that wouldn't be unethical. That would be their no, fault for not getting enough information. No, but no, it, no, Jeff, not to get too much off the subject here, guys, but a lot seems to have been a, a lot seems lately to have been made, Jeff, about your weight. Now, I want to address one rumor that's been going on now. Is it true that after your appearance on Live at the Bike, when you polished down what looked like seven or eight plates of food easily, that Ooh. the bike had to declare third quarter losses? <laughs> and for those of that don't know, Druff appeared on Live at the Bike. When was it, Druff? It was last year. Okay, I don't remember what part. And, and I, I watched some of it, but, you know, I can only watch 20 minutes. I only watched because it was someone I know as a friend. And, you know, it, it you know, wasn't very interesting. It was a limit holdup, but I did watch because Druff was on there. And I did watch him eat some food in order to play the food, but I guess as the rumors has grown and the legend has gotten bigger, it's not gotten to the point where people are claiming, Druff, you had seven or eight plates of food that you devoured while playing. So let's set the record straight. How much food, once and for all, did you devour while you were at the bike, Druff? Okay. I'm going to so, guess one plate. No, no, it was uh, a lot more than one plate. Sure. It was a lot Come more on. than one plate. Because it was also free, Val, too. I know, but yeah. you can't eat more than one. No, you can't. Let me explain a few things here. Uh, first of all, uh, I had not eaten all day. It was like two something in the afternoon or whenever it started. I hadn't eaten all day, and I was very hungry. Number two, um, I was actually eating somewhat healthy there. Uh, one of the pra- plates was a big fruit plate. Um, uh, I forgot what the other things were, but it wasn't all junk. And uh, um, third, it was like I think like three plates, but it wasn't like all filling things. There was like fruit and like, like some bread and hummus, and then there was like a, a plate of some meat. and that. that it, it was a lot, it looked a lot more, I watched it afterwards, and it looked, it really did look like I was picking out and eating just a, a stupendous amount of food. But in reality... And the legend just kind of grew from there. I mean, yeah, it really it, just grew from but there. But I'll tell you this, I actually feel proud of myself when I go to a card room, and I eat more free food than I pay in rake. That makes the Jew in me feel very good. So uh, if they actually did declare... I think the music in the Yeah, if they actually did declare bankruptcy <laughs> over my eating of too much food there, I would be so proud of this. And in fact, that would be one of the things I'd record for Benjamin to know in the future, that, that his dad had accomplished this. <laughs> now, what was also funny about that appearance... Uh, when, when Druff was on Live at the Bike, was that PFA's very own Muck Ficon was in the chat room and started fucking with the announcers. Oh, that's right. And, and told them that Dan Druff's nickname was Dan Druff because he didn't shower during the entire World Series in which he won his bracelet. Yeah, then he, he, also, he also said that I was on the, on the show that. Man vs. Food, he told them. They believed it, too. And they're like, yeah, yeah well, this Dan Druff guy, we're getting information that he was on the show Man vs. Food. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, no, I did. I did eat a lot there, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a shocking amount of food that you couldn't believe one guy could eat. It just looked like it on the video because it wasn't a close up on the food or how much was on the plate. It just it was kind of yeah. misleading. But at the same time, I can eat a lot at one sitting. And so was it two plates? No, it was. I think it was three. It was, yeah, it was. Three. A, 
I think yeah. it was three. Okay. But also, I ate it over a long period of time. I didn't scarf this all down in 15 minutes. I, I, that's the reason mm-hmm. I get things like okay. fruit and like bread, because this way I can just munch on this <laughs> while I'm there. And, uh, and I think that was the only thing I ate all day. You know, I, I, I actually have the ability to eat a whole lot of food at once and then not eat for the rest of the day. So it, it really because isn't as much. Because it's free. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if it's free, why not? It, you know, right. You can't just pay Ray and not get something out of it. <laughs> you know, they didn't pay me to be on their Live at the Bike show, so I'm going to make sure they pay me in food. <laughs> but uh, well, anyhow, also just uh, moving, I guess, along a little bit here, so we can cover some more of the important things that I want to get to that we all want to get to this week. Uh, real short, uh, former forum poster, two plus two scammer, Peter Falcone, also known as Peter DC, also known as Mike Esposito, had a court appearance this morning, and I want to give credit once again to. Uh, VPP player for or VP player for keeping everyone updated. Apparently, he uh, he did have a court appearance this morning. His pre-trial hearing now is scheduled for uh, June 27th. Um, apparently, he has an attorney that is not uh, that, that he had hired or his family or somebody has hired. He's not using a public defender. He's not using an and, attorney from the University of Alabama. You're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> And at the, pre- at the pre-trial hearing on June 7th, apparently today his newly hired attorney uh, requested once again a bail review. Uh, for those that don't know, his bail was, I believe, was a four, 455000 I know it was a little yeah, it was it was under half, but I think it was $455,000. And he's remained in jail since. Uh, he tried immediately after he was incarcerated to have the judge... Uh, remove the bail after first uh, after his arraignment, I believe, and they denied it. So that is really all the news that we have. He's still there. Apparently, someone has come up with money to actually hire him an attorney, and uh, I don't think we'll know anything more until uh, his pretrial hearing, June 27th. Uh, secondly, I guess probably the biggest scandal in terms of rollings and, and whatnot this week, Brad Booth, as we mentioned, or as Druff mentioned earlier in the show, uh, has been on the news again this week for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Druff, do you want to expand on that? Yeah. Uh, Brad Booth, who got a lot of sympathy thanks to a radio show that we did together back in February of 2011 on, on our old site, and uh, you know, Brandon was there as well. Uh, we had him on as kind of like a human interest story, and people got to hear about how his life went into the toilet thanks to being cheated on UB by Russ Hamilton. And he was cheated for staggering sum of money. He, he claims for over a million, but it was at the very least, you know, several hundred thousand that he got ripped off. He, he may have been the vi- biggest victim there on UB and uh, Russ Hamilton just, you know, directly stole from him and cleaned him out when he was, uh, prior to that, flying high. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of bad things have been said about Brad Booth since then. And he even alluded to it a little bit uh, on our call back last year, where he was saying that, uh, you know, it, it it really broke him and kind of changed him to a different person from what happened there. And uh, so it looks like Brad Booth is not above scamming himself. And, you know, I don't have any proof of this. This is an accusation, but uh, it looks pretty credible to me. Uh, it sounds like that he was credible for a, a single loan, and then the second loan came in because he paid back the first. Yeah, and then and then he had a sob story why he couldn't be back the second. Well, yeah, this so this just happened recently, right? So there's a guy, uh, 
who goes under the name WCG Ryder. I'm forgetting his real name, but uh, that's his online name. And uh, he made a post to 2.2. Does anybody know who this is? Yeah, people have said his real name before. There's no one I knew. Uh, But anyway, uh, he made a post on 2.2 saying, Poker player Brad Booth stole about 28,000 from me. And and just like you said here, Vowels, uh, it was one of those scams where... First, the scammer gets your confidence by making a deal with you that goes well. Right. In fact, Peter DC did this a lot. And then then he'd scam you once you trust him for a larger amount. So first, he Brad Booth went up to him and said, I want $13,000 on lock poker. So if I give you 13000 cash, will you give me 13000 on lock poker? So Brad paid him in advance, gave him an envelope with 13000 in cash, and then... This guy transferred him 13k on lock poker. You know, you really can't lose when that happens unless the bills are counterfeit. So, so Shit. what happened, Brandon? Oh no, I just found out this new, you know, the little blonde hot girl I've been running around with. Yeah. She's listening right now to our radio show, and I didn't believe her. Oh, okay, so well. she found us. Okay, that's all good. Better that's watch so out. Funny. Better watch out what you say. No, anyway. I, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's all good. <laughs> so, I just this is a text. I said. She said, uh, by the way, I'm listening to your radio show. And I don't think I've ever mentioned the name of the site yeah. or any of the shows I do. And I said, I don't believe you. And I said, tell me what we're talking about now. And this is someone that doesn't isn't in the poker scene whatsoever. And she texts me back, Brad Booth's UB scam. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. So, okay. Uh, anyway. Go on. That's uh, real cute. Kid. So what happened was after the successful $13,000 transaction nice. of, of cash and online money exchange, then Brad said he needs a bigger transfer. <laughs> he said he needs about uh, $30,000 $30, more. In addition, in addition to this 13000 he needs another thirty k. And can the same guy, W.G. Ryder, uh, transfer it over to him? So... He said, okay, well, you know, it worked out the first time with the 13000 I'm sure if I send him another 30 that'll be fine, too. So he sent the 30 without getting the cash up front this time, which was... Why does this remind me of my gun? I'm sorry. No, we don't say that word on it. Oh, yeah, so, it's a bad so, word. So he my, sent, he, he sent 30000 and predictably Brad Booth started to get difficult to reach, didn't send him the money, and finally he was broke the unfortunate news by text message kind of like long, rambly messages, uh, and they met up, and Brad said, look, dude, sorry, I can't pay you. A lot of bad stuff has happened to me. I owe a lot of money. I have very little. I I lost it all on lock. I I can't even send you the money back, so uh, I'm going to have to make you small payments to give you back the 30 k About a week later, he sent him a payment of $2,200, and since then has disappeared. Changed his phone number. Uh, Nobody can reach him. And this guy is out about 28k. So, uh, very unfortunate story, and it, it makes it tough to feel bad for Brad Booth if this is true. And I, I think it probably is, uh, because you know, even if you get really screwed over and get cheated and stolen from, that you shouldn't be stealing from other people or cheating other people. And I have to warn everybody. This seems obvious, but uh, you know, these stories keep coming out. Unless you know the person really, 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 really well. Don't just go by reputation or seeing them in high-limit games or the fact that they were on TV. If anybody, no matter who they are, I don't care if it's Phil Ivey, no matter who they are, asks you for money or asks you for online money and doesn't give you the money up front or escrows it with a very trusted third party, don't ever get involved. You have to really trust the people you do this with. If Doyle Brunson walked up to you while you're playing 200, 400, 
Lemon Holdemut de Blasio back in the day and asked you to send him 20000 on stars, okay, would you would you do it? Hmm. I, I probably... I would, with Doyle. I, I think with Doyle, given all the uh, business interests he had and everything, I probably would with him. Uh, but very few other people I would do this with. And uh, you, know, you, you learn over time. Oh, you, someone's going after Clooney's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we have cats, we have dogs, we have babies. I got a hot blonde girl that someone found me listening. This is just an amazing... Uh... Anyway, so uh, so Brad Booth uh, is now avoiding death. And who knows who else has been uh, rolled by Brad Booth that has not come forward. And I guess this he leads is. us to the other... Yes, it uh, does. The other person who was a trusted big name in poker that rolled a lot of people, and that is uh, Eric Lindgren, has probably uh, is probably going to be declaring bankruptcy. Haralabov uh, Volgaris, always hard to say that name. It is. Who has a lot of, lot of money, a lot of success in poker and in, in uh, sports betting, uh, apparently loaned... Eric Lindgren a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, it, it could be as high as like a million dollars. I'm not even kidding. Like he really, really got into him for a lot of money. I, I don't know how it got that high, that figure, but it did. So Lindgren uh, has been stalling him for years. Bob got stuck in that trap where he didn't want to call him out and jeopardize the being paid, which is always what happens when you know you get ripped off by someone. A lot of times, the scammer makes you feel like you don't want to say anything, or otherwise you'll you'll never get paid. And that's how they continue to scam other people without anyone knowing. Um, finally, Haralabob made a long post on Two Plus Two, explaining the whole thing without giving the exact dollar figure. And more recently, he has been spreading rumors that he got a phone call from an attorney saying that a certain person who owes him money is going to be declaring bankruptcy very soon, and that he should know that. Right. So it's obviously Eric Lindgren, and bankruptcies, uh, I don't know bankruptcy law that well. Too bad we don't have Ryan the attorney online anymore. Yes, somebody actually, I don't know if it was a tweet or in a thread, I remember reading someone posting, knowing that in anticipation of us talking about this, that stated that, Gambling debts um, are not forgiven in bankruptcy. Somebody wrote, somebody posted that and just said, FYI, drop, drop when you guys discuss this tomorrow. And again, I, and I told you this when, when we were all doing our pregame show yesterday. I know nothing about bank bankruptcy laws whatsoever, so I'm the last person that could comment. And again, I know it also in every state, you know, I know it's different in terms of... Uh, you know, what the requirements, and I also know that, what was it, maybe five years ago, four years ago, the whole, uh, or at least chapter seven, I believe, uh, bankruptcy was totally overhauled. And remember, there was like that rush of people trying to declare bankruptcy before these new laws changed that made it harder. Uh, but besides that, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess apparently if he is, um, you know, maybe there's either a loophole or, or maybe it's just to be able to save uh you know, his, his real estate and other, you know, uh, I guess investments that he has that, that aren't cash. Um, I mean, that's the only other reason I can think of. I'm pretty sure from what I've been told, his house is paid for in cash. And he has assets, just not obviously liquid. So maybe just from that perspective, uh, that's why he's doing this. But uh, I, I don't well, really know. You know, uh, I mean, normally you know, a bankruptcy as... debt would be 
if you were really going to go through with it, it would be because you owed a lot of money on credit cards. But I don't think you can get out of owing individuals. Well, th- well, I know if there's like a judgment you, uh, that uh, you have against someone, they can declare bankruptcy and you won't be able to collect. Uh, as far as gambling debts, uh, this isn't actually a gambling debt because uh, a gambling debt would be oh. like if I take out markers with a win and lose and then run off and don't pay. That that would be a gambling debt. Uh, this yeah. is uh, more of a loan to gamble, but that's not the same thing. So, so I, it's not I, a gambling debt. So it's, it's not a gambling debt, and I'm afraid that uh, you know Haralabab may be screwed here. But to tell you the truth, I don't know. And I said this previously when I was on Filthy Limper Radio and discussing Eric Lindgren when this news first broke about him. I don't even see how Eric Lindgren is going to ever be able to pay these people back because the way he was coming up with all this money in the past was his ownership in full tilt, and that's done. So, yes, he can win a poker tournament every so often, but, you know, short of something like winning the main event, how much is that going to be? He owes so much to so many people, even if he wins like 500K this year at the World Series, or even wins a million at the World Series, uh, that's that's only going to make a small dent in what he owes. It's actually, if you look up in uh, the encyclopedia or dictionary, that is called now what is referred to as Chino Reeves Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Where you can actually final table the WSOP, then three months later, totally on your own money, win a WPT, and then, okay, about two years later, win an epic poker league classic and still be not only broke, but owing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and people talking about his house, how much that's worth, that doesn't mean anything because we don't know how much he owns of his house. He may actually be underwater. He may have bought his house uh, when it was worth more than it is today, and he may have less equity in the house than it's worth, or he could have just a tiny bit of equity, or he could have no equity. He could have just been paying off the the interest of the loans. I mean, just because someone lives in a nice, expensive house does not mean that uh, they own the house outright. It means nothing. They They could have so little or nothing of equity in that house. You know, I've I've met her uh, a couple times, and she knows who I am. We're very friendly, and I'm talking about uh, Eric's His wife. Wife, Eric uh, Schoenberg. Now, yes, and I just wonder. Now, I think of that photo of the old guy that says, "Oh, I'm not this shit again." And I just think of her, you know, first dating. Uh, David Benjamin, and then, you know, his gambling debts, and, you know, that were publicized, and then now with, with, with you know, Eric, uh, you know, especially now they have a kid together, I just kind of think of her with that caption, you know, the caption that we've been posting for years, all oh, not this shit again, yeah, with her kind yeah. of face on it, and I kind of wonder what she's thinking, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I know her, you know, not well enough to really know her lifestyle and anything, like, really close about her personality, but I don't know, I kind of... Part of me feels bad for her. I don't think she probably signed up for all this, but uh, I, I don't know. Just You know, I just got a message uh, actually from mm-hmm. someone pretty famous who's listening to the show. Antoine wow. Walker, NBA player, former NBA player Antoine Walker, just yes. contacted me. He said that uh, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. He thinks that uh, Eric Lindgren is very responsible with money. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can ask him, I guess, since he, I don't know, he's PMing you. I think it was reported that he blew over $75 million during his, at the height of his professional basketball career. Is that about right? Yeah. That sounds like that. Mm, 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 mm. You know, it's easy to do when you get a lot of money in your pocket. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I guess uh, this will come out in the future and uh, we'll see what, what happens. But uh, since that thread originally started on 2 Plus 2, I haven't really seen anything. And also, 
funny enough, I'm you know I haven't been paying that much attention this year to the World Series. I've had a lot going on the last couple of weeks, but I have not noticed that Eric Lindgren has been included in any updates in any poker tournaments. Uh, have either of you seen his name announced? Uh, Someone in our chat said they saw him around the World Series two days ago. I, I don't know okay. if he was playing anything, but they said they saw him. And, uh, you know, he actually was at my table in one of the events I played, in the 10K Limit event, actually. Uh, I wasn't with him very long because I busted early in that day, day two, and then he busted as well pretty fast. But uh, uh, I've known for years that Eric Lindgren slow-paid people, and that's why I only have limited sympathy from the fantasy sports people, other than the few who didn't know. But most of the people who played with him for years in fantasy sports... Uh, and we're taking advantage of the fact that uh, he wasn't that good at it. it was was uh, I wouldn't say it was a free roll, but it was a very positive EV spot for them. That they knew that part of this was that he was very slow at paying, and they kind of accepted that as the risk when they played with him. He didn't say, "Hey, I'm a slow payer," but it was well known. And some of them played year after year with him. And then when he finally couldn't pay because full tilt got busted, they're like, "Oh my God, how did this happen to us? Yeah, we got well, screwed." I mean, and again, a lot of that was the fact that he was the fish in fantasy leagues. And yeah. I, I've never, you know, I actually, in fantasy sports, I only, usually only stick to, like, one one or two leagues. I, I play very small. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't, and then when I do play, I don't, I've never played with these, like, weekly side bets. But, I mean, these, this is a, these are big leagues. You know, where, 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 I mean, the league, the league that Eric was in, and, and he was in more than one, um, I know in any given week, especially with the side bets, you can lose upwards of, of forty, fifty thousand dollars in a week. And there's seven, and there's seventeen weeks, obviously, in, in football. There's seventeen weeks in the season, but I think there's there's usually only fifteen weeks in in terms of or there's six. Was it sixteen? Because the last week when they rest all the players, it's usually the week before where it's the championship. So whatever, depending whether you make the the finals or not. But he was the fish in these leagues, and. You know, again, I, I, I totally get that it, it was unethical, but at the same time, what Eric used to do, and, I, and again, I have friends and former friends and just people that have played with him, and this has been the repeated pattern for years, is uh, for the most part, unless he just has an incredible draft in the league, um, he gives up very, very early in the season. And he'll, he'll, he won't reset his roster or he won't set his roster right. Uh, you know, teams that are on buys will keep their players in, and he gives up way too early. And also, from what I've been told, he's not very good in general just at drafting. So that's the reason why people accept the fact that he always pays late every year because they also know that he's a huge, huge donator. Yes. So so the thing is that, you know, and again, this is one of those things. Like, you know he's a fish, and you know that many people ahead of time are putting up with the fact that they know it's going to take six months to get paid because they know in, in all likelihood they're probably going to beat him. And, and you know, he's down – I probably – I wouldn't be surprised if he was down half a million dollars lifetime. Not, not, not even, I'm not counting sports betting. I'm just counting in fantasy leagues. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's even higher than that. So that was the thing. And the big debate was, you know, ethically, is it right for people to know that he – is, you know, a, a dog in these leagues and put up with the fact that it's going to take him a while to pay, you know, because they know that they're going to beat him in the long run. And, I, you know, I, and I guess for the most part, everyone had no problem with that. And then obviously, you know, Black Friday came and his $100,000 a month uh, paycheck was gone. And I guess what, what I, I don't know, I don't want to know if the term bothers me or just, I guess, makes me wonder 
is that when the when the football season started last year in 2011, and people made these huge huge bets with him, why there wasn't any safeguards or even any concern, and why. Uh, even huge huge amounts of money were still gambled on when people knew that uh, a he was a degenerate gambler and b that uh, he wasn't receiving any more money from full tilt. I think they were and, in denial. I think these people weren't. Uh, they knew that he was very slow at paying, and they knew he was degenerate. But I think they they underestimated the importance and maybe even the figure he was getting from full tilt. They didn't understand. I think a lot of them that this is where his money was coming from, and not uh, poker winnings. Not not to say he's a bad poker player. I mean, you know, he was the World Series Player of the Year recently. But but that he wasn't making anywhere kind of the money in poker that was necessary to support his gambling habits. It was the full tilt money. Uh, for being a part owner full tilt that he was uh, that was supporting him and I think some of them didn't understand that but but what they did all understand was that uh, he was a big degenerate and that it was very hard to get him to pay up but that he eventually would so they tolerated that but you know this was all part of the risk when you enter when you have a fish that it's hard to squeeze the money out of but someone who's easy to beat that's part of the risk of the whole thing and i'm not saying eric should just be able to walk away and and that uh, you know this justifies his behavior but it also it kind of bothered me to watch these people act like this just blindsided them and they had no idea and that this is a shocker that eric did this to them it's like a, it would be like if the merge network went down tomorrow and got busted and my money was gone and i was like oh my god I had no idea. How could this have possibly happened to me? I, I had money on the merch network, and I trusted them, and now my money's gone. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot at this point to think that your money on any online poker site, if you're a U.S. player right now, is 100% safe. Uh, it would be the same thing. Like, I, It wouldn't excuse merge for not segregating the money and, and me losing out or whatever, but I would be an idiot to be claiming that I had no idea. And I think all the people who played fantasy sports with Eric Lindgren had an idea, but it was just too tempting because he was the fantasy fish, and it was for high stakes. So anyway, um, let, let's move on here. Uh, with, now, we have um, a segment that someone wants to do here, but it's gotten late. Uh, I'll leave this up to you guys. We well, we you know what? I mean, I st- there's still a lot of material here, but, you know, there's no rush. We still have a lot of good stuff that isn't – Time-related, meaning that it's not anything that's applicable that we have to talk about right now. Um, I know we have a couple of prank calls that we can, I guess, wait until next week. If well, you yeah, that's what I was going to say here is that uh, one of them I think may not be the best time to make the call. I guess it could be. This There's a poker player who scammed someone on our site. Uh, the scammer is not a member of Poker Fraud Alert, to my knowledge, but the guy who got scammed is. And... He brought the situation over to the Templar, who uh, is one of our users, a rookie of the year on this site as far as I'm concerned. And uh, the Templar found the phone number of the scammer and has been screwing with the scammer ever since and has the scammer convinced that he's going to get backed by the Templar in the World Series. And normally I would be very against messing with someone in this way. Like I, I think it would be very cruel to find a down-on-his-luck poker player and trick him into thinking you're backing him for the World Series and, and uh, stringing him along on the radio, especially. I would never want that done on this show. Even if it would be funny, it would be too cruel. Uh, but if it's someone who's actually a scammer, which apparently this guy is, uh, then it's a different story. Then you can't feel sorry for him. So the Templar wanted to call this guy on the air 
and, uh, and continue messing with him. So it is 11 o'clock. The question is, uh, you know, this is a degenerate poker player, so would it seem funny with him calling at 11, and would we be better holding off for another week? Like, would it be a big deal to stall this another week? Well, I mean, if it's time-sensitive, obviously do it now. If it isn't, then I say we hold it for for next week. It's, uh, But it's, 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 yeah. But it seems like, of course, the chat wants us to call him. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, I think maybe we can squeeze in this call here. And let's look look what else we have to do today that we can. Well, the only thing left that I have, there's some other, obviously, uh, prank calls that we talked about, but we can save those. And really the only other thing that we needed to talk about, and we've gone through this whole list, is uh, I, I wanted to uh, we, we were going to talk about our tournament schedule, what you and I were going to be oh, playing. Yeah, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. In the next couple of weeks, and I wanted to talk because I know I got cut off in the beginning about uh, Vegas Poker Radio and just explain again because I don't know how much was said because um, I got cut off when I was speaking for at least two or three minutes with no one listening. And that's really all we have to do today. Everything else we've uh, actually gotten done on the list. Right. Wow. We got so if you want to do the prank call, we can do that and then end, wind down the show and end it. Okay. Well, we haven't done the Ask Bells. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that either, and that's important. Either, man. Okay. So, so uh, it's your time. Templer, do we have you on the phone here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, I, I guess we might as well reveal okay. the, the whole story here. I was being kind of cryptic, but I guess uh, it's going to come out anyway, uh, and it's already on our forum. Yeah. In the Scam, Scandals, and Shadiness forum, uh, our user named Shady J uh, posted about how he got – the thread title is, I got scammed on 2 plus 2. And uh, he said, I sent a guy $400 for 450 on carbon. Um, I, I don't know how he received the 400 but uh, he sent $400 to some guy. Was supposed to get four. He got a he got a uh, he got a green dot money pass. Oh, green dot money like pass. Okay, and uh, yeah. he was supposed to get back four fifty on carbon in exchange. <laughs> and I guess this is the same situation as with Brad Booth, where they had done one successful transfer before, and then the guy just stiffed him and blocked his PMs. So uh, he posted the guy's screen names, and the Templar through some. Uh, tricks of his, and some, some I'll just leave it at that, some tricks of his, found out from the screen names who this guy really was and got his phone number. And uh, he, uh, the funny thing, <laughs> the guy's Skype name is kind of funny, actually, uh, Turd Burglar 13. But uh, <laughs> 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 this is the scammer. Anyway, uh, the Templar uh, sent this guy a text message just assuming if he's a scammer that he's probably not very rich and probably looking for money and probably looking for backing for the World Series and said to him, hey, uh, you know, do you still want backing for the World Series? And of course this guy bit right away and said, oh yeah, 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 I want backing and didn't, I guess he didn't really bother to ask who you were. And uh, Now, I now I actually, actually, Druff, when, uh, when I sent this guy a message, it took him a little, little while to get back to me but he, he was feeling me out a little bit, actually. You know what I mean? He was feeling me out, so I had to, I had to come off the, off the cusp with just some, some random bullshit how I got it. I said, yeah, I tried to contact you back in 2010. You used to write blogs, this and this. And, uh, you know, I tried, to, I tried to stake you then, but I think you're all full because you had a lot of backers. And he's like, yeah, you had a lot of backers. Yeah, you know, 
I'm real hungry for a bracelet, so I tried to play a lot of events. I was kind of sold out. I see I tried to give you money then, but I didn't really have it. And I was just wondering if, you know, maybe this year it'd be okay, you know, if I could stake it. And he's oh, my, yeah, I'm, I'll, <laughs> this is what he was saying. Yeah, I'm looking for backers. I'm telling you, man, I'm hungry for that bracelet. I'm real hungry for that bracelet. I'm out here grinding 5, 10, no limit every day, man. I'm real trustworthy, this and that. The whole time I'm just laughing my ass off, actually. I'm just absolutely laughing. Yeah. Now, now, now here, here's the other thing I, I wanted to tell you is that uh, I, I, I sent this guy like four or five Facebook messages, okay? I, I found him on Facebook. I found his girlfriend on Facebook. You know, I found, you know, like his dad on Facebook or something. And I didn't really send them, you know, crazy messages. I just said, can you please just have your, your son, please have your boyfriend get a hold of me? And, uh, but he, he never, he never sent me a message back on Facebook. On Facebook is where I was just basically pressing him, saying, you better give me the, give us the money back or, you know, we can have a website in his name and blah, blah, blah. So, so you're saying he hasn't, uh, he hasn't actually connected the two that the guy who's contacting him and backing him and, the, and the, the Facebook message sender are two different people, he thinks. Well, uh, until, until, like literally about a half hour ago. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, uh, about a half hour ago. Um, basically, I just checked the my Duke Facebook account. You know that I use for plenty of fish. Since uh, I think one of you guys told me, I said just use a Duke plenty of fish account. But uh, I have plenty of fish for Duke Facebook account, whatever. So I went on there and I was stuck with, I was sending the message to him on and I finally got one back and I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> so I opened it up and he's, and he, like word for word, he was like, listen, I gotta get this squared up like right away because I can't wait <laughs> because I can't let my backers see it. Blah, blah, blah. Like how, you know, give, give me your email, give me Shady Jay's email. Like I gotta get this done with right away. So, so, so what do you think we should do at this point? Should, should we call him up and and just you saying with, the prank call won't really work at this point because he knows that you uh, you were sending the Facebook messages. But uh, sh- do you think we should right, just, right. The, you think we should just call right, him up and, and tell him he's on radio is, and uh, uh, the prank is done. So, so, but do you think we should yeah. just call him anyway, or or should we give him a week to pay now? No, no. He, he said uh, I I told him listen, I'm calling you tonight. He said okay, I don't know where I'll be. Blah blah blah. I said. You know, but basically, if, if you got the money, you got 24 hours to pay it. That's it. You got, so and, what, and what would you like to do at this point? I'll, I'll leave this as your call. What should we do? Should we call him on radio? Should we give it 24 hours and worry about this next week? No, nah, fuck it. Let, let's call him. Call okay, him. now, now yeah, have, have you sent me his phone number anywhere? Have you sent it on? Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, PM'd it. He PM'd it. Okay, I'm going to go take a look right now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a 616. Okay, I, I see the phone number. So I'm going to call him hey, up right up, now. what's up, Templar? I just stepped away for a second. So, uh, Drexel. Yeah, take... what's going on, Drex? How you doing, man? Good, good, buddy. How you been? We'll just take the direct approach oh, here and and call the guy up. His name is Jesse, and uh, we'll see if uh, we can get him to uh, pay up to Shady J. Been forwarded to uh, an automated please. voice message system. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna leave a message. All right. Well, oh, it, no? says, it says the phone number on there. I don't know if you want that. Uh, uh, yeah, you yeah, you can just right. leave it yourself uh, off the air. 
So okay, I, yeah. he has, it was first ring voicemail, so obviously he has his phone off. So uh, yeah, please update us with what's going on. And you know what? I I think this is great. How you had nothing to do with this, but you got involved. And, and uh, now this guy is concerned, and it's since it's only a matter of like four hundred bucks, I, I have a feeling that this might be more trouble than four hundred bucks is worth scamming to him, and he may actually pay up to Shady J just to stop this whole thing. So you got it, you got it. And I got in contact with one other kid. Um, I guess the same day he scammed Shady J, he scammed another kid for like fifty dollars the same exact way. You know, it was just some kid that wanted fifty dollars to grind for a weekend, and he robbed him. So I contacted him, and I. I told this Jesse character that I said, uh, I said, listen, man, you know, you pay me, pay me all the money, or pay, you know, Shady J all the money, and even that other kid's fifty dollars, and this whole thing will just go away. Yeah, and look, you can and tell him this. Like, you can tell him here that uh, if he would feel more comfortable, since he doesn't know you or whatever, if he would feel more comfortable coming to this site and escrowing the money with mm-hmm. me and having me pay Shady J and whoever else is owed the money, I'll be glad to be in the middle, too. I'll be glad to be the escrower to receive the money he sends and then uh, send it out if, if, for whatever reason, he doesn't feel comfortable paying you. But uh, hopefully yeah, we we'll get... I, I, hope, uh, I, hope you're, I hope you're not mad that I already told him that. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him to come to the poker fraud alert. You know, you can post in the forum, and I said, and the owner will be happy to escrow it, no, no doubt about it, yes. and then ship it off. And I'll make sure the money gets to the right places. So, you know, I, of course, appreciate uh, your help in this matter, even though it had, you know, nothing to do with me. I, I like when our users here, uh, it's not a happy ending just yet, but I like when our users uh, manage to get back money that uh, they thought was lost and scammed from them, and that's what this site's all about. And, uh, you know, Templar, he, he's been a, a great addition to this community. He makes funny photoshops. He, uh, he he had a good phone call on one of our radio shows. He, he just did this here. I mean, the guy is just, uh, he's just all over the place here, and, and everything he seems to do on our site is good. So uh, this is a uh, our definite uh, rookie of the year. Well, the only community. thing he's done bad is in the... Uh Classic Druffers Yep site battle. He uh, got some money off me, but oh, uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I bet on you, Druff. Yeah. I mean, but it was all good, Druff. I, I appreciate that, man. You helped me out. You got me groceries for the weekend. I appreciate. It. Nice. <laughs> appreciate that. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So to anyone out there, too, if, if they need help with with anyone that scams them or anything, shoot me a holler. I, I literally, and I, I literally enjoy this shit. All right, well, very good. It is a good feeling when you actually get someone, even if it doesn't help you, when you when you stop a scammer and get someone else paid back. Like, I, I had a situation where uh, a number of years ago, back when Party Poker was still open to Americans, uh, Steve the Pimp was running around uh, and pretending to be me, and, you know, and, and he made an AIM account named Todd Wittellis, and... Uh, and convinced people to uh, to make fake transfers for party for poker stars, and of course never sent the money back on uh, um, on poker stars. So one of the victims came to me at first was pissed off, thinking that I had uh, perpetrated a scam against him. But I convinced the victim I had nothing to do with it, and I actually called Party Poker and talked Party Poker into reversing the transfer. And and you know there was still money in the account. And they reversed the transfer and gave it back to the victim. And the victim sent me a message and was very, very grateful that. Uh, right. and, and I felt good. I, I didn't get anything out of this, but I, and, and the guy knew that I had nothing to do with this, so I didn't have to do this for him. But uh, it was important to me, especially after my name had been used to scam someone. Even if the victim knew I was innocent, it was important to me 
to do my part to get that person his money back. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this Templar, and uh, um, you know anybody who got ripped off by somebody, uh, the Templar is offering his services here. So uh, contact him, and of course, always out the people who scam you in the scam scandals and shadiness form, and uh, you know let the public decide. And you know in most of these cases, in just about all the cases where someone's accused of scamming. It's almost always true on these forums. Like, how how often do you remember either here or two plus two or another forum that someone's accused of scamming and turns out to be innocent? Just about never. Uh, never. Yeah, I can't even think of one. So usually when these posts are made, they're the truth. So I, I believe Shady J and. Uh, uh, I hope he gets his money back, and, and thank you, yeah. Templar, for your assistance with this. Absolutely. And next week yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll get it in. To the schedule. Yeah, I'm almost uh, I'm almost 99 percent positive that he'll get his money back within 24 hours. No, don't say 99 percent positive. China Maniac said that, and uh, <laughs> he got a lot of hot water on two plus two. But yeah. uh, no, I'm, Ooh, I'm just, yeah, he I'm, did too. Yeah, I'm just messing around here. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks a lot, Templar. And uh, what is that nice Hamilton boy's friends with that nice uh, the nice Cummings oh. boy? Yes. <laughs> oh, where's Val? Where's Val? She's here and underused and underappreciated, and we need to... We need to have a, a little last yes. Val segment before we shut this yes. show down. So, okay, thank you, Val. Uh, did we lose Val's? Val's, you awake? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I may, I may have to oh, fake her... I didn't, want, I didn't want to talk to you guys. I just wanted to hear her voice. Well, you know, I may have to fake voice. her voice right. like... Oh. I may have to fake her voice like I did Slim T. Oh, God. I may have Val's. to see Val's now. We lost Vowels. Hey, Templar. Oh, there she is. Oh. Hi. Hello, Vowels. Hello, Hello be man. honest. Did you doze off there for a second? Be honest. I did, but... Jeff, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're literally putting people to sleep now. <laughs> Jeez. She's got that bed voice right now, too. Oh, my God. It's oh. on... I mean, Vowels, how are you tonight? Oh, what was that? Never mind. Don't even worry about it. Please go back to sleep. It's all good. All right, guys, just lay here, too. I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Good night. This girl I'm dating night, that I mentioned before that was listening texted me before, and she said, apparently your co-host is a sexy little thing, huh? Hey, uh, um, Vowels, uh, you, you just sent me a message on Skype. you have something to say to Brandon? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, what is it? This, this is really rough. Oh, my God. That, that was me the whole time. <laughs> that was, I thought it was Val's asleep. Just waking up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, so do we... Is Val's gone? I, I mean, no, I'm here. Oh, you're here. I, was, I just had to, I had to... I had no, to see, I don't even... That was a good Val's impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was just, did you hear me pretend to be you? No, I missed that. No, I, was, I was just you. I, I was really just you when uh, Templar wanted to talk to you. I had to be you. <laughs> I think we both need to be quiet and give vowels some airtime here. Yeah, so let's do, let's do the ask vowels uh, segment here. So people in the chat room or anybody who wants to call in seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five and uh, or or just post in the chat room your your questions for vowels in the ask vowels segment, which will be uh, um, almost the last thing we do tonight in this uh, four-plus-hour show. Nice comments so far from Bobby or my, my boy. He says, Vowels voice equals Viagra. Funicon says, Vowels is very easy on the eyes. But they were, you know, the Vowels voice equals Viagra was actually about my impression of her voice. So I think I was just giving guys a bonus. Oh, okay. Maybe. Let me hear that one more time. I want to know if it's Viagra. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, if I can do I'll it now. Play, I'll, I'll play Brandon and Jeff. You, you can play Vowels, okay? Vowels, are you with us? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. When was uh, Val's the last time that you uh, touched yourself and finished Touch Complete? If you don't mind me asking. Well, um, actually, I was thinking about uh, David Skolansky earlier, and uh, <laughs> I was thinking about him meeting another developmentally disabled girl, and uh, it, it was, I, I, I hate to admit it, it was kind of a turn on. George Clooney likes it very much. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you know, Templer, Templer, Templer said that uh, Templer wow. said that, that uh, vowels had a bedtime voice, but he was referring to my bedtime voice as you. <laughs> Perhaps you are Viagra. <laughs> People in the chat that. I mean, that really is a good. You honestly got me at first. I mean, until you told me that was you, I really thought that was her, and she had nodded off during radio, and and like she just was kind of groggy and talking. I mean, that's how, that's how good that I, It just, just kind of bothers me, though, to think that maybe some dudes listening to this show believed it and actually were getting a hard-on to my voice. That, that, that doesn't make me feel that good. It bothers you or you like it? No, 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 no. I, I don't want to think about that. That's, uh, that's not why I do this show. But well, you know, I guess uh, I don't see any question in the chat, but what I can bring up, which is <clears throat> a segue to something else that's going to be interesting, is there was a post in the forums about... Vowels, why don't you read it? And, and it was about a woman in Florida that was finishing, touching, completing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, let me, let me find it here. Let Where is it at? And I would like Vowels to read it for those that uh, aren't familiar with it. Just well, your sexy Vowels I mean, voice. I, here, I can send uh, um, Vowels. Do you have the thread up or should I send it to you uh, in Skype? What's the title of the thread? The thread is Woman Arrested for Masturbating on yep. Side of Freeway. I can send you the link. The last reply in the thread was from Vowels. Here, I'll send you the. That's not it. That was that was a phone number I just sent. Let me let me send the send the URL here on Skype in our little group chat. Here we go. You can just click on that. In your sexiest voice, so I guess just talk normal. Why don't you go ahead and read us this article? One thrill-seeking exhibitionist has been arrested after allegedly masturbating in open view of other motorists on Highway 484 in Ocala, Florida, and trying to bite a police officer with a love tap, apparently. (laughs) 35-year-old Ashley Holton caused traffic along the busy highway to back up for 30 minutes, with some drivers reportedly (laughs) performing illegal U-turns to get a second look. According to witnesses, Holton was wearing nothing more than a pink shirt when she decided to pull her car over and pleasure herself in front of the passing motorist. Mm. It is also reported that honking car horns from passerby only seemed to encourage her to keep up her performance. Of course. So this goes on to say that a uh, Marion County Sheriff's deputy finally arrived and approached her. Holton pulled up her shirt, exposing her breasts and bra, according to the police file, uh, uh, informed that she was being arrested by the female deputy. Holton then kicked and bit the officer as she attempted to put pants on her. Holton later described the biting action as a love tap, according to the Miami New Times. 
When brought to the Marion County Jail, Holton continued her misbehavior. <laughs> she just doesn't stop. And she continued to resist the officers by spreading her legs, exposing her vagina, Jesus. and telling the officers to kiss her there. <laughs> and refusing verbal commands to cooperate. I mean, this is the kind of guy you really want to bring home for the holidays. Now, the thing is, it's such a, it's kind of a hot story. Until I scroll down ever so slowly and see the picture of what looks like that serial killer Eileen Warnos that was like that. Exactly. Oh my God. And she's only 35. Like, I mean, she's and like no, this is again a perfect example of somebody with a lot of highway miles and not that many city miles. You know, it's too bad the article Jesus. says how old she is. Otherwise, this would have been a good one for older or younger than Druff. And I'm sure all of you would have said older. Yeah, I would have gone with the older. But you know, this actually brings me up, brings up an interesting question here. Vowels in your life, right off the top of your head, where what is your strangest, most oddest masturbation story you can think of in terms of either being caught or, or a place that you masturbated? What, I mean, elaborate, please. Tell us. Get this image of this, of this woman out of my head. Okay. <laughs> I've got to stop looking at her face. Yes, please. I just, I just yeah. closed the window. Well, the only thing I can really think of that has to do with masturbation would be um, now, as some of our listeners know, many girls use a device at times to pleasure themselves. And um, at some point in time, I had ordered one of these devices off the Internet without telling my significant other that I had done so. Hmm. Well, it arrived at the house, and um, unfortunately, he got the package and opened it. <laughs> so... Um, I came home to find it was open and out on the, you know, the dining room table. <laughs> and I, I said, um, what is this? And he's like, well, maybe you should tell me. And apparently it came with some nasty movies that I didn't order. It just sort of they threw them in the box for the hell of it. Um, Adam and Eve, I believe, is the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, retailer and um, so I had to explain why I had ordered this strange device and um, this led to a, a sort of a confrontation in the relationship that was really the only story that I had and it wasn't a very good one But I'm, I'm surprised that he was that bothered by it I mean so you ordered a device why does that uh, get him mad well maybe he felt a little threatened that perhaps I was looking for something more than what he was offering well, I should be glad it wasn't another guy now, Druff, sure. I have to ask, this begs a question, I know, and I pointed this out last week on the radio, seems like this is the new Dan Druff, who has been more open and sharing and just intimate with his audience. In your life, in the life of Todd, Dan Druff would tell us, what is your weirdest or most awkward masturbation story? Because I know you have to have one. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable enough opening up and sharing with us? <laughs> Well, there, there's one I was considering telling. And I've told a few people, but I, I, I just—I I know there's there's an audience to this show. You know, a fairly large audience here, and uh, I, I'm still deciding whether I want the audience to hear this story. And uh, I'm also afraid that I, I might kill people's. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think some people were listening to Val's story and just listening to her talk and, and getting in a certain mood. I'm afraid if, if I describe 
my story, I'm afraid it's going to kill that for them. Now everybody's silent. I see now. now well, let me ask noodles. you this first, yeah. as a preface. Have you ever been caught, whether it be by a girlfriend, a friend, a parent, anybody? Have you actually ever been fully caught? Well, um, you know, I'd, I've never actually been caught where the person, like, wasn't aware that that I would have been doing that. Like, like I, I didn't just have someone ever walk in on me and, and catch me like that. That's never happened to me. So, unfortunately, I don't have any of those uh, type of stories. Well, that would be fortunately. I don't know if it would be unfortunately. <laughs> well, unfortunately for the radio show. Fortunately yeah, for me, yes. I guess. I, mean, like, I definitely wouldn't have wanted my parents to catch me. That would have been uh, very unpleasant. But uh, fortunately, that never happened. But uh, I'll tell you about my parents. They actually listened to my last radio show here. Or our last radio show. Oh, and they did. Yes, yeah, they tell me your radio show, Jeff. You have two other hosts with you. That well, I, I corrected myself immediately. I'm but, but uh, you know, and what um, did they think of the show? Well, so the, I was when they told me they listened. I'm like, hmm. Like we had a, we had a prostitute on here. <laughs> like, we're, like we're, we're talking about all this. Like we talked about going to to whorehouses and stuff like that. Now, fortunately, my parents heard me say that I had never been to one. And they only heard Brandon saying he had been to one. But uh, I was wondering what my parents, who you know, are obviously older people here, given that I'm 40 myself, what they would think of such a thing. And they actually liked the show. They didn't hear the whole show. But they did hear the portion of Brandon talking about going to cat houses and all that. And uh, <laughs> they, they, they said they liked the show. They said Brandon was very good on the radio. It's <laughs> a bad show for them to listen to. But uh, they actually liked the show and, uh, and complimented didn't me. Didn't interview a porn star? Yeah, he just said that. That's, no, no, they that's, didn't, fortunately, they didn't get to horrible. the part with the porn star, but they told me that you know, okay. we didn't get to the part where you guys were going to have the escort on there. But, uh, you know... But we did hear the start, the part about going to the the cat houses in Laughlin and all that. So like, Perump actually, but Perump, yeah, not Laughlin. But anyway, they, I, I guess that's the one benefit of having such a long show is that, uh, you know, my parents don't end up hearing the part with the escort on there. But you know, they actually like the show. I'm surprised. And, that's great. And we also had another good review of the show from someone I was less embarrassed to have hear it, and that was uh, Benjamin's mother listened to the entire show. She she couldn't hear it live because she was watching Benjamin, but she listened to it later and told me that she thought the show was really, really good, and in fact, she had to listen to it uh, in pieces. She couldn't listen for a full, like, four hours straight, and she said that she couldn't wait to turn it on again to listen to the rest of it when she had to stop. And wow. uh, she really liked That's the show. Nice. And, That's uh, a good review. Yeah, and this is someone who you know, only has limited knowledge of the community and poker. Like, she understands poker. She knows the name. She knows the stories. And she knows, and she lurks on the forum. But she's not like a diehard person who's into all this stuff. So the fact that she really liked it, I thought was a... Yeah, I, I like the chat room, by the way, thinks that I'm dodging the question and wants me to I get back on I was just going to say, Brandon, do you feel this is Jeff's attempt to dodge the question? I mean, in all, yes, I do, but in all honesty, you know, I respect, I always have Jeff's privacy, uh, yes. no pun intended, and if he does not want to reveal... Yeah, I know Jeff would not just make up a story for it to be entertaining. If he was going to say something, it would be true for better or worse, and if he does not feel comfortable, then... There's no pressure, you know. That's that's his choice, you know. It's, uh, you know. I, I was vacillating on this. Like I, I was thinking, I'm like, I, I, I have a story I could tell, but I'm like, I don't know if I feel comfortable like telling it to everybody. I like, as you know, I'm the one who lives in secret locations, so it's it's hard sometimes to tell these whole stories. But 
I don't know. Like, part of me wants to, and part of me doesn't want to. Maybe I'll I mean, draft, it's a new draft. It's a new, you know, it's the new site, new radio, new beginnings. You're a people's person. Come on, <laughs> tell us. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'll tell you why I don't want to say it. It's actually not the reason you would think. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell you the truth here. Um, if it w- if I was single right now, I would actually tell the story. The, the reason I'm not telling the story is because it involves another girl, you know, not the one I'm with right now. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful okay. towards, the, you know, towards Benjamin's mother well, by well, telling Brandon, the story. Well, Brandon, do you have an embarrassing And, and, and the story's not long. Like, if the story was 20 years ago, I would do it because, you know, that's, that's almost like a different life. But, you know, this wasn't long enough ago to where I feel it's appropriate to say. That's why I don't want to do it. Okay. I understand. Well, I, I don't, I guess, you know, I've never been caught before, uh, or, you know, in terms of, like, a parent or a relative or even a significant other, um, I guess there's only two I can think of. Now, we're not going to talk, if we ever want to actually talk about the most weird and wildest places, as many might recall, the infamous Ken Scaler is known to jerk off multiple times in Starbucks bathrooms. Oh, no, I actually... <laughs> at the local library. No, unbelievably, I actually, uh, this was uh, either last year or 2010, I forgot which one. Um, but I was playing a No Limit event at the World Series of Poker, and an older guy, I think the guy was like in his 50s, and he actually walked with a cane, and uh, he's sitting next to me, we're just kind of making conversation, and then he just slips in there, by the way, I used to go to high school across the street from that Starbucks in Woodland Hills. And I said, what? He said, I used to go to high school across the street from that Starbucks in Woodland Hills. And I thought, wait a minute. And he was referring to the Starbucks where Ken Scaler talked about masturbating in the bathroom. Oh my I couldn't believe it. So this guy, this random guy wow. in his fifties who walked with a cane, who's sitting next to me at the World Series. So you never know well, who hears this stuff. Well, I will tell you this: yeah. two things that come to the top of my head is when I was in college. This was in uh, the state of Florida. Um, when I go home over the holidays, it was uh, I lived in South Florida. My college, where I went to school, was in Northern Florida, and it was anywhere from you know seven to, to eight, eight and a half hour drive. And I usually would drive at night. Um, just at the spur of the moment, and on occasion, I think maybe two or three times, I actually masturbated while driving down I-75 in the turnpike, okay, to keep myself awake. Yes, and I actually finished touching Most the- people just have, like, a coffee or something. No, no I, I mean... You know, I think we're going to have to try that next time, next time I get, uh, you know, driving between L.A. and Vegas. Next time I have that, uh, next time I, I get yeah, tired and, and I, I get, uh, I get really yes. groggy on the yes, road. I, 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 I think I, I must have been probably 19 or 20, and... Uh, it, uh, a good idea. You know, I guess the worst part of the first time I did it is I just, it was very spontaneous. And then th- it was awful because I, I just wasn't thinking about the ramifications of the act when I was done. And just, you know, I was all caught up in the moment. And then when I was done, I realized I had nothing to um, sanitize myself with. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. And I'm looking under the town, looking in the glove box. So I end up actually grabbing the owner's manual. This was like a Toyota Celica. 
Okay? And I pull out, like, page 23 through, like, 27. It was about, I think it was about the uh, starter and, and one of the engine lights and something. And that is how I uh, sanitize myself. And then, for the, I guess, in the future, the other couple times this has occurred, and, again, this is back in college, I made sure that I had appropriate uh, set up in my car. But I guess the only other story I can think of that is interesting is I was dating a girl a number of years ago, uh, and I will not mention any names, uh, but, uh, but it was someone. Yeah, it is someone that has posted on the forums before, and um, it was in the beginning of our relationship, and we had had sex quite a number of times right off, like right from the beginning. Like I think maybe over like a two week stretch, we had had sex like maybe twenty times. Like you know, because it was just in the beginning, and you know how it is when you first meet someone, and. After, like, two weeks, and, you know, the, this person was still with me, I just was like, you know, I kind of needed a break, and I don't know, it was just two weeks, I was tired, I was a little sore, I, I don't know, it just, I, I needed a break. So, what ended up happening is this person wanted to uh, have sexual relations with me, and I kind of just said, oh, I'm tired, I have a headache, I don't remember what the excuse was, but I, I just kind of blew it off, and it was fine, only because, like, we ha- we have had a lot of sex in the last two weeks. So she ended up going to bed. Congratulations. And I, just, I was sitting on my couch, and I couldn't sleep. And all of a sudden, I just noticed her laptop was on my coffee table, and it was a Mac. And this was actually the first Mac I had ever used before. Um, I had been a PC guy now, obviously. You know, I, I, I've used Macs before. And I just started fooling around on it, and I found, I believe it, it was Pornhub, but one of the porn sites. And, Wait, you know, it was already on her video. No, 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 I typed it in there. No, oh, no. okay. Oh, no. Now, the thing is, you know, as most guys will relate to that are having a lot of sex, if you have a lot of sex, okay, over, like, a, a real short amount of time, sometimes you just kind of want to go at it one-on-one just by yourself. It's just You kind of miss it a little bit. Like, it's a weird thing that guys go through. Now, Brandon, let me ask you, is it because a woman doesn't know how to touch you just right? No, I mean, it's not that. Like, it's just almost, it's almost like a constant dilemma that, like, a person, a male faces. Like, when you don't have, when you're not constantly getting sex, you want sex. And then when you are constantly getting it, you kind of just want some alone time. Like, it just feels a little different. You have, you know, your favorite girl on the porn site or whatever it is. Your own hand somehow is a little better. Yeah, I mean, I won't say it's better, but after so much sex, it just kind of changes it up. It's like... Eating, you know, Italian for like seven nights, you just didn't want to go have some Chinese. You know what I'm saying? So, anyhow, I wanted Chinese that night. I had had Italian for two straight weeks. I felt like some beef and broccoli. Okay, so I get on the map, I type in Pornhub, and, you know, before I know it, you know, there's some Russian girl on the screen, and I'm touching myself, and it's like, oh, wow, this is eerily familiar, and I just kind of finished touch complete. No big deal. Okay, clean up, end up hopping into bed, go to sleep, and not even think about it. Uh, this person ends up waking up before I do, and I'm asleep, okay, and she comes waking me up, just screaming at me, runs in the bedroom and says, so you're watching porn on my computer. That's And I, I try thinking of a bullshit excuse, like, and I'm half asleep, and I'm like, I clicked on some link, and it, it, I mean, and she 100% did a And she's like, you're watching porn on my computer, and you're like, 
Yeah, I was trying to do that and messed up. <laughs> yeah, I get better at that, Josh. But so you know, to this day, I'm not quite sure if she was mad at me because I was watching porn on her computer, or if I blew off having sex with her to jerk off. I'm not sure which one it really was. But uh, in terms of like, ever getting caught. That's probably the best story I can think of uh, in regards. And I think she knew. I mean, she obviously hey, knew what, what the deal. I, I hate to tell you, but uh, i got to remind you of something. Yes. Your new girlfriend is listening to this. I know, and it's fine. Oh, I, I am an honest person. I, you know, people are going to like me, you know, in terms of females, for better or worse. So I don't hide. I don't even try to hide this stuff anymore. If anyone well, asks me. I, I think me, girls all know that. Off, so and, it's no big deal. And this girl in particular isn't doesn't seem to be uh, insecure or like just too I don't know prissy that something like this would put alienate. So I have no problem. But I will say about that, uh, I you know as many of you have followed my uh, trials and tribulations through the years, I am dating a new girl now. Uh, and you're, you're kinda cut, you know what, Brandon? I hate to tell you, you're kind of cutting out here. Yeah, you are cutting out. Okay, do you want do you want to call me back? Yeah, I'll call you right back. Yeah. Okay. So no, you you can stay on here, Angel. You're fine. Okay. And if you okay. if we lose you, I'll just fake your voice anyway. That better? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I'm not needed. <laughs> do you guys hear me better now? Yeah, there's improvement. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I think I've changed or done, so it must um, be. Uh, uh, no, yeah. it's it's kind of cutting out again. Yeah, I don't know so what's wrong. Me. I think it's on your end. I hate to. I hate to cast blame here, especially with all the fail I've done. I mean, you know, I never understand this because there's nothing that I change from week to week. Same headset, same settings. All right, it, it sounds okay again. So go on. Okay. So anyhow, what's, there's, there's one thing that... about your masturbation habit. <laughs> so I don't know. I, she might be listening. She might have gotten bored. Who knows? But uh, actually, you know what? I am hearing an echo now. Are you guys hearing it or no. am I still I'm trying to do the one headphone trick, but it's still I'm wondering, story. let me look in the chat. Can anyone in the chat tell me, because I'm not going under... No, I'm just going to call both of you back. That's what I'll do. Okay. All right, so just me now. Welcome to the Dandruff Positive EV show. No more co-hosts for me. And, uh, uh-oh, now it's, it's calling back every phone number we've called here so far. Okay. okay I'm good. Oh, that's better. Okay. Who are we calling? Uh... Nobody. Hold on, guys. I've got to create a... This, is, this Skype is such a freaking fail. I've got to remove all the phone calls we once made from this uh, conversation group. And, okay. And, uh... Here we go. You guys, you guys should be back on here. Maybe this is an improvement. Okay. Okay, I hear everybody fine now. You know what? It, it could be we've been connected. We were connected for almost four hours. So... Do you think four hours is the limit? I mean, I, I don't know. All I, all I can say is, like I said, nothing in my settings have been changed. I'm sitting in the same place. I haven't touched anything. Right. So there's nothing that I could do. Um, I assume you both are hearing me fine now? Yeah, everything's yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So, you know, like I said, I was just mentioning my, my new uh, love interest. And it's very early. You know how these things can just end real fast or blow up. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> about ten years ago, and this is kind of like a drug story, actually. Uh, so who knows, 10 years ago, when I was working at a casino in Las Vegas, it was my first real casino job, there was this cute little blonde that worked there with me that I actually kind of had a crush on. And I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that has crushes and, and, you know, so it, it just was, I don't know, I guess it was a crush. I was sexually attracted to her. We had become friends, but it was a situation where she was, 
um, with somebody in a a pretty committed relationship. And for all my faults that I have, uh, which many of you know about, I've never been the kind of guy to be a, a homewrecker, to go after someone who's married or try to break up a relationship. Um, I, I tend to stay away from that. So nothing ever happened. We were really good friends. I was very, very, very physically attracted to her, which kind of made having a friendship with her hard. And uh, I will be honest, there was a couple of times I did finish touch complete with, you know, her in mind. But uh, anyhow, I can say this with her probably listening. I mean, I don't doesn't bother me. I'm honest. So anyhow, uh, she ended up moving away um, a couple years, uh, let's see, I think it was 2005. And although we did remain friends through one of the social media networks, uh, we weren't really close. She was with a guy, and, you know, I was doing my various things with life. Anyhow... A couple weeks ago, after not seeing her for seven years, uh, we ended up getting in contact, and it started off very innocently enough, just meeting to have a drink and catch up. And since that time, I think we've spent about every day together since. Now, over the seven years, was she an object of your fantasies? No, to be honest, no, I, I, I... not really, but the thing is what's weird to me is that I have never been the kind of guy in my life that really has, like, crushes on all these. But I, I had a pretty serious crush on her, and I, it was mainly I was younger, and like I said, I was attracted to her. So now, I'll be honest, we have, I've been sexual with her, and it's just like one of those weird things. Like, imagine having a crush on someone from, like, so long ago that you never fathomed anything would come of it, and now, like, I've got to explore every orifice of her body, and it's just... every. Well, mm-hmm. about every, I'll say that. What do you um, mean about every? You know, I've, you know, what am I going to say? Like, it's, you know, we've, you know, we've been. So are you just, saying that she allows you into her most intimate of places? Okay, I'll go on the record and say that. <laughs> I'll also say my penis has not been in that area. That's what. Oh, you but your fingers have. You know, I I really hope you know, that you. I made a comment earlier about the pinky. I, I you know I'm not, I'll leave Man, it at that. I, I, I hope you still have this relationship after the uh, the show's over. <laughs> I'm sorry? I, I hope this what? thing's still going on for you after the show's over. I hope this hasn't killed you. <laughs> it does. You know, I, I, my impression on how she is is that she's very down to earth. She knows that she found me on the radio station here. All I told, all she knew is I did a radio show. And in fact, she texted me a while back, uh, about maybe half an hour ago, saying she was going to go get, go to the store. But I don't know if she said that thinking maybe I will talk more openly. I don't care. I mean, I think she's totally fine. But anyhow, uh, I've had a great time. It's just a weird feeling. Like, have either one of you ever just had a crush on somebody or even, not even just a physical, uh, you know, just like want to be with somebody physically and it just didn't happen and then maybe a couple years later or down the it did and you're just kind of like, oh, just well, thinking. You know, I, I, I'm going to tell a story I don't think I've ever told before. Please do. Um... When I was in college, there was a, uh, a girl I was friends with that uh, I, I was actually very attracted to, but uh, it was coming near the end of my uh, before I was going to graduate, and and I was going to move pretty far away, and she was uh, you know a little bit behind me because she was a little bit younger than me, so I decided not to pursue it. Also, I had a hard time figuring out whether she was into me. You know, I, I'm usually pretty good at that. I'm usually pretty good at being able to tell if a girl likes me or not, but Sometimes there's this weird middle ground where I can't tell either way, and this was one of those cases where I couldn't say no, couldn't say yes. I decided not to do anything about it, but um, about a week before I graduated, um, one of my former friends who uh, had a big crush on this girl, too, 
In fact, he had a big crush on her way before I did. But she she was not the slightest bit into him. And eventually one day he did something very inappropriate where he... Uh, inappropriate? Yeah, he, mm. he wrote her... He got drunk and he wrote her a really dirty poem and slipped it oh. under her door. And she was not into him at all. It was like a creepy, dirty poem that he slipped under her door. <laughs> And, uh, and and in fact, the way she and I Every became the way she and I really became friends was, uh, you know, she had called me up because she knew I was his friend and and talked to me about it. I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? But you know, that was how me and her really got to know each other better. Was thanks to his uh, perverted note that he perverted poem he slipped under her door. And uh, anyway, uh, so fast forwarding again to about a week before I graduated, this guy who I was no longer friends with. Uh, was still friends with my roommate, so he'd come over and it was kind of awkward, like like a former good friend of mine who I wasn't friends with anymore, to come over and hang out with my roommate. We kind of just wouldn't talk. So I, I got this idea for a prank to pull on him. So I called up this girl, who I knew was still pissed at him for writing her this creepy poem and slipping it under her door m- months back, and I said, let's play a prank on this guy. Now, as far as he knows, we're not friends. What's going on here? Who's crumpling paper in the back? That's not me. It's me. I'm feeding the animals because they're starting to bark. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm trying to keep them quiet. So, I... Uh, so, I, I told her, <laughs> I have an idea here. Why, why don't you come on over here while my former friend is over here in the apartment? And why don't we pretend that we're a couple just to piss him off? Because he, he had this thing for her for the longest time. And how shocked would he be That's so mean. if me and her are together? It was kind of mean, but the guy was a dickhead to me in the way our friendship ended. So, um, you know, like I wasn't going to do anything bad to him, but I thought this would be kind of a funny prank on him, especially to do it with her because he did something very inappropriate to her and made her feel very uncomfortable a number of months before that. So uh, she thought that was a great idea. So I went and picked her up and uh, brought her over. And, um, you know, we came in, and we sat on the couch together, and I, and I put my arm around her, but I, like, I felt so weird putting my arm around her because I really wanted it to be real. I really wanted it to be where we really were together, but, like, but I couldn't tell her that. Sorry. So I put my arm around her but didn't, like, do it too much to where it would be inappropriate, and, but, but we also had to convince him it was real. And, uh, uh, you know... So we sat was there. We, we sat there just talking, and we could tell he was totally buying it, and he was just kind of sitting there silent and didn't know what to say. And then after some time sitting on the couch, I said, "Hey, you want to go to my room?" She said, "Yeah, sure." And we got up and went to my room. I made sure I made a lot of noise locking the door. <laughs> and then we both sat there just really quiet, whispering to each other. So he, it just sounded like there was just no sound from the room. Like How we had, we girl? had to be at least what? How hot was this girl? Was she really pretty? Yes, yes, she was. And uh, so we sat there quiet, whispering to each other, hoping that he would just not be able to hear anything in there and assume that uh, at the very least we're making out and you know probably a lot more. Uh, in reality, uh, I was... Nothing was going on. Not only was nothing going on, I'm like, this is what I was whispering to her. I'm like, hey, you see this right here? This is my modem. It, it goes at 14,400 baud. Have you ever seen a 14,400 baud modem before? Seriously, I was telling you about my, my computer modem. 
But she was actually interested in it. She's like, oh, wow, 1,400, uh, 14,000 baud modem. I've never seen that. So, anyway, um, so th- that's, what very we're, that's what we're actually doing in the room there. So we, we let, like, I don't know, 25 minutes pass and and then came back out and and uh, walked out together, and then uh, we went off to get something to eat. Um, that was the last night I saw that girl. Until you never had in her well, then. Not, no, not quite, not quite never. Until 2009, mm-hmm. when she oh. flew to Las Vegas to see me for the first time in over 16 years. And now we have a son together. Oh, my gosh. That is... Oh, that's that's a sweet story. It is. Sort of. <laughs> it is. But you know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting a text back from her, so I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> and I, oh, I, actually, I did... Oh, so, okay, this is a text. No, dang it, I didn't hear it. I wanted to hear. One, okay, okay. Well, you better but hope she doesn't have Stitcher. Did you hear where you said that she gave you every orifice? Okay, now, now that she's not listening, I will say this then, now that she's not listening. <laughs> so listen, so last night, okay, even if she does listen, this was, this was really funny. Okay, she's actually, she just moved back to Las Vegas, and she's actually staying with her parents uh, while she's looking for a house. And uh, last night we ended up making like a little makeshift. She has her own bedroom, but she has two dogs, and her parents have other dogs, and they can't be together. Last night we made a makeshift makeshift bedroom downstairs. Actually, she made it, and she, there was a mattress downstairs, and this is actually in a basement, which is weird. I've never been inside a basement in Las Vegas before. I've never seen a house that had a basement in Las Vegas, but uh, parents have, have a basement, and there was a mattress. In the basement, she went upstairs and she got uh, a bunch of sheets and comforters and kind of made like a little bedroom and brought her dogs down there. And there was an air conditioner in there. If not, I would have I wouldn't have stayed down there. And brought some wine and and we just laid there. And this is I don't know maybe two o'clock in the morning. And uh, we were down there for a while. And luckily the, the dogs are without. Well, no, but no, the dogs were there, but not a part of anything. Okay. Well, I mean, because uh, you know there's a okay thing with uh, you know Dustin Wolf wants about dogs, so I should clear that up. But no, but the dogs were there in the basement. It's a pretty big basement, probably the size. I don't know, maybe I'd say 700, 800 square feet. I mean, it was, uh, you know. So, fortunately, the basement door locks from the inside. Okay, so we were able to lock it. Um, At about 7 a.m., she ended up going upstairs and grabbing her dad's laptop uh, because we had planned on watching a movie or videos because there was no television down there. Around, I guess, 7 o'clock, 6.30 this morning, I was getting one of the most sensual blowjobs I'd ever I'd oh. ever had, and, I, and I'm just being honest again. I mean, it was just like I don't know if it's because I'm attracted to her, but just it's, it, it was just way better than the average blowjob I've received in my life. And well, let me just ask you because you said it was better than the average. Yes. Was she taking it all the way down? Uh, it, yes, it was that. It was like the tongue around the head. It just was everything about it. Plus, I think it was the emotional attachment as well. But I think even if I took that away, it, it's still, it's still way above par. I mean, yeah. But just all around every aspect in terms of just the tongue use and and and, and like like. I shouldn't say this, but like right around like that perfect spot that every guy knows, kind of like right where his balls end and his shaft begins. Just, just every every spot. Just, I mean, it just. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just, it, 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 I'm. Well, let me just ask both of you. Yes, absolutely. 
does it matter if a girl can deep throat you, or is a great blowjob just the passion? I, you know, to me, although I, I, I obviously enjoy that, but I've also known girls that can deep throat, but an example is they use way, way, way too much teeth. And that's just a word. Yes. Listen, there are a lot of girls that use teeth. And I'm not just talking like, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old and they didn't know what they were doing. So that's one thing. I mean, if you, you deep throat, but you get a little bit of tooth in there, it, it kills the whole thing. And I'm just, you know. Okay. Yes, yes. So, so going deep is not necessarily the end all be all. Right? In my opinion, no. Obviously, I, I, Druff can offer his commentary, but in my opinion, no, it is not. Yeah, I have, yeah, to, I have to agree. Yeah, I have to agree, and uh, you know, I had a, another problem here, and that was, you know, similar to my World Series of Poker career, where uh, you know the first World Series I played were uh, amazingly successful, and then after that, everything was a letdown. Um, my problem was the very first blowjob I ever got was uh, much, much, much above average. As far as the technique was concerned, and I, I didn't oh, know that's, that. Yeah, that's back. Yeah. Then you're disappointed for another half decade. And, and, I bet. And, yeah, and of course I was young then, so the girls I was with were also young. And uh, now the first one I got was actually a girl who was six year old, six years older than me. She was 24 and I was 18, and uh, that may have something to do with why she was better. But uh, but whatever it was, like for many years, it, it was just so disappointing because I thought they're all going to be like that. And then it wasn't. It was just hard to live up to. And similar to finishing third and first in your two yes, World Series events, it's like you, you just started to feel like, wow, I just lucked out at the beginning, and now every, every finish I have is going to be a disappointment. So, um, you know, it got better as, as I got older because the girls got more experience at it. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – I kind of wish that the first one wasn't that good, but it was. So what can I do? Hmm. But anyhow, to finish my story, while this was going on last night, it was about 6.45, 7 in the morning, and I guess her father woke up and did not find his laptop and came to the basement and started knocking on the door. Oh. And while this was going on, I didn't know if the door was open. She had locked it, like I said, and I immediately grabbed her. We're both naked and threw her off me and just pulled the covers up and... Uh, you know, we just, she's like, pretend like you're sleeping, pretend like you're sleeping. And it just kind of, you know, I haven't, I haven't really had anything, you know, like that since, like, the high school days. And we all can relate, you know, all the three of us is sneaking around when we were in high school, when, you know, with, either in someone's house when their parents were there. Or, but anyhow, so it ended, it ended well, um, and we faked that we were asleep, and he ended up going back to his room or whatever, and uh, that's really it. That's that's my story. And uh, uh, yes, I ended up finishing completing before I went to sleep. That's, yes. that's very good. Brandon, have you ever had to uh, climb out a window or hide from a girl's parents? Uh, when I was when I was in my 14 through 16 year old range, many many times. Uh, I mean, I. I shouldn't say many times in terms of, like, many different girls, but one girl especially, uh, many times. Probably, I'd say, maybe 40 to 50 times that uh, I, I would – because there was a girl that lived near me, and I would spend the night at her house on school nights. This is when we were in the beginning of high school. I think this was, like, ninth grade. And sometimes I would oversleep and not have enough time to – uh, get get home before her mother woke up, and a number of times I found myself in her closet 
while waiting for her, either her mother to leave her room or for her just to go distract her. Um, and, you know, I've been good with that. I've never got caught, never got caught by, like, an angry father that, you know, for, for being with uh, his daughter. I, you know, I've, I've been pretty slick my whole life about that. I've been very, very lucky. But, uh, yeah, I've hidden closets. I've had to spend the night in closets before. Uh, I've, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I actually had it. Uh, I actually had it twice where I had to. Uh, one time, I, I had to climb out a window, and uh, this is a long time ago. But uh, I had to climb out the window, and I also had a time where I had to hide in a closet. And uh, um, also, I had a time where a girl's father actually caught me in there with his daughter. And surprisingly, <laughs> let me stay and continue sleeping, provided she slept in a different room. So he didn't even kick me out. Yeah. He was like, wow. see, so he was really pissed at her, and he, you know, he had her go out of the room and yelled at her, and I heard her yell, him yelling at her. But then she comes back in and she said, yeah, he says you can stay here and continue sleeping as long as I stay outside of the room, you know, to a different room. So I'm like, oh, wow. I, I was sure I had to get out of there, and I was exhausted, so I was so happy he made that decision. But like, I was. What a great dad. But was, and so anyway. Um, then he goes to work, and of course she comes right back in the room with me. We had sex again, so that that wasn't a very uh, good decision on his part. So, uh, so dad, if you're listening, you should not let the man continue. Yeah, no, he should have booted my ass out for sure. He should have he should have told me uh, go sleep dad. in the car. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, and then like the time I had to hide in the closet, it was a girl telling me that uh, her mother never comes home from work until 5 p.m. and then. She came home at like 12 to eat lunch at home, and she's like, oh, my gosh, she never does that. She hasn't done that in a long time. And so I, I had to hide in the closet, and then the mother walks in the room, and she's like, um, what's that car outside our house there? Like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. I, I, we don't ever, ever have cars like parked right outside our house like this, and there's no other cars in the neighborhood, so why would they park in front of our house? Is there anyone here? No. Are you sure? I'm not sure she can open the closet, and I'd look like a fool. But uh, uh, fortunately, she just kind of like reluctantly believed her, or at least didn't didn't push it. You've been very lucky. And then, uh, and then after her mom like went to the other room to go get something to eat, I had to climb out the window and like sprint to my car and drive away. Yeah, and if that was obvious, people are asking why you sound different. I have to agree, you do sound different. Who me? Yeah. Um, well, I'm playing with Clooney as we're talking, and he's trying to grab my mic and, like, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> that might be why. So, you know, I, I can start beating you again. If, if, he's, if he's starting too soft, I'm just going to hang up on you, and I'll just be you for the rest of the show. But, <laughs> if, if it works, it works. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I – fortunately, I, eventually I got older to where – this wasn't happening anymore, where I didn't have to worry about angry fathers or anything like that. But I, I do think it's funny that uh, Brandon <laughs> had that situation again, where he had to pretend to be asleep. And, yeah. Um, As an adult, that's... that's of course. I mean, it's like reminiscent. I, I, I can't even think of a last time something like that even occurred. It had to be in high school. Yeah. I actually had this situation where I had to hide something recently where, you know, I don't know if as a kid, if you remember, like, uh, when your parents would say you can't have dessert and then you open up the freezer and, and sneak a dessert out and hope your parents don't catch you. Um, I, I recently had to do that as, again, uh, sneak a dessert and not get caught, but not for my parents, for my child. 
He said, Benjamin, if he sees you eating any dessert, he demands it and, and won't leave you alone. <laughs> so so now whenever you eat dessert around him, you actually have to uh, hide it from him. And I, th- I, thought, I just thought it was so strange that, uh, you know, finally I get old enough where I don't have to hide what I'm eating from my parents. Not that I had to all the time, but it was just, you know, I remember doing that a few times. And now, now I have to do it to my son. So um, I, I hope one day I don't have to hide anything sexual from Benjamin. I probably will. Like, like one day he's going to get older, and I'm going to have yeah, to make sure he doesn't... you have to hide that. Yeah, like I have to make you sure he doesn't know to, what's like, going on. You have to time it so he's not awake, or... Well, I already have to do that now. Like, that, that's... Uh, yeah. That's the problem with having a baby. Wait, why is that? I mean, he's still pretty young. What no, because... He's... Well, where does he go then? Like, if we, if we go have sex, well, yeah, I mean, where does the wanna, baby go? You don't want to... But, I mean, like, if he's sleeping in the yeah. same room as you, is, like, in a crib or something, is that bad? Yeah. You can't. Well, tell me. I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have. Well, children. it's interesting. If well, he doesn't sleep in the same room as us, so that's not a concern. At, at this point, yeah, like like when he was like a really really tiny baby, uh, it's a different story. But at this point, I, I would definitely not want to do anything sexual with him in the room, even if he's sleeping. Like I just, I, I just would be afraid he'd wake up and see. And it, yeah, he's just too old. He, he understands too have, much. Like some weird memory of it. Yeah, like he just understands too much. This Wait, baby understands really? things. Yeah. Oh, he okay. understands a lot. Absolutely. I mean, what kind of memory would that be? I mean, I don't have any memory. I think my first memory is probably like kindergarten, first grade. I mean, oh, I have no memory of when I was a year and a half, two, or even three. Well, no, I There's understand not- that, but it's not about the memory so much. It's just, uh, I, I just feel really strange. Like, the biggest turnoff to me of anything, like, you know, they say, like, when you're trying to uh, last longer, you should think of baseball or whatever. Um, but but and, and that's like, I, I always have used B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur, things like there that. But but the thing that I don't think of this to stop myself and make my last myself last longer. But the thing that kills it for me, the thing that just makes me go limp instantly, is mm-hmm. if I hear kids talking or anything with kids. I, I guess I'm like the opposite of a pedophile. Yeah, I guess anything with kids absolutely kills it. Like like you know, I remember the first time I dated a girl with a kid, which was like in 2001, and uh, she had a three-year-old, and the three-year-old was supposed to be sleeping, but he got up and knocked on the door and was like, "Mommy!" And the second I heard that, it's like gone. It was just dead, and I couldn't get it back. Just like it's just anything with kids just absolutely kills it for me. And uh, you know, I just wouldn't want. I just couldn't really get into it with, with, a, with a. We would have to question what sort of weirdness was going on with you. It's, it's also, for me, hard to maintain erection when law and order is on in the background. <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, that's something about Jerry Orbach's voice and just the constant, uh, yeah. I'm worried about that, and I'm being serious. Like, certain TV shows I can't have on, like, because I can't, like, I'll hear the show and I'll make, either make me laugh or I can't yeah, concentrate. Yeah. I'm very particular. You know, like, you know what's funny me. is uh, I actually, I always turn off the TV when, when I'm having sex, but uh, I remember I made one exception in, uh, in 1996, when the Dodgers made the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> and you know the year of the... <laughs> no, it was the Dodgers, the Dodgers made the playoffs. The exact date and time, we're having problems. The Dodgers made the playoffs, and, and my girlfriend then started, you know, messing around with me, and, and I kind of, like, you know, got in the mood, and, and I was like, what do I do here? Like, I, I want to see this game... And I don't I want to turn remember it off. that series. It was against the Braves, too, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, funny enough, I remember that series for some reason. So, so I, I, I couldn't, I had to leave it on. And uh, and then, like, we're in the middle, and then Mike Piazza hits a home run. And then, like, it totally distracted me and killed everything. Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 that was the one attempt I made, and it didn't work out. Like, I was okay until Mike Piazza hit a home run, and I just couldn't continue. 
Okay, uh, incoming news. Okay, uh, I just got a text from uh, my little friend, my beautiful little blonde, and her text reads, your show is interesting, I liked it, except the masturbating on the freeway part, LOL, LOL. She didn't like that? <laughs> I mean, maybe she found it disturbing. I don't know. I mean, I, I was like 19 years old, 20 years old. At least she hasn't ditched him by this point. No. She, yeah, that's why That's why I said from the start I had no problem saying this because I know versus the babysitter, if you all remember the babysitter situation, this girl is very down to earth and not like judgmental and is not kind of girl. So that's why I felt comfortable. But it is funny because apparently she did roll me and she has been listening the whole entire time. Oh, so. man. <laughs> it's fine. It, yeah, it's but uh, wow, we, guys, we've done a five-hour show. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Nice. So I, I guess we should just finish yeah, up by except for that part where I like disappeared for a little while. That's, that's okay. We, we, yeah, we had a, a backup for that. So um, I guess the only thing that we have left on the agenda, unless whatever you guys want to add, uh, and we don't even have to go through this now. I know uh, next week the three of us are going to be on on Monday. Both Druff and I are going to be playing Tuesday. Uh, June 12th in the $1,500 uh, limit hold'em shootout, also known as uh, pot. What, what is the term, Druff? For I limit hold'em? Damn it, Truff. I don't remember it anymore. Ho- uh, holder, hold, something <laughs> Poker holder? holders, that's what it is. Poker holder? Okay. Also known as. <laughs> yes, also known as event uh, number 25, the. Poker holder shootout. So it's possible that you and Jeff might come up against each other. You, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because two years ago, I won my table and it was actually heads up uh, to make my, my first final table. Again, I don't play a lot of tournaments. Uh, you know, besides the World Series and just smaller tournaments with friends, I'm just I don't really enjoy tournaments for the most part. Also, I don't generally I'm not staked. So anything I've played like last year or this year, it's always my own money. So of course I don't, you know, have the means to play thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in tournaments on my own dime. But uh, two years ago, I advanced and won my table, and uh, Brad L was actually at my second table on my direct right. And then I know last year Druff won his table uh, in this same event. So I guess we kind of have a streak going. Uh, I won two years ago. My my first table and advanced. And uh, for those who don't know, you basically just need to win two tables to make the final table. Day one is, is, is one table, and then the second day, after day one, you're already in the money. It's one of the few events at the World Series in which after day one, you are in the money. But it is a long day. It's still a good, I don't know, almost 12-hour day, would you say, Josh, no, 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 if you it's win your table? Not, no, it's actually not a long day. Uh, usually you actually get this done uh, by somewhere near the dinner break. It's actually a short first day, and... Uh, uh, you, you, it's a three-table thing. So, as you said, you win the first two tables. You're at the final table. Uh, both Brandon and I, at some point. You, know you know what I'm thinking? Well, okay, when I won it two years ago, my table, it started at 5 p.m. It was a 5 oh, p.m. tournament, and I know I did not get out of there till close to 3 or 4 in the morning. Okay, you ran long then because usually you yes. get out earlier. But anyway, um, Brandon and I have both in this tournament come down to heads up on the second day, on the second table, and both lost. And I, I actually, I had mine against Rep Porter and had him down to very few chips. Had I won a pot where he put a river beat on me, had I won the pot, I would have had 95% of the chips and probably would have won it and gone on to the fi- six-handed final table. But this was this was back in 06, and then Brandon, he just mentioned two years ago, he got heads up for the final table. 
And uh, also, now, do, do they change it when you when this event? Okay, you're talking about the six-handed limit hold and shootout. No, they they change no they change it depending upon the number of entries and just what they feel okay. like doing that year. So some okay, because I know two years table, ago it was nine-handed the final table. Yeah, it depends. They they uh, yeah. And like last yeah, and last year it was nine-handed the final table and six-handed for the second day. And I last year. I made the second day and finished third out of six, and it was too bad because the uh, just one guy got all the cards. An old man at the table just was. Well, oh, I remember that. He just kept getting. It was he was the the most amateurish of everyone there. And I, I remember reading the updates. He just ran no matter what he raised with, no matter what hand he played. He just hit every flop. Yes, he just got there. Yes. He was the first one to win the second day too. He just owned everybody. So anyway, uh, let me let's go over the uh, little. Schedule. So we're going to play the we're going to play that uh, event 25 that uh, Brandon mentioned. I'll, I'll tell you first what I'm playing, and then you guys can follow along. Um, Brandon, are you going to be tweeting updates with the uh, PFA event number hashtag? Uh, yes, I will be. Okay, very good. So, and I encourage anybody to do that. Like, if you play event, for example, 16, you do hashtag PFA 16, and, and it'll automatically post to our World Series form in the. There's a thread for each event. So here are the events I'm playing. Now, I was actually supposed to play today's Limit Hold'em 1500 event, but did not because of uh, um, a situation that came up that I won't bother to get into. But uh, anyway, I did not play that, nor am I going to play tomorrow's No Limit Hold'em shootout that I was originally scheduled to play. But here's what I will be playing. My first event this year will be event number 20. Hard to believe that I won't be playing until event number 20. But uh, event number 20 will be my first event, the 5,000 Limit Hold'em. So I'm getting right into it playing an expensive event and a tough event. But uh, that'll be uh, June 9th, just uh, you know, whether you want to consider today the 6th or the 5th. It's technically the 6th now because it's after midnight. But uh, it'll be on uh, June 9th, which is a uh, Saturday. This Saturday, 5,000 Limit Hold'em. I'll be playing that. If you want to buy a piece of me, let me know. Uh, then I will be playing maybe the next day, 1,000 No Limit Hold'em, and that's only if I don't make day two of the 5,000 Limit Hold'em. Uh, then Brandon and I will both be playing this uh, 1,500 Poker Holders Limit Shootout. <laughs> uh, then I'll be waiting yeah, six more days. I'll be playing uh, on June 18th the $2,500 mixed hold'em, which is half limit, half no limit. Uh, I did finish 10th in this event back in 2008. Uh, event number 40 on June 21st, 2,500 limit hold'em, six-handed. And uh, looking forward to playing that one. Uh, event number 43, June 23rd, $1,500 no limit hold'em I'll be playing. And same situation where I'll, I'll play the next day the 1,000 no limit hold'em if I don't make day two of the 1500 no limit. Then I'll be playing event number 48, June 26th, 3000 limit hold'em. This is the event I won in 2005. So I uh, always like playing that you one. You have a good chance in that one. I, I hope so. I hope uh, history can repeat itself. Uh, then if I do shit the bed on that event and don't make day two, <laughs> um, on June 27th, there's a weird anti-only no limit hold'em event that oh I'm going to try out, $1,500, and I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. Uh, still considering what strategy I'm going to use, but I will be putting That's some not your favorite, real thought into it. Uh, then I'll be playing event number 53, another 1500 no limit, another situation with $1,000 no limit the next day, event number 54 I'll play if I don't make day two of that one. And then here's the weird event, July 6th, 
this is a non-bracelet event, but the $560 bracelet bounty, no limit hold'em event, where people get, I believe, 500 bucks for knocking out any bracelet winner. So I at first mm-hmm. didn't want to play because I'm like, what incentive is the World Series giving me? Like at least give me a discount on the buy-in or you know do something for the bracelet winners to mm-hmm. attract us. Yeah. But they, they do nothing. I was going to say, screw it, I'm not going to play it. But then I realized, you know what, I might be in a unique or semi-unique position here in that I'm going to have a lot of people gunning for me and correctly gunning for me because you get, I think, almost the buy-in back for knocking out a bracelet winner. So... Uh, now, of course, if I accumulate a lot of chips, then people won't be gunning for me anymore as they can't knock me out. But uh, at the beginning, if I play correctly and uh, keep in mind that people are going to be going all in with marginal hands just to knock out a bracelet winner and get the large bounty, I can accumulate it's a lot of chips. It's right. an advantage to have that. So mm-hmm. I I will be playing that. And uh, then, sure. of course, I will be playing the main event and hope to better my 2010 performance where I finished in 88th for about $80,000 and hoping uh, maybe to even run deeper than that. Or, and I'm hoping if I don't do that, at least I min cash in it because the min cash in that is still over 20 k And uh, those are my events. Now, what, what are you going to play, Brandon? I am going to be playing for sure uh, the limit shootout, as we talked about, which is June 12th. Uh, in the event that I do not win my table that day, um, the next day, there is a, a $1,500 horse on June 13th that I will be playing. Um, hopefully, obviously, I'm still in the limit shootout. After that, I will be playing the uh, mix hold'em as you are on June 18th. If I do not make it to day two of that, the following day on, on June 19th, I will be playing the eight-game mix. And then towards the end of June the 29th, I will be playing the ten the ten-game mix. So. Those are the tournaments I am playing for sure, and again, it depends if I make day twos. And as for the main event, um, I, I'm probably going to play. I didn't play it last year. I played it last year was the first year I didn't play it in three years. Um, I'm probably going to play it. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say 100 percent because, like I said, it. I don't. Uh, I'm not staked by anybody. I, you know, don't sell pieces. My own money. So just depending on how I'm feeling and what's going on. Um, I'll, I'll make a decision as it as it gets closer. And you know, I'm not one of those players, or, or even people anymore. I feel like, oh, you know, I have to play in the main event to to validate myself as a poker player, or, or you know, a professional poker player, or somebody. I don't look at it like that. I mean, I do realize there's a lot of value, but at the same time, again, as someone that has never really been staked and just I'm using my own down, I'm also aware that uh, you know. Money management skills are important, and just depending on how I'm doing during the summer, I'm not going to risk a large amount of my bankroll, um, you know, to play it. So it, it, a lot of it will just depend on where I'm at. I'm not going to put up a 2%, 3% of what my cash bankroll is to play in it. Uh, necessarily, I don't, like, feel like it makes me any lesser of a person or not a poker player. Like I said, I'm, I'm very happy that I've played in it uh, three, three times since 2007. And I don't know, like I said, we'll just see. Um, you know, we'll all be watching both of you very closely yes. and rooting for you. Absolutely, but uh, those other events for sure. I do love the mixed games. Uh, I don't really enjoy no limit hold'em tournaments anymore. Um, 
So that's uh, really what we say. Also, before we go, I want to let everybody right, know, right. Gigs, I got cut off. That, that's right. I forgot about it. I, I started the music. I'm like, it's oh, fine. wait. I, I got to give Brandon a chance <laughs> to say this. Yes, so I ahead. appreciate it. Uh, I want to let everyone know, uh, and again, this was mentioned earlier in the show, but there were some technical difficulties, that uh, everyone is welcome to come and check out the new site that myself, uh, Jaysup, and uh, Ch- Mark Chinamaniac have started, and that's VegasPokerRadio.com, and which is a site that we're going to start building up and having tons of podcasts on. That is our goal. This show actually has been simulcast on uh, Vegas Poker Radio uh, since we started, and also on Thursday, uh, this Thursday will be the Season 3 opening edition and also the new permanent home of Filthy Limper Radio, which Druff has been on in the past several times, as I have, and there will also be other content um, that will be on there as well. And uh, come over there, and I, as I stated also in the beginning, I, don't want, I want everyone to understand that, uh, although it, seems, it may seem a little bit odd, um, there's no competition in terms of, wow, that was a, is that George Clooney? I apologize no, for my pussy. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, there's no competition between these two sites and the work that Druff, I, Vowels do together. Um, you know, Druff and I have had a very good couple of months uh, in terms of, you know, doing the show together and also just talking off air. And his relationship with China Maniac and Jacep as well is, is very good. I encourage everyone uh, to come to our site, check it out. But at the same time, I don't want to fracture the community in any way, and that's not what we're going to do. Uh, you know, as I see it, and as Jacep and China see it as well, everything that we do in the long run is just going to benefit this community and not fracture it. There's just going to be more content, more podcasts to listen to, and uh, although. Poker Fraud Alert and uh, Vegas Poker Radio are in any way affiliated. I, we will be working together in many ways, whether it's cross-promotions, um, activities, and, and it's just basically, I don't know, I don't want to call it a brother and sister site because that's not what it is, but in no way, shape, or form are we competing against each other. I still want everyone to post on this site, and, and as I mentioned before, uh, when we do our radio show, it's going to be simulcast on both sites. The chat, though, just to avoid confusion, will be here um, on, so, on so Poker Fraud right. Alert. Nothing's changing over here on Poker Fraud Alert. Absolutely. Not everything, everything whatsoever. Exactly, exactly and also, Yes, and also the show that I've done on a, a previous site, the Drexel show I will be doing on Vegas Poker Radio, and you, that will just be determined of when we're going to do in the future, but uh, this is good for everybody. It's going to bring more content, more entertainment. Uh, I'm hoping even Druff comes over and does some shows on Filthy Limper. I know Druff has already registered an account, and, uh, you know, I hope, uh, you know, everything works out great. I love the way Druff has run Poker Fraud Alert. I've, I've talked with him both privately and publicly and given him uh, mad props for just how he's handled the forum and just how he's run things, and the community on Poker Fraud Alert is great. And, uh, of course, I don't want to damage it. I'm not going to. And in a way, like I said, it's two separate entities of what we're actually doing. Uh, you know, although we do have forums on our site, um, the majority of what we're all going to be trying to do is, is in terms of building up podcasts and having somewhat of an Internet radio station. That is our goal and what we will achieve at some point. And that's, you know, there's a 100% different goal here in terms of, you know, poker, fraud alerts, main 
uh, you know, mission statement from the beginning was exposing frauds and scams and and, and so on and so forth. And I'm still going to post on this site, and no, nothing's really changed at all. Um, I still consider this site my home as much as I will Vegas Poker Radio. And uh, again, I, I want to, on behalf of myself, China, and uh, Jason, thank Druff because he has given us an opportunity not only now on radio but also in the forums to. You know, talk about our site, and he's been on Filthy Limper Radio before, and we've all gotten along well, and, and this is how it's going to be. I know it's a little bit of an odd scenario, but uh, I'm very confident it's going to work out well. Uh, I'm going to devote my time, just as I have the last few weeks, to making this show great for everybody, as uh, Angel and Druff both have, and I'm going to try my hardest as well to do the same on Vegas Poker Radio with our other various shows that are not going to be similar to this. Uh, it's not like I'm going to have another show on there that's going to model this. This is the, the show that... You won't be talking about your masturbation. Yes. Most well, he might, he well, might well, theorize well, his own maybe, show, but, but it won't be like... Maybe, yeah, on my solo show, but yes, this is <laughs> our, the three of us, our show, the way we've envisioned it, and I'm not going to try to ever duplicate that. And there's, there's just enough interesting things to talk about that, uh, you know, we don't need to try to copy anything and anyhow that's really uh that's really what's going on i want everyone to at least check it out and there's other things on on vegas poker radio that aren't really again what what poker fraud alert is about such as strategy and and sites that uh we have uh, affiliates with that involve more poker related content so just check it out and uh like i said this show is going to get great here it's only, what, our third week, and now we've gone, what, five hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so anything you want to add, Jeff, I again, I appreciate you giving, letting me give the plug there, and uh, yeah, I feel very comfortable. I love working with the both of you, and I, I think uh, we've had a great show tonight. Yeah, I, so. you know I what, like uh, to thank both of you for being consummate professionals, Jeff, for, you know, carrying on with the show even though you weren't feeling well tonight and uh, I got to feel Brandon better. for all the research and, and work that you did to get the show working. Yeah, I was going to mention that fantastic. actually. Um, some of you may not realize this because uh, this is done behind the scenes, but uh, this show, what we've been doing is the day before the show, Monday, we actually all get on the phone and discuss what we're going to have on the show. So there, you know, there's preparation put into it and, um, you know, I actually felt a little bit bad today when, when I didn't get some of the sound bites and other things I wanted to play uh, because I, I, I didn't feel well. But uh, we, the day before, get together the topics that uh, we want to talk about. And I have to give Brandon credit. He came up with Definitely. most of the topics that, and he spent hours researching this, uh, topics that we can talk about and, and brought them up on the phone. And, you know, I, I throw in a few myself, but uh, um, most of this came from him as far as the content uh, ideas and all that. And, uh, um, you know, Thank he's done you. a very good job, and people I know really enjoyed last week's episode, and I, I hope people enjoyed this week. And, uh, you know, so we're putting a lot of effort into the show, and, uh, you know, I know Vowels is not a degenerate, like, Brandon and I aren't. She actually has a regular job. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's that's true. I was just thinking about that. And I, I know until, uh, it's even an hour later for her than it's here. It's, it's actually not an hour later. It's it's, it's twelve twenty for her also. No, I, yeah, we're in the same time zone. Oh, really? is that is that is that because it's only the half year thing when we yeah. are? Or did they yeah. change some? Yeah, it's, it's well, only the deal the is Arizona never changes our clocks. So when oh, you okay. guys change, we don't. And right now we're on the same zone. But when okay. you guys flip yep. it over, we. 
we'll have an hour. So, so that's uh, so. Anyway, I, I'm very happy with with the way the show's going so far, and and you know, spread the word to whoever you think may not know that we're out here, especially people who listen to Absolutely. us on on, on uh, you know, other shows. And uh, I just want to bring up one other thing that's uh, not related to any of that. Uh, earlier in the show, talking about the J. Searles thing, which I'm not going to rehash now, but uh, I didn't want it to be thought that I was saying that I thought uh, Vegas was angling in any way himself with knowing beforehand that uh, he already knew there were 25 uses or misuses of Venom Van. I, I believe that Vegas just guessed that there was and only looked this up after the bet was made. I, I don't have proof of this, but I believe this, and he insists it, and uh, I haven't known him to be a liar, so I have to believe right. that that's it's the case. And, uh, I, I just want to clear that up, that I, I don't think Vegas was shooting any angles whatsoever. I think that uh, he placed that bet fairly and uh, honestly, and uh, I, I still think he won. And uh, I'll address this whole thing further on the forum. This isn't going to go on forever, don't worry. So, anyway, thank you for listening, people. I'm glad that... Uh, yeah, anybody who sat through this five-hour-plus show, uh, you have a lot of patience. I hope I entertained you. I hope Brandon entertained you. I hope Val's entertained and maybe did more than entertain you. And uh, we'll be back next week on Monday. Not Tuesday, but Monday, June 11th at 7 p.m. will be our next show. So if you tune it on, turn it on on Tuesday at 7 next week, you won't hear us. But you can always find it in the archives. Uh, we are in iTunes, we're in Stitcher, we are in our own forum archives, you can just download the MP3, we have an RSS feed, whatever you need to hear this show, there's a lot of ways to do it. And again, as Druff said, please spread the word about our show, let people know, and uh, also as he mentioned earlier, if you have suggestions, uh, criticisms, anything you want, post it, let us know what you want. You guys are why we do this. Uh, we're not doing this to hear ourselves talk. We want everyone to enjoy it. And uh, whatever you guys want, whatever you like and dislike, let us know. And I promise you, if nothing else, we'll, we'll always listen and work on ways to uh, better improve the show. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, that's it for tonight's show. We're Check us out in six days. Right? Is that their little thing? That's right? what we're doing. Yeah. So one and a two and a three. Shalom. Shalom.